Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah! Welcome, everybody, to Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing, coming at you! 6.01 p.m. Pacific, show 369. Really appreciate everybody sticking around and listening, downloading it. Good times. Thanks to everybody on RacerX Facebook for watching we are uh, live on RacerX Facebook, and uh, we really appreciate you people watching us. We are going to give away a Pro Filter kit tonight. We're going to have a winner for our WUSA wheels. We have Eli Tomac on. Yeah, Eli Tomac. He's coming on. He just won his first race. And grab the points lead. Jimmy D will be on. Jimmy Dakotas will be on. He ended up on the podium in San Diego. Tyler Bowers also rode a great race to come from way back to 10th. And friend of the show. David Villeman will be on. Good times, everybody. We appreciate you guys listening. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, EVS Sports, Michelin Starcross 5, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, Get Data, Guts Racing, WUSA, Eagle Grip, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, LA, Honda World, Ride Engineering, all on board with us tonight, as are you people. You can listen live on TuneIn. You can listen live on the Pulp Mex app. You can get the archive on the app. You can get the archive on anywhere where you get podcasts from. We are going to have uh, 702-586-7857. The lines are open. We're going to have the lines open for you people to talk about San Diego. Whatever you, Whatever's on your mind, we, uh, we'd appreciate that. Going to give some stuff away tonight. Going to have a good old time tonight. I'm Steve Mathis. With me in studio, my friend, my rock, my advisor, Chris Kiefer. A lot of slashes in my name. A lot of slashes. What's up, buddy? I haven't been here for a while. Yeah, I thought you were uh, trying to deny me. No, never. No, it's been a while. We were just driving up and said, man, I haven't been up here since Christmas time. So, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It's well, good to be back. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. KieferIncTesting.com. Your 250 shootout is done and up and everything Finally. else. And we'll yep. Talk about that. I mean, I already read all the other sites, and I so I bought a bike off they off them <laughs> yeah, because I'm it, so late it, to the cause, game because you're so late. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there's lots to, lots to deal with there. Um, uh, good show tonight though. Tomac, Dakotas, Bowers, and DV. That's a lot. W- what is what is DV going to say? Great radio. Eat Supercross. Fuck Supercross. Shit Supercross. Yeah. What was the last one? There's one more. I'm missing one more. Yeah. yeah. Wake up, Supercross. There you go. Wake Eat up, Supercross. Eat. Shit, Supercross, <laughs> fuck Supercross. Oh, wow. And sleep Supercross. That's a lot. Okay, I missed a lot. Sleep Supercross, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and Heather Kiefer's in studio. We'll talk to her and probably at some point in the show. We, yeah, careful. Uh, dude, mine... It's, it's touch and go right now. Mine's upstairs, and, and it's also a little rough. <laughs> so, they, they synced up. I think they, <laughs> they did. synced up. They synced up their moods, I think, yeah. a little bit. Aggression. Uh, rev limiter. Yeah, rev limiter's high. Yeah, just... Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of that. Um... Taking your calls over there, producing the show, holding things down. Me, Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? Hello. Hey. Hey, get on Slack, bro. 
I am on Slack. Oh, you didn't, respond, Slack. You didn't respond to my Slack test? Yeah, I was doing that on purpose because okay. I just don't want to talk to you. Uh, can we talk about Pulp Mix Fantasy? Uh-oh. Sure, yeah. I don't want to. Okay. Did you have a bad weekend? 189. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How's that feel? Oh, my God. Uh, Lopes. Lopes, Hampshire. I had those two, yeah. Um, Two 450s was... uh, Oh, I did have LeMay. That was all right. It it just... It was ugly. Did anybody have Harrison? No. Mm. He would have been... He would have paid off, though. You had Brown, Lopes, Robin, and Hampshire. Oh, yeah. Jerry. Yeah, you got (sighs) Jerryed. I got Jerryed. Dude. Jerry was sacking me. He bounced his way right into that dirt, (laughs) didn't he? Oh, Jerry. I just... Uh, you got Savachi, though. I did. I had Savachi. Yeah, I had bad. I had LeMay. The, the 450 guys kind of saved me, but 189 is... That's pretty much how mine went. It's terrible. Bubba, Bubba Polly would have been good, right? What Bubba, Bubba Polly got? 18th? No, but point-wise. Oh. Paul Fantasy. Oh, I don't know. Hang on. Hmm. I, was, I wasn't I was on that page. Oh, that's why I thought how you knew what I had. I was looking at your page. Oh. oh. Is he 250 or 450? 450. 450. Um, I don't see him on here. Wow. What does that mean? Nobody picked him. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Nobody picked him. Um, hey, so uh, 702-586-7857, give us a call. If you got something on your mind, you want to talk about San Diego, Jason Thomas will join us, of course. We've got the BTOsports.com, tweet at Travis segment, X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs, Race Tech Rant coming up, and Race Tech Rant, probably predictable tonight. <laughs> it's shocking. <laughs> probably pretty predictable. <laughs> so we'll get to that. Uh, and like I said, I'm really excited for the show. It's going to be going to be cool. Lots to talk about. Um uh, I guess first, Kiefer, let's start with this. Tomac won yep. his first race of the year, took off, uh, led, led wire to wire. The main events were shortened a little bit. Wasn't a thrilling race, no. which is fine. AC won also. Both Kawasaki guys have the red plate now, and uh, so it's a good night for the guys in green. And the Kawasaki guys, and we'll talk to Tomac about it, were very excited about some bike changes and some things they found. Mm. And they were really thinking that Eli's going to be back um, to his old self. Um, so we will see because this weekend wasn't a test. But Marv rode great. Marv also rode great. He grabbed second right at the end. Kenny got third. Bogle. Dude, that was the shocker for me. Yeah. Like, Bogle, starts are coming around again, so his starts are being, you know, getting better. I haven't wrote in my column on Pulp MX that wouldn't be surprised if he wins a heat race or two in the next couple weeks because it seems like he's getting better starts. Yep. His sprint speed's okay. just needs to last a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, he was very upset uh, with Dino in the main. Uh, Dino, I guess, thought maybe he was going for a position, so Dino was blocking him when he oh. was being lapped. Okay. Cost him some spots. Um, you know, Marv might have got him anyways, but... Um, I also saw, too, and you, I tweeted this, I thought Tomac was going to be screwed off the gate because his... From yeah, the, from the TV. Yeah, his line out of the ask, gate. You can ask him about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a big hole. Right, and he seemed to manage to get through it okay. Yeah. So that was a concern for me, but yeah, it turned out to be really good. Yeah, it, it really did. And uh, obviously, look, it, it was a shortened night, one set of practices, shortened main events. Uh, it, it's a mud race. It's a terrible, terrible mud race. You've been involved in these. Um, yeah. It's just really just try to stay upright. Two thousand five Anaheim. I was so they. Drew for actually That's, guys that wanted to race, yeah. and I was picked, and you had the choice of saying yes or no, <laughs> and of course I said, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to yeah. race, so I went and raced, and it was so gnarly how sticky and muddy that place is. More water at Anaheim, I think, than this one, than yes. San Diego. More standing water. Oh, yeah, way yeah. more. Yeah. Anaheim was so sticky, it would get into your knobs, and you yeah. couldn't even turn, yeah. so it was bad. Tim Ferry, no main event that night. Didn't make it. Didn't make it. Didn't make it. 
Did Carmichael won that night, yeah, right? Yeah, Carmichael won. Yep. That was Bubba's first race in 250 class, too. Yeah. So it was a really, really hyped race. Wyndham won. He just smoked everybody, I think, if I remember right. Um, plenty to talk about. I guess we'll dive into Limegate. Yeah, let's do it. So, look, the, 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 you just go on social media. RacerX Online did a little story about it already. Uh, Lime has been used on the track forever, folks. And honestly, it's been a really good introduction to the series. When I started as a mechanic, I don't think Lime was around that much or not used as much or not properly mixed in or something because we used to have races back east where the guys couldn't even double the triple. It was pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Started throwing Lime on the track uh, over the years. They've got it down to a real good science. It really helps draw. Lime draw, uh, attracts the water, dries up the soil, makes it good for good, good, makes the track hold up. They've used it for a long time. If you have to go on social media, though, this weekend in San Diego, everyone's been burning. There's some horrible photos. There's some actually like gouges. Burn marks from yeah. Lyme. Lyme is not good for your, uh, um, for your lungs, for breathing. Skin. Skin. And go on social media. Bikes are destroyed. Uh, once it hits the aluminum, it just corrodes it. I mean, the electronics. I talked to one team today that said they're going to throw their whole CDIs out. Bikes are destroyed. Riders are burnt. Riders are complaining. Roxon said something in the press conference. Um, you know, we'll talk to all of our guys about that and sort of what our guests tonight and see how they felt about it. It hit different guys worse. If you were in the heat race and you didn't make the main, you got you sat in your gear and it it got worse. Chad told me today that he went and showered or got rinsed off after the race after the heat, you know, and all of that. So mm -hmm. it hit different guys different ways. Here's the thing, folks, and Feld is going to put out a statement tomorrow. They, they've recognized there's a problem here. They're not staying silent. They're putting out a statement tomorrow. I'll be interested to see what that is and what they say. Because when they admit wrongdoing, then that opens themselves up liability-wise. I don't know how that's going to go, but you never know, right? We live in this litigious society now. Here's the thing, though. They screwed up. Yep. They didn't mean to burn everybody and wreck the bikes and wreck so many bikes. Someone either double dose with lime, someone put lime on standing water and didn't mix it in, someone gave the wrong instructions, they used the wrong amount of lime in a bag. There was a mistake made. Lime has been used for a long time. Something happened where the track crew didn't get the proper instructions. And everyone's kind of, a lot of guys are paying the price for that, and a lot of teams are paying the price for that. Right. Um, here, here's a couple things that I was thinking about when, when I rode 2000, that was the biggest mud race in Supercross that I had was 2005. I remember them dumping lime and I, I remember my bike being a little screwed up when I went to wash it the following day. So yeah. that was a problem back then, but I never had any like rashes oh, yeah. or no, burns no. or anything. There wasn't, like you said, at Anaheim, there wasn't a lot of standing water. I'm thinking that water that was so much yeah. i just don't understand why they would try to dump the lime I, on puddles i don't know that's why i someone so there's a miscommunication they're, they're, somewhere yeah because they know that i would think they know that from over the years they're smarter than that from what i understand and bowers can talk about a little bit the starting line was where it got really bad right you and know? that's where everyone got splashed up and everything but we were talking about all these guys with no goggles um, I talked to one guy today that told me, um, RJ Wageman, he had to go to an eye specialist cause his eyes are all screwed up. Yeah. 
And I did, oh, I'm, it's surprised, bad. I'm surprised I didn't see more of that. Dude, A-Ray said he can't train this week. You know, uh, Roxon couldn't ride because of his butt being bad. A-Ray's balls are on fire. Right. Um, LeMay's been very, Ben LeMay's been very vocal on, on social about it. Vince Freeze looks like someone literally held a match to his skin. Right. Um, it, it's bad. It's bad. So do you think, what does, do you, on your opinion, does Feld come out with just an apology or does Feld say, here's what happened? Or do we see any kind of reprimand for the riders? No, yes or no? No, we do not see anything. So no riders get entries paid or, no, or no, fucking I don't, bikes paid or whatever. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't see that happening. Right. But uh, I'm surprised they're coming out with a statement even. And the statement has to be, we screwed up. That, that's what has to, The statement has to be, we screwed up. There is no way they purposely did this. There's no way they wanted to do this to any riders. Correct. There's no way that they were like, Hey, it's going to burn the guys. Ah, screw it. Do it anyways. They're not going to do that. They're, they're, they're not doing that. They don't want to be. That's, look, that's a big liability. Look, I'm Feld's uh, 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 harshest critic at times, and rightfully so, I feel like, but not in this case. They didn't mean to do this. It wasn't something that was, you know, this was a miscalculation, in my opinion, of, of something, of so, a, yeah. either amount of lime or where they put it, or the track guys didn't know, or the inexperienced guy knew, and I think tomorrow Feld will come out and say, our mistake. We made a mistake. Uh, you know, sorry, everybody. We're looking into this. We will fix it. It will never happen again. It's just a standard company PR speak, you know, and, and they need to. Frankly, if they would have ignored it. Does like, that do anything for the riders, though? No. Absolutely not. I so mean, the riders are going to be pissed off. So here's my thing. Everyone's saying, oh, we, I demand a fucking riders union. Oh, we need yeah, a riders yeah. union. Yeah. So for those of you out there that are listening, there's a you guys riders sign an agreement when you get your license that you can't have a riders union like you sign an agreement so you can't just automatically form a riders union and expect to be going racing if you did a riders union and you started this yeah you'd be out it's not you couldn't race well and here's the thing about motocross riders and heather and i were discussing this on the way up riding dirt bikes is like a drug we love it so much i mean just oh, look I, what i loved it on friday right so just, that feeling that you had Friday, right? Imagine <laughs> I mean, that times 10. Right. And we risk our lives all the time. Guys get paralyzed. People get hurt. People die. We still, we're still going riding. This burn, yeah, it sucks, but those guys are going to line up and go ride again. And, and Feld knows this. That's the bad part. There has to be some kind of happy medium in the middle to where uh, both parties can come to an agreement to help each other out. Do you think they... Will do something? I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, there has to be someone involved that's big name that'd be like, look, yeah, I'm not going to start an uproar and anarchy and have a riders union, but yet we need to meet in the middle well, for our riders. That's a bigger question to me down the. Keep, but you you're, I'm just setting you up because this is about the calls we're going about to get. I'm telling you. Well, I've said it for this show is in its uh, eighth, ninth year, and I've said it for nine years, that they need to form an association, that riders and teams need to form an association. It'll never happen. We've talked about it. It's not going to happen. But what's your reason why it will not? None of these guys can stick together. They all have different agendas. Mitch Payton's agenda is different from KTM's agenda. KTM's dumping bajillions into racing. Mitch is trying to make a little bit of money and dump bajillions into racing. But here's the difference with this particular incident. It's health. It's not anything to do with money, uh, purse yeah. money, uh, and anything know, like that. It's just it, health. It ain't going to happen. And everyone, top guy to the last place guy, all want their health. I, I Listen, I'm with you. So that's what I'm saying. But someone needs to come up with something for the health reasons of our riders. What can they do outside of saying, our bad, we're sorry, it'll never happen again? 
I don't know. See? Right. But I'm not failed, but they need to do something. Hal, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, boys. How you doing? Good. What's happening? Hey, man. Uh, how, how about our boy Dean, man? Tied for fifth in the points. Yeah, he's killing it, man. He's absolutely killing it. I, I look for him to be in the Rockstar truck this weekend, too. Yeah, good to go. Hey, man, this lime stuff. I happen to be in an industry where we deal with heavy chemicals a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kiefer's exactly right, and so are you, Steve. I've also been involved in unions on both sides of the coin and on kind of a union minus associations, collective bargaining associations, not quite a union, don't don't have the stroke, don't have the swing. But you're exactly right. If you're not on the same page and all your members don't want the same thing, you're not going to get anywhere. You're just going to fight amongst yourselves. And these guys are all 1099s. They're all sub, they're all contractors. Yeah, no, yeah. And who employees. and who and who are they gonna go union with? They don't they don't work. You know their employers are it's, for some it, of them. It's not gonna happen. Nothing's gonna happen no, like that. Won't. But it they won't. but there does need. Look, IndyCar has it. MotoGP has it. IRL has it. Na- I think NASCAR has it. They all have associations of team owners and or the riders to discuss with promoters Thank you. Uh, what's going on. They all have yep. it. I've said this for nine fucking years on this show. The fact we don't have it is a joke. The fact that the teams and riders don't have it is a joke. And actually, that leads me to, Hal, you've just brought up a great thing. So I called Chad Reed today. I'm writing a story about this. And I called our guy Chad Reed because, one, he's outspoken. Two, he is uh, you know a veteran of the sport. And people respect his opinion. So I called Reed. What about this? Uh, for me... This is Chad. For me, I'm torn because it's the first time it's been this bad, the Lyme. For me, it's the first time I've been affected by it, the Lyme. For 10 years, I've heard about how it destroys the bikes and teams complaining, but this is not a new issue. It's just the worst the issue has been. Although I see everyone and hear them, people seem to be pointing the finger at Feld. In my opinion, every OEM and every team should be ashamed that they have no balls and they've been that and they complain been complaining about the same shit. Now it affects the riders and it's a new problem. Question mark. I've gotten numerous texts from riders and from a lawyer from another OEM, and I'm not going to be the voice. When I work, got worked up about something in the past, I'm all in on a change. But for me, this is something that will get brushed under the rug. I'm ashamed of the industry. I'm disappointed in the industry because we've all complained about it, and no one's ever done anything about it, and nothing is going to be done about it now. I don't feel anything's going to happen, and I'm at the point where I love dirt racing my dirt bike, and that's how it is. I have at least one more year left in me, and I felt the industry. And if I, and if I felt the industry had the balls to make a difference, then maybe I'll be the voice. I have below zero confidence that anything would make a difference. Okay. That's Chad Reed today. That's great. Well, That's well hey, hey, Steve, check this out. In the oil and gas business, and, you know, lots of people, it's a dangerous environment. If you don't police yourself, the government will come and do it. When you start hurting people because of your negligence or your poor planning or your lack of supervision, OSHA wow. will step in. And 1099 personnel are covered under OSHA. Yeah. I, OSHA will step in and yep. say, stop. Right. Well, Look, this isn't something that's happened week in and week out. This is a mistake. This is a, a huge mistake by the track crew at guys at Feld. They don't do this all the time. They don't mean to do this. Right. So I, I think I would back that down a little bit, Hal, as far as like, oh, like they're out to get the like, – like this was a mistake. They didn't mean for this to happen. What about yeah, this? Hal, check this out. Hal, it, it, okay, it was, yeah. Check this out. So I talked to Steve about this early. We had Trey Kennard for a while policing um, track changes – um, prep, cha- you know, prepping the track, safety things. Why can't Feld hire a group of, you know, four or five guys, and and you know that'll not create a riders' union. Those guys can police 
activity on the track. Like, everyone's complaining about, oh, prepping the wrong areas for the main events. Oh, they should prep this. Why are they prepping the fucking downside of a, a finish line jump? Why can't we have key X riders that still want to be involved in our sport help current riders, you know, be safer, help dirt yeah, works, well, help they, failed. Help. They have to be codified. They have to be codified. They have to be supported. They have to get power from somewhere because what if Trey Kennard walks out on the track and says, you have too much lime in the track? And Feld says, you know what? There's $500,000 of cost riding on this thing. Live with it. Where does Trey get the, the opportunity to say, no, you're not riding? Yeah, I, look, I think you guys are both, like, you're further down the road. Like, or maybe I'm just jaded because I've talked about this shit for so long. Right, yeah. Like, it, it ain't going to happen. And I'm just dealing with the lime and this mistake. And I'm interested to see what Feld's statement is tomorrow. Because, Hal, if they come out and say, we were negligent and are bad and we're really sorry and they don't do anything, there could be lawyers calling them. Yeah. You well, know? They, and, and negligence accepted, that's that's a real deal. Right, but right. These guys need an advocate. These riders need an advocate. They, they do. Yes. They've, needed it. They've needed it forever. So I, I agree. Hal, you, you've a long time listened to this show. How long have I gone on about this for? Right? Like, uh, as long as you were talking about the Nets. <laughs> Thank you. Or Marty or Stu or anything. I just, it's a, like I said, all those sports I named, including the Professional Bull Riders Association, which I did some reading up a long time ago, the Bull Rider guys all got together and were like, hey, these purses suck. Somebody's making a lot of money. Let's get together. And they did, and things changed. Like, so the bull yeah. riders did it. Like, but on our sport, we don't do anything. None of these teams do anything. The OEMs just go, ah, screw it. And you got Peyton and Kerry Hart and Coy Gibbs and Genova over here running legitimate businesses, trying to make money. And you got the OEMs dumping bajillions into the sport. And they don't care about what Coy Gibbs has a problem with because they're not making money. They don't care. They're marketing their dirt bikes. It's two different agendas. It's these OEMs are down this path, and Mitch Payton and, and Coy Gibbs are down this path, and no one talks to each other, and no one cares. But I and no one cares about the stats either, Hal. Here, by the way, the problem what you're yeah. talking about is bigger than what we're talking about. I think, like, we're just talking about the health and safety of riders. Period. Well, I know you're but talking about purse and all. No, this no, other no, no. Shit. I'm not. I'm not. I'm talking about health but, and safety. But I, I feel like all the manufacturers and everyone in the paddock would be on board. But nothing. But okay, I, I'm with you. But nothing's happening. I understand from that. this. Yeah. It comes right. down to bottom line. It's cost and effectiveness. And how how much does it cost to do it right? And how effective is it once Trey, you do it right? I talked to Trey. You know, he had some good ideas, and he wanted to get more involved. And he felt like they did not care. They didn't listen to him. They don't. They were like, yeah, 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 giving him some. They did give him some time. Shoulder a little bit. No, they gave him some time. But then it's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so he he just said, I this is not for me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Not my place to do this. These guys don't care that much about it, hmm. you know? So that's how he felt. Uh, thanks, Al. <clears throat> Appreciate it, man. Hey, hey, I got one more thing for you. Yep. Hold on a second. Hey, we need to contact the uh, the Moto uh, Homeschool Academy, and we need to get yeah, no, absolutely removed from the vocabulary <laughs> lesson. It doesn't uh, make any sense. Please did, stop did, saying did you, it. Like dumbass. Listen, Carson Brown is a really good kid, a good dude, but did you listen to my privateer island with him last week? Oh, my God, yes. I'm drinking now because of that. <laughs> he said, what did he say, yeah, no? He just lot. was like, definitely, yeah, no. Like oh. almost everything. Okay. Yeah, what is it? Yes, no? Go I don't away. know. Hey, listen, I'm the one that people say I say also too. So I don't know. I get it. It happens. So, all right. Yeah, but we like it more. Thanks, Al. See you guys. See you. Nash. Gentlemen, gentlemen. What's up? What's up, Nash? 
What's up, Kiefer? Steve, how's everybody doing? What's Mark's doing? Playing a side bike in the corner? What's he doing? Yes, exactly. Playing a side bike in the corner. He's grinding. He's grinding code. Great <laughs> uh, radio. Hey, I, ca- I care. I care. I'm also an OSHA instructor. If any privateer or, or team needs an OSHA instructor, I'd be happy to offer my services. <laughs> Great. I'm thank kidding. You, thank you. I'm kidding, but I'm not. Um, in all seriousness, I want to talk about the new fly helmet. In, in addition to well, the Lime Gate. We're going to do the fly helmet later when JT comes on. But what do you right, well, do? You uh, have a question or what do you want to talk about? It? Well, I mean, first of all, it was the previous conversation was very interesting and informative, and it's multifaceted as all three of you described, Hal, uh, Kiefer, and you, Steve. The only thing that I would say is, and I know this is highly unlikely, Perhaps waive private rider entry fee for the week. And I know this is a long shot. I know that you're laughing already as you hear the words come out of my mouth, Steve. But if, if Feld offered a good faith rider reimbursement, hey, it was an honest mistake. We want to offer, yeah, uh, you know. Uh, uh, you know, 250 I, What's 250 going to do for a wageman's eyes and the, all these right. parts that are broken? I mean, that's a, good, that's no a nice what gesture. They do, no matter what they do, it, it's yeah. not going to solve the problem. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I agree, and I'm not saying, please, if anybody listening or even you guys listening, I'm not saying that's the, the price of reimbursement on all the damage. And, you know, it's just, it's it's a horrible thing, and it's, you know, and anybody listening that's had it happen, they're like, oh, yeah, what the hell do you guys know? You're sitting there listening. You weren't having, you know, battery acid dumped on your nuts. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Does but, anybody think about A-Ray's nuts in this, any of this? Well, Intiknap's shaft is jacked, too. His shaft is Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> we got problems. Yeah, I had to hunt around for all the guys to make sure their units were good, and yeah. that's what I found out Oh, today. boy. Problems. Hey, I, I do have one serious thing, which I admire the subject. It's kind of funny and humorous. Because, Steve, because you are Blue Crew, and we know Kiefer is Blue Crew all the way. Mm, Blue Crew-ish. Yeah, Kiefer's Ish. not Blue Crew like nice. I am. Yeah. He's, listen, if he wakes up on the side of the bed and he feels like Blue Crew, he's going for it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When you ride, when Steve, you ride the 19. Kiefer, you have extension, extensive experience on both bikes. Do you feel like the harder you ride the bike and the harder you push the bike, the better it responds? On the Yamaha 19? Correct. Compared to what, or just in general? No, compared to the 18. Yes. So Yamaha in general, compared to other machines, is... Mm-hmm that you can't push that bike as hard as, say, like a KTM or Husqvarna. Mm-hmm. Um, the KTM and Husqvarna invite that kind of riding style. Um, but as far as comparing the 18 to 19, for sure, 19 can be pushed further because of the plant feeling on the track and stability of the 19. Okay, so it's trustworthy. You can trust it, and you can keep going further and further. Absolutely. With, That's there, with weight comes stability, right? So, yeah, the Yamaha yep. weighs a little bit more, but also you get a planted feeling around the track. It tracks good. Yep. Uh, last thing, Kiefer, what would you do? And Steve talked about this a little bit on his weekly review. What would you do to your bike in the conditions for the week to tone down power delivery and extend the motorcycle's ability to last. Obviously, you're going to change your riding style. We all know these guys. We talked about prepping the bikes for the mud, and I said, well, you can detune them, you know, detune them, detune the ignition. I mean, we used to put base gaskets in or head gaskets and a cam, Mm -hmm. a set of cams, but Mm -hmm. nowadays it's all done electronically. Yeah, ECU is so easy to use now, so I would. Mm -hmm. it's all ECU settings for sure. Um, thanks, mm-hmm. thanks, Nash. Uh, stay. Hey, we're going to talk about the helmet when JT comes on, so stay awake. I'll stay around. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. AJ, what's up, man? How are you? Good, how are you? What's happening? Uh, so, 
obviously they dumped a bunch of lime and whatnot in the dirt. Uh, so they store this, right? Like they use this dirt over and over again for mm-hmm. yep. like next year's race. So yep. Uh, do you see this causing any problems? No, no, I th- no, 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 no. They decon the dirt. No, they use they use lime all the time on almost every dirt out there, and it's in there, and it's mixed in the dirt, and it's fine. The issue this week, I believe, I don't know for sure, was lime standing on uh, on standing water, and that's not okay. you know that's not going to be a problem for next year or down the road or anything. We don't else. think that that like soaked into the dirt to where like this dirt's now saturated with lime. And- no, because the other dirt is is got a lot of lime in it too. It's always been a bit of an issue with with wet dirt. So I don't. I don't know for sure, but I would think that you know storing it being in the dirt is inconsequential amount compared to how much dirt there is, and we're, we'll be fine in, in years past. I believe the problem was putting lime in and just having it sit in, in puddles. Well, I mean, they had a bunch of puddles and standing water last year in Seattle too, and I, I mean, at least maybe we didn't hear much about it, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I don't think it it'll be a problem. Issue, I don't think so. Either. I think the problem is they got the wrong lime, <laughs> different limes out there. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think. Like the like I said, they're coming out with a press release tomorrow, and and they'll have to track this and explain what happened. They didn't mean to do it. It was something that went terribly wrong, and we'll see what happens. You know, but I mean, on, honestly, I I wouldn't be surprised if if some lawyers were were calling some riders. Right. W- what about you? Yeah, I think uh, the bad news about that, and we talked about that, is uh, you get involved as a rider, and obviously uh, doesn't it's not going to look good for you racing anymore. So, yeah, I don't know how that works. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure yeah. if you get involved in the lawsuit, yeah. how is Feld going to respond? Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Tomac and AC, the big winners, and the red plates as well. AC, I couldn't believe that. Just calm, steady. As bad as that track is and how much that track invited mistakes and how many mistakes AC makes on yeah. normal tracks, yeah. he was good. Maybe the switch is flipped for him. He felt when you saw him come in and he was like, Yeah, I want it just looked like relief. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh man. Yeah. Like yeah. I did it. Like this race probably stressed him out because of the conditions. Yeah. You know? Um, by the way, too, March Banks, first ever career podium, uh, sending it in the mud. Dude, outdoor. Sending outdoor it. life. <laughs> just fucking hanging off right? the back. Yeah. Ripping ruts like outdoor yeah. ruts. Yeah. Like from, Travis was at my house and he was like this guy's ripping. He's going to crash. Yeah. Or he's going to fucking catch AC. Right, and right. he was on his yeah. ass. While he crashed in the heat, right? Yeah. He was ripping in practice, and then he crashed in the heat, and then you're like, oh, you know, this guy's got to back it down. And But he didn't. He made it through the LCQ. And then, so congratulations to March Banks. Yeah, that absolutely. Was great. And, of course, uh, Jimmy Dakotas. Let's uh, let's get Dakotas on if we can, Marks, please. Uh, lots to talk about when it comes to tonight, to the night show. Michelin. Michelin. Uh, Michel- at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and MichelinMotorcycle.us on Facebook. Uh, if you go to their website and check it out, check out Michelin when considering your next tire purchase for any segment of motorcycle. And they are tire experts and have the same passion for delivering high-performance products as you have for riding your motorcycle. Uh, Michelin's got the Starcross 5s, which we know and we love, mm-hmm. and you've ridden with them a bunch. And I'm going to mount some on my YZ here one of these days. Jesus. I'm going to be, I'm gonna be very, really honest. I'm going to be doing that. But, uh, hey, Toby Price won the car. With yep. Michelin's again. Michelin's dominated that thing, dude. Source subject. I know. Ricky Brabeck with God his X-Brands. Damn. And he's Australian. He was on Michelin too, though, so it's okay. And these, these Australians are so mad that I didn't call Toby Price. And I called Shorty and we had Brabeck in and everything. Right. Else. Like, beat it. <laughs> I met Toby Price. Seems like a cool guy. But he is beat a cool it. guy. But beat it. Don't tell me how to do my show. Okay. Right? So MichelinMotorcycle.com. Uh, they, deliver, they deliver, they develop and deliver world-class products for every segment of motorcycle. And they've been doing it since 1897. What? With Bobindum. 1897? Yes. Bobindum. Jesus. 
Uh, thanks to Michelin for coming on board. We saw Randy Richardson, our buddy. Yep. His Instagram post today. He had a Bud Light limes. A lot of thought. He processes. had Doritos. With, he 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 works too hard on it. Like I I can't think that much. I'm not doing that. That's a lot yeah. of thinking. I am not doing that. Uh, <laughs> by the way, coming up this weekend, East Coast. I'll maybe talk a little bit Kiefer about the East Coast. Brandon Hartraft will be debuting on the East Coast for the Cycle Trader team, and they used RoostMX, RoostMX.net for Pulp MX swag. Uh, we're going to give some away tonight. Actually, I just realized that we need to give a shirt and a hat away tonight from RoostMX.net. Uh, custom graphics, custom number plates, a uh, whole bunch of Cobra stuff as well. They're official licensed Cobra people. So RoostMX.net. They have Jacob Hayes on the West, and they have Hartraft on the East, and Ryan Brees made his debut for the team this weekend. Didn't qualify. He also yeah. got burnt, by the Exception, way. Exception, though. Um, and uh, Rooster Max, pleased to bring you our first guest of the night here. This man got a podium uh, for the JGR Suzuki team. Rode very well in the process. Jimmy D. Jimmy Dakotas. What's yeah. up, bud? How are you? What's up, guys? How you doing? Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Nice work this weekend. You fell and in a shortened main event, and you still got on the box. Yeah, it was, it was good for me. I was I was stoked with the way I actually recovered because I kind of made that same mistake last weekend. Like I told you at the press conference, yeah. I fell and it like kind of deflated me for the whole main. So I was happy. I, I kind of rebounded from it and kept my focus and kept moving forward. And, you know, I got a little luck there with Ferrandez's bike, but I at least put myself in a position to for yeah. something like that to reward me. Absolutely. 702-586-PULP. You got a question for Jimmy D. Call in, please. Uh, last weekend, you were ripping. Uh, really good times. We talked before the race, and you're like, yeah, I haven't ridden all week. You, you, you were sick with the cold, with the flu or cold or whatever. Yep. Um, so I definitely, and this weekend you were good again. What's been the difference between the first rounds and now? I mean, you, 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 you've been he's riding been good well. all year. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Dude, he's Oakland, been good. Dude, Oakland, he was on fire. Dude, he's been good since Anaheim won. Oakland was I mean, good, though. If you look at practice times, I've been good since A1. Thank you. That's Boom. definitely right there, Kiefer, but I have struggled in some of the races kind of relaxing and letting myself ride that way Mm -hmm. so i think that was part of it but um i mean glendale i rode pretty good i just i fell off there at the end a little bit but i rode good in the heat um colt just rode really really good so it kind of shadowed my ride a little bit i think Mm -hmm. but um no it's it's been good more just trying to believe in myself during the week you know because it's so easy to believe in yourself in november and december when you're riding the test track and you're flying every day, but then when you go to the race and everything's not going perfect, it's it's hard to keep that positivity. So that's kind of been the plan the last two weekends is just do what I do at the practice track, and it's been it's been showing. Yeah, absolutely. It uh, it's been good for you. Your Supercross only deal, like you said, you got to make yeah. make uh, make hay while you can, right? For the for these guys, yeah, absolutely. And I hope I go outdoors. I'm not. I just don't know really what JGR's plan is. Right. I mean, we all know Alex is really the only one signed on the 250 program. So for now, I'm just going to keep doing my best and put myself in a position if they need a guy to, to be that guy. So they might – you have to think they're going riding with two guys, right, or no? I mean, I would think. Right. But you never know. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you never know. That's so, like, that's so JGR to kind of make it a competition. Like, Coy would love that. Hey, like, well, that there, makes him uh, Coy go. would love that. Right, right. <laughs> Coy, Coy would sit back and be like, we'll have Peters, Lopes, and, and Jimmy D just try to kill each other to get that second outdoor ride, <laughs> you know? That's kind of like having a football mentality, too. Yeah. Like, hey, oh, yeah. who's QB1, QB2? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. How's the bike, man? Uh, look, we 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 make fun of the RMZ 250 for years and years. Oh, you guys, you guys bug me with it. <laughs> we, we do, we do. Well, listen, Jimmy D. Even Seth was bugging me about it today. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you have no idea, dude. I'm like, the bike is good. Like, 
Well, okay, what you said. That's what we're getting to. So it's a, it's a it's a better motor and it's a redesigned chassis. I talked to Dean Baker at A1 and he said, "Hey, the race bike last year was pretty good, so they didn't make a huge gain in the motor on the race bike um, yep. per se." But he, he he said that all of you guys talk about the chassis and the turning with the new model. Yeah, it, there's definitely progress from the year before on our engine, but I mean our engine's obviously a little bit different than mm-hmm. what you're going to buy when you buy the Suzuki, but. So to make more than what we were making last year is obviously still hard, but I know the changes they made it helped Dean for sure give us a power that we want now. We're, we're more like we can do more things with it, I feel like. So overall, it, it's definitely better there, but like you said, the chassis is I, – I honestly, I loved the Suzuki last year. I'm like, why would they change this thing? It's a good bike. Right. I know everyone gives it, it gives it shit, but it's like it really is a good chassis, and it, it turns good, it handles good. So I was like, man, they're going to change the part of the bike that works. But it, it worked. They really did a good job with it. Like, I haven't done much testing outdoors on it, but from what I've done on Supercross, it's leaps and bounds better than last year. Yeah, so Seth can talk shit because he rode the shootout with me. But here's the deal. Like, with that bike, it, it's stiffer up front where the head tube area is. So when I ride it, I think about you and I think about Supercross, and I'm like, this thing would be so precise and good in cornering and and lane direction and everything just feels that way like it's really built for a supercross chassis and uh and honestly like if someone said hey kiever what would you rather ride the rmz 250 or the 450 i would rather pick the 250 because i feel like it's just more of a fun bike like i feel like there's more potential in that bike than any other suzuki yeah i like the thing a lot i mean i'm obviously going to say that and everyone knows that but mm-hmm. like honestly i'm like so if like me and renee did a bunch of testing this year and we it's just like we're not even same direction we were last year. Like we're completely, mm-hmm. we're pretty close to stock. Just little things that were changed. Where last year I changed pretty much race and rake and clamps and everything. So where this year we're still pretty close to a stock package. So and so, it lasted in the mud. Yeah, yeah. The, and it made it to the mud. I'll definitely. Well, my my bike did. Right. Yeah, Lopes had a rough rough night. Lopes was fast, but he rode good, man. That heat race, he caught Adam. He yep. caught Dylan. I was I was like, dude, he's flying. He's hitting the triple. I'm like, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Poor, poor Enzo. It's been a rough couple of weeks for him. Yeah. It, it has been, but he's been, he's been good during the week, man. If he can put it together, I think yep. he'll be, he'll at least get up there in the top five right now. I mean, he's right that good. Hey, so I've been noticing, and I wrote this in a column. Your whoop speed looks better this year. So, yep. Have you did anything different? Have you worked on this, or what's up? No, I mean, I've I've always been good in the whoops. If you go back, Oakland. In 16, I think it was, um, I was really good there in the whoops, too. And since, I think when I got on Geico, it was 2016. Since then, when I got back on the factory bike after a couple of years of privateer, I just, I actually started digging whoops. I was like, man, I actually like these things. And I'm just really not scared of them. And I think that's a, the biggest part of it. But from last year to this year, I know for sure that chassis helped me a lot because when we went back to back, that was the first thing I said to J Bone. Everyone else, like, this thing's better than the Whoops by a long shot. Did uh, is J Bone and uh, and Budman are they happy with your season so far? Like you said, you've you've ridden well. You felt you felt good. Glendale or Oakland was a bit of a, um, a mess. How do they feel about your season so far? I mean, are they happy? I mean, Budman's been pretty good at keeping me positive. So I I can't I don't really know what he feels deep down inside mm-hmm. with what's been going on this year. But overall, he's been okay with what's happening. He's been keeping me positive and just on to the next weekend, keep doing what we're doing. But yep. um, for me, it's frustrating because this is kind of like last year, like I said, I got that third at the first round, but I just didn't feel like I 
I believed I should even be up there. I felt like I was just like, wow, I got a third. Where yeah. this year, I actually believe it, and I believe that I can win. So like, it's been the hardest year for me. Even though everyone's like, man, you're riding so good, you look so good. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, I want to win. So it's like, it's the first year where I'm like, pretty bummed when I'm not doing that good. So it's it's just trying to be in that mindset of not being okay with fifth and fourth. And, Hey, oh. Even third and trying to say, okay, I want to win. Well, but but Jimmy D, I mean, I'm sitting across from a guy that tells me about home life, and it's got to be great. Your home life's great, and getting you're getting married. Yeah, your home life's yep. great. I mean, apparently, according to Kiefer, you should be absolutely slaying it. He is slaying exactly. It. He is doing better. Look how much better. Well, he he's... said he's not happy with the Sa- season so far. Hold on, because he's a racer. He's never going to be told, truly you happy. You told me home life is all that matters. Oh, the only no. one that's probably happy right now is AC. Right. Right. <laughs> Here's I, I talked to some guys. Have you gone to a mental coach or no? Is this just something you work on yourself? No, I, I went and seen a guy um, over the off season after outdoors. I struggled really, really bad with it and just getting down on myself. And I just felt like, okay, I've done this for so long. I started uh, training with Swanee like two years ago. I don't train with him anymore, but I felt like, mm-hmm. you know, I did everything I could to be the best racer I was, and I wasn't getting any better. So I was like, okay, there's something I need to work on. And after I kind of sat down and did a self-evaluation, I said, all right, Jim, you need to get the mind game and get the mental state right and actually believe in yourself when you're on the gate. So, I mean, I'm happy with the way the first rounds have gone because if I didn't go through those struggles, I don't think I would have learned. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said in the off season, it's like everything's so good that you ride the same track every day. You get so comfortable. You're like, oh, it's so easy to be positive when I'm flying every day. So it was good for me to to learn and kind of lose a few times and have some struggles so I could work on being positive and believing in myself even in those situations. Like when you're sitting so, yeah, down. I think the, the mental side of it's the biggest thing, though. When you're it's sitting, helped me a lot. When you're sitting down with this mental coach and you're listening to him and you're going back and forth, there's, there's just like a couple things you're like, holy shit, like why did I didn't think of that? And it just, it just makes you instantly better mentally? Or is it like no, it, you have it, to beat it, yourself it, uh, up about it? No, it's it's definitely you don't want to beat yourself up about it at all, but it's not really it just clicks like that. He just gave me tools to work on the things when I'm getting negative and stuff like that. And that's why I say if I didn't go racing, I would have never really learned what he told me because I didn't have any hardship. So it was kind of just like, yeah, I got this. This is easy what he's showing me, and I'm working on it every day. But until you go and fail, you're like, okay, I really need to work on this daily and and believing in myself and doing the right things because everything's so easy when it's coming easy. But when it's hard, it can, really shows the things that he showed me and the, the tools I use and stuff that it, it's really, it works. Can you, can you pass that number on to Phil? The guy's yeah, number? Not. I will not, I will not pass this number on to any other. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, know, I know one guy that uses them in the pits and I wouldn't give it to anyone else. In the whole uh, world. How's the burns? Any burns? How are we doing? Yeah. Uh, yep. Really bad, actually. Really, I'm the I'm the under area. Oh boy, I you got... say I'm not road biking all week. Yeah, A Ray A Ray's got a lot of problems right now down there. A lot of yeah. lot of issues with Alex Ray. I'm not the actual area. I'm right below it, but yeah, it like my flight today. I stayed and I uh, watched the Super Bowl with Keith mm-hmm. yesterday. So that was good that the Pats won. But man, I got on my flight and I just started getting that like two hours in uncomfortable feeling, and I kept sitting right on it and i'm like Ugh. i'm just burning up something in my head about feld and how mad i am like i'm doing a post and i'm attaching the lime and how it's bs and all this and yeah. then i just after like an hour i just deleted the part about the lime. everyone gets the point i think it's, yeah i mean it's, it's big enough now yes. where i think it's something's 
they have to say something. Well, they will tomorrow. Yeah, they're put, coming out with a statement tomorrow. So we'll see. They are. Yeah, they are. We'll see what they say, what, what happened. I mean, you know, we talked about this for 30 minutes before you got on. They you can't know? say they're at fault. They can't do that. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to say. They have they have to basically say, listen, this is what happened. Um, this is what happened. This is why it happened. It's never going to happen again. Because as we we said, Jimmy D, they somebody screwed up. They didn't they didn't mix it. They just put it in standing water. They didn't. They mix it in twice. They bought the wrong wrong brand and or size. Something happened. Right. Something happened. They they that know wasn't better. The same lime they use. Yeah. So they know better. As a racer, Jim, what are you happy with for? You know what? What would you want from Feld? Like, what do you need to make yourself okay? They fucked I up. I I don't really care. <laughs> okay, so you don't really give a shit what no, they do either way. I do. I'm just kidding. I I do, and it is it is like I don't have a sense of skin as people, but man, like I didn't. I did practice and I was fine. I got off the heat race and I was like, dude, I need baby powder. My dude, my area is hurt and bad, so I got baby powder, and I think that saved me a lot. Yeah, but. I think where it all came from was that standing water on the start straight. Because in yeah. the heat, I got splashed. Yeah. And then anything my trust protector was touching, my my seat, anything like that, got all chafed up. Yep. To where in the main, they took the water away and I got a good start. Wow. I was fine. I, did, I None of my burns got worse. Huh. So wow. I think it was all that standing water, but I, I don't know what to... We're gonna have a we're gonna have a GoFundMe for Seven Deuce Deuce's shaft. So. I'm on a factory team. I feel bad for for my guys and what Mikey's gonna do for my bike. But like if I was a privateer, dude, I'd be living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old Jimmy D would be would be getting called into meetings again. Oh, I'd be posting on Feld and <laughs> the payout and how much the bike costs because in the payout I made and oh yeah. Man, no, I just look. They they made a mistake. They got to own it. I know what you're saying about admitting admitting mistakes, and and that opens another Pandora's box. But they have to come out and say we're sorry. This is what happened. It'll never happen again. And and deal with the consequences of admitting that. And I understand that they are going to put a statement out tomorrow, and they need to they because, are. dude, some of these burns are unbelievable. Like freeze and this, Unreal. like it's 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 crazy. So I seen um, Van Martin's his were really yes, bad. yeah, absolutely. And Roxon's nipples. He showed it after the press conference. Yeah. So, Everyone's like, oh, it's just chafing, but it's like, dude, that happened way too fast to be chafing. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And no. you know all these guys ride every day. It's not like you they don't no. ride for three months, and then no. you go, well, of course you're going to get chafed. So, it, it, between that between that, and then they sent the KJSC kids out for three corners? That was, before, the, that was like, the, I mean, I don't know what was going on there. All day long, they had them at riders meeting. I'm like, dude, call these guys off. They're done. They're not so going on this track. It's, I wonder if any of the kids got burned. How do they make that? I'm sure they did, right? They would have had to have some yeah. kids. To me, though, yeah. whether there was stuff in the soil or not, why are those kids out there Dude, on the track? It wasn't a good night for, for Supercross Ops. Jim, think about this, man. How many parents uh-huh. are sitting there going, fuck it, dude. I want my kid to race. Like, we're racing. I bet so? you. It doesn't matter. they're really doing that? Uh, I, bet uh, you. I think the parents are, but th- yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the well, parents are. Well, I mean, are. they're on a KTM they didn't pay for. With gear they didn't pay for, they get now that yeah. everything's like yeah. they're like factory riders for the day. Of course they they want to get out there, I guess. Um, hey, uh, Jimmy, where's uh, where's Leroy been? Is Leroy around? What's Leroy doing? He's uh, he's with Alex every day. Oh, okay. So he'll be he's yeah. Alex's guy. Okay, I didn't know that. He's I, Alex's guy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. So I haven't seen Leroy. I'm wondering what the hell where Leroy is, but yeah, he'll be there. Yep. Good, good to yeah. know. Uh, Jimmy D uh, Jimmy D on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Brought to you by RoostMX.net. The second caller wins a RoostMX Pulp shirt and hat. Second caller right now, 702-586-7857. If you have a question for Jimmy D, second caller wins a RoostMX uh, hat and shirt. So we thank those guys as well. Um, any JoJo 
sightings or talkings to anything? No, Jimmy? I uh, he texted me after the race, but I haven't seen JoJo in a, a little bit. Okay, but he texted you, so JoJo's around. Yeah, JoJo's doing good. Actually, I've heard good things for him. Good, good. I got a. I saw a tweet from to JoJo Keller's following you, but I don't know if it's really him or, or what's going on. No it's avatar probably, or anything. It could be. It could be him. Okay. Uh, uh, so, guys, what's your pick on East Coast? Dude, mm. we were talking about it today on our Racer X wrap up, and it's just, it's I have easy. a bet with Peyton. Did you hear about this bet I made? Hmm. So, wow. I was on Mitch last summer to hire Amart. I'm 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 Team Troll. I like Alex. I think he's yeah. good. I think he's uh, a really good, good rider. I think Amart's gonna be good. And he's, he's my sleeper. Yeah. So I was on Peyton to hire him, and he Peyton went with Marty, and and I get it. Marty's a better Supercross rider than Marty's, than Alex. Yeah, he has better results. But the know, but but Marty can't make this thing he just can't marty really yeah he just can't nah. the he, anvil he can't say that though because he hasn't i mean he is track record you can go there but he hasn't started the season yet he marty's dude good, man. he led he led that championship dude he won it one year his chain broke when he was going to wrap the title up uh he got an immigration that, problem and missed the race <laughs> josh osby cleaned him out so you're saying it's past marty it's, it's not even marty's it's not marty's fault yeah marty can't help it yeah he can't help it someone's so, got a voodoo doll won't happen for him so here's the thing so here's the bet at the end of the year it doesn't matter what happens if alex beats marty Mitch said he's driving up here and co-hosting the show. Oh my god. If Marty beats Alex, I got to go down to the shop, buy him lunch and clean the shop. Perfect. No way. That's, that's the bet. Yeah. That is good. That is awesome. That's the bet. So, and I could, like I I'm not Marty will beat Alex like more times than Alex beats Marty if they race the whole series. I'm banking on Marty being Marty. Uh, and Amar being consistent but having said that and well craig craig took him out two years ago thanks christian for that but um having said that jimmy d i think it's i think it's forkner or marty's uh, marty's year either Mm -hmm. one of those guys i've been hearing sneaky things about cooper and jordan smith is always underrated yeah smith smith i like jordan too i think he is one of the guys that could win the championship but nobody's even like talked about right even though he has proven himself yep now i got a I had a source. I asked them how Alex was, and they they didn't give me glowing reviews, Jimmy D. But but Alex isn't a practice guy. We know this. No, he's a racer. Yep, yep. he's a racer. Um, no, everyone but- thinks that, but man, I see Amar hit a, hit a corner, just one corner on the track, and I'm like, that kid's so talented. Dude. <laughs> oh my goodness! Right, he lays it over, and it, Jeremy's just like they both can turn, like going out of style. How much is, when I see that, I'm like, man, right. all he's got to, once you get to start and starts clicking off laps. Yeah. Well, practice I, hope, is practice, man. I hope you're right it because then, then Peyton will be up here. Uh, yeah, host, exactly. Hosting the show. And you know that, that Suzuki can get a start because Jimmy's been getting good starts. So. Yeah, it has. i actually been getting really good starts on it. Yeah, so not worried about the engine. I'm just saying, no. I listened to a little bit of the show last week. Yeah. Christian got a mental coach. He did, yeah. Christian, so, Christian has a mental coach, Connor Fields. So working with him, I feel like that was the missing link with Christian because you know how well that he's, dude can he's, ride. He's, Christian could be really good. If, he's the wild card. If himself every weekend and right. the best guy that he can be, he can be really good. Oh, he's it. got the talent. Yeah, there's no doubt he about that. Does so right? He hit a set of whoops. He's solid. Um, hey, so uh, Jimmy Dakota's on the show by the way, podium guy at San Diego. So what's the plan? You got three weeks off. You're gonna ride east, I guess, or are you going to Manitoba? And in this three weeks, or um, when was that? Yeah, I'm going to Manitoba next weekend. For oh, next weekend, our wedding social. Yeah, yep. wedding. So I forgot about that. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's only like negative thirty five there too. Yeah. So I told you about this in our post. These socials are great. It's a Manitoba only thing. It's only done in Manitoba, Canada. 
You just basically, it's an excuse to drink, and you raise money for a wedding, a softball yep. team, hockey team, whatever it is. You, you, you get a liquor license, you get a DJ, you get a, uh, some booze, uh-huh. and you f- let it go. And Publisher, you have pr- prizes, too. Prizes, too. You know? Really? Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. And yeah, we're getting like travel vouchers and TVs. And right. No shit. We got, I got Chad's jersey. And one grand prize is going to be Chad's jersey, Hills, Coops, yeah. and APs. J- J- wow. so, uh, you're a Manitoba guy. You win that. That's a, that's a nice little board jersey prize. Pack. Yeah, you're going to absolutely kill it. I had Chad's and Timmy's jerseys and DVs and all that at mine, too. Um, you did? Yeah, oh, yeah. I grabbed them all, people right? People like that stuff, right? I oh, feel like people would literally like that. 100%. So, that's a cool idea. Um. Yeah, you're going to really enjoy Manitoba in the winter uh, at the social. But, hey, we got a question for you from, from Ray. Ray, what's up, man? What do you want to talk to Jimmy D about? Hey, gentlemen. Um, hey, first and foremost, Jimmy D, uh, congrats, man, the Saturday. Great job out there. Um, yeah, thank you. I, just, I was wondering, you know, we, uh, we obviously we all sit there. We're big fans. We watch the, the races. And, I mean, the conditions looked absolutely horrendous. And I wanted to get, you know, your take on what it's actually like to be in those conditions. I mean, you're – you know, lap after lap, it just, I mean, <laughs> it looks like a, a, a pig pen. Um, yeah. What's it like to race? <laughs> it really does. I watched, uh, I watched AC's uh, GoPro and I'm just like, oh my God, fuck my life. Like, dude, well, where do you go, Jimmy? Like, where do you, where do you go? It's <laughs> one thing too. Like I watched it on TV and everyone's struggling. So it makes it look hard. But when I'm watching TV, I'm like, it doesn't look like it looks like anyone could just get out there and ride it. And then when you see some pictures of it and there's like eight ruts, and they're not even like ruts; they're like a wall because the dirt's so pushed in in the rut that it's like you just hit a wall. Right. And like it's hidden by water, so it's like it's honestly it's not even like a supercross anymore. That's just like a GNCC. I felt like <laughs> where you're just standing up and paddling and yeah. And like the only other thing that goes through my head on a race like that is, can I jump the triple and can I jump the finish line? <laughs> everything else That's is it. simple, but if yeah, you're yeah. jumping the triple and the finish, and right. you're not, you're done. You were sending the finish too. Oh, every, I made the mistake at A1. I didn't jump those stupid doubles across the start straight all night because I thought the track was, like, wetter than it was. And Colt and those guys were jumping it. And I mm-hmm. said, if I want any chance of winning races, I have to jump the jumps when it's muddy. Oh. And I, I just made sure I hit that finish line every single lap. <laughs> and that's what saved me because McElrath uh, was coming. We, I looked at lap times. It was, like, two to go. And I had made a mistake, and he must have had a good lap. He got me nine seconds of one lap. <laughs> I'm like, how do you get nine seconds? And, like, AC and those guys were, like, around my level. They yeah. were, like, two or three faster. Yeah. But, like, Shane laid one down. Best lap uh, of the race at two to go. And I was like, man, that can't be him. Is it, he, he caught me that much in one lap? Yeah. Because uh, I checked him the lap before, and then he was gone. I'm like, oh, he fell. I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you couldn't see him anymore. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, Ray. You get nine seconds. Thanks, guys. Thanks for calling. Uh, yeah, it's nine seconds, right? It's crazy. I'm like, whoa. Uh, hey, by the way, Pookie sent me a text and said uh, a, a good tip for you for this social is uh, take credit cards for the for the auctions for the jerseys. Get like a oh, okay. You get more money that way. We did that too. I forgot that we we actually ended up the bids were getting you so can high, but sell no, like um, sell the tickets like the raffle tickets like for twenty dollars, and someone just swipes the card. Yeah, the yeah, get that square thing. Yeah, Squarespace. Yep. Square, not Squarespace. Oh, we have one for my for my merch for my website. Dude, Jimmy has one. Then do that. Do do it and bring it up and then because people just rack. They'll be no hammered. one has cash these days either. So no, and that's people will be true. hammered and they'll be racking that credit card up trying to get the 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 Chad Reed jersey and you'll definitely you'll make tons of I money. I might throw in a few bids on that thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, right. Let me get this straight. I guess I I what this is a thing to raise money for the wedding. 
Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, you help the couple out, or you raise it for a softball team or a hockey team, like whatever it is. Like, you raise money. Why is it not Americanized? Why is it, it not here? Be. I don't know, bro, but it's Manitoba, and it's beautiful. Okay. And yeah. you get hammered, and you're in, like, a hall, like a community center yeah, hall. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a party. Like a big, yes, big party. Yes, and you're basically you're dancing to ACDC and, and, <laughs> and CeeLo, and you're just fucking rocking it. CeeLo. That's it, bro. It's fantastic. So, um, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's fantastic. All right, Jimmy D. Hey, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Congrats on the, uh, on the race and everything else and the, the upcoming social and all of that, man. Thanks for your, your time, and we'll talk down the road. All right, thanks, Mathis. Later, Keeper. Oh, see you, right, man. See you. Jimmy Dakotas, everybody, on the Apollo Mech Show, presented by Fly Racing and BTLSports.com. I like Jimmy D. I, I, do I like Jimmy D. I think he's a good dude. I don't think he's always been super stoked with what we've written about him or talked about him. You but know, the he, thing is, Jimmy will talk about it with you. He won't be the guy that talks shit behind your back and then not talk no, to you about it. No, no, yeah. He, yeah he'll, Jimmy have a problem, he'll yeah, come to you and talk to but, you. But uh, I almost think as a rider, and I, this goes for any rider, don't. Listen or read what us idiots say, because you know. Some, just, well, the, the problem is that they usually don't. Someone has their buddies that listen, well, maybe, and they fucking tell maybe, you. Maybe, yeah. Like I, like you know, if I'm Kevin Durant or LeBron, you just do your thing, and right. and, and same with any athlete, right? And you'll get some people that like you, and some people don't, and then some guys like me will write stuff that maybe you don't agree with, and but whatever, you know. I mean, we don't know the always the inside of the circle. You're not the end all be all. No, right? Hell no, Kiefer. Do you think I'm on the end all be all? No. Uh, <laughs> OGO. Saw Pat this weekend. OGOPowerSports.com. There's the, no other trusted name in the game as OGO really does take you there. 30-plus years of finest in technical transport that's built to last. OGO backpacks, OGO gear bags. Every major team globally pretty much has OGO. Factory Red Bull, KTM, Rockstar Husky, Pro Circuit, Star Racing, JGR, all those guys. Email the show using the contact form on Pulp MX if you want a discount from OGO. Uh, we appreciate those guys coming on board. And um, I was just thinking, mm-hmm. my gear bag. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I didn't ride for a long time. Mm-hmm. Long time. Yeah. You know what my gear bag is? Where is that? Is that no, you know what it is? Uh, it is a moose oh. racing gear bag. No wheels. It's got wheels. Oh, it does. It's got wheels. So it's a little bit current. But I'm just like, this thing is so... You know what's on it? Huh? A bag tag for Northwest Airlines. Oh, wow. Northwest Airlines hasn't been in business. <laughs> long time. For a long time. That's my gear bag, everybody. I had a gear bag and a Cherby's gear bag that I rode in 2004. It was huge. Yeah. Didn't have wheels, but yeah. it, it, I could put, put whatever you yeah, wanted whatever in you there. And that was that. That was my back for 10 years. Uh, firepower, firepower batteries and chains. We're going to get Chris Kiefer some firepower uh, products I to just try. got some. Oh, you did? You bet. Batteries and chains. Just you, got it. You got it? Chains are on. Chains are on. People are like, duh, don't run the chains. Don't run the chains. They're going to break. No. No bro. break. It's fine. No. The chain is a Japanese quality right. chain made by, is... made by a company that makes very good chains. Yes. Uh, so and also two lithium batteries. Uh, save save spending up to five hundred dollars for an OEM lithium dirt bike battery. Forget it. Spend at most one hundred twenty bucks and get more cranking power with the Firepower featherweight lithium batteries. These were used by the BTO team KTM a few years ago. Quick tip: I just put it in an FX Yamaha FX uh, four fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, Yamaha four fifty FX starts very slow mm-hmm. and doesn't like to start. Firepower in a little bit quicker. I also hooked Ben LeMay up with Firepower. He needed a sponsor. Ben LeMay hooked up Firepower, won the LCQ using Firepower. So thanks to those guys as well. At Firepower Parts on Instagram. Uh, website is firepowerparts.com. Uh, go there. Check it out, please. Firepower batteries, chains. Uh, very, very good stuff. And uh, again, I have a chain for my bike, and I need to put it on. Do I just put the O-ring on? You want an O-ring? I don't. They sent me an O-ring and a normal one. I don't really like O-rings. The I, benefit with O-ring is it's not going to stretch as much. I know. Okay. I know. But all right. then it's just less maintenance for you. That's all I'm saying. You don't got to lube it all the time either. But is it gonna? Am I gonna lose some snap out of the turns? Oh, 
Yeah, you will, but I don't think you're going to notice. No, I'll be all right. <laughs> You'll you think be okay. I'll, well, I will not. I think your level of fun will still be high. Okay, all right. Jason Thomas coming up, too, to talk about the Fly Formula helmet. Uh, and also, too, Eli Tomac coming up right away here. Let's get to Jake. Uh, Jake, what's up? You got a question for Chris Kiefer. Yeah, hey, Kiefer. So I got a 18 Cowie 250S. Um, it's got about 20 hours on it now. But uh, what I keep noticing is, like, every time I'm, I'm out here in Vegas and I ride out, out at the sand tracks a lot out here. I don't know if you're familiar, but especially with this rain, it's been killer. Anyways, uh, every time I ride, it's like I notice my, my rear brake will start to drag, and I look down, and there's, it's just fucking caked with, with, like, just sand, and there's rocks getting stuck in there right by the pivot bolt, and it's locking my brakes up. I just don't know if... If he's had a similar problem with this thing, and I'm, I'm working a lot on like not burying the bike in the corners and just trying to like stay up on top, but it's like I just can't avoid it. Yeah, you're by your where your rear brake pedal and the pivot bolt is. is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, and you get sand. It's just that's tough to do. So what you can do, and what kind of repels it, is a Cherubi sells these little covers, these little plastic covers that go on your peg. But it also right. makes the dirt kind of bounce off because that's where it collects first. So it goes through, to your peg and then goes, it goes to your peg and then it starts to work its way up through the brake pedal. Yep. Okay. So a Cherubis and other, I think Works Connection and other guys make covers to go around your um, your foot pegs to where they pivot. Right. So when you plow into something, that dirt just kind of repels off and the dirt won't stick in there. Okay. I would try that first. They're rubber, right? These yeah, so, the rubber. Well, Cherubis makes the rubber ones. Yeah. I know other guys like the, make the, the little peg armor. Yeah, peg armor makes them. Same thing. Yep. But um, I always use the Cherubis ones because they're rubber and it's just easy to slide over and get them in there and get them out. And it's just easier for me. Right. But you know, regardless of when the dirt's wet, I get a lot of that at Glen Helen. Um, so I always put covers on at Glen Helen. So and it, I never really had a problem with my brake pedal after that. Okay. All right. Cool, Jake. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank, Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. For the last quarter of a century, EVS Sports has become the leader in innovation and technology when it comes to creating protective gear for today's riders. Sexton, Savachi, Pastrana wear EVS to keep them safe while they ride, race, or whatever Pastrana decides to do. EVSSports.com to gear up like the pros. Use the code PULP19 to save on anything from knee braces to chest protectors. EVS Sports, we are protection. Go there, punch in the code, save some money. EVS is proud to bring you our first, our second guest of the night. This man was the big winner in San Diego, took the red plate also for the points lead. Eli Tomac, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. How's the burns, bro? That's the big topic tonight. Well, I mean... Fortunately, I mean, I said clean enough. I never had any really? had anything happen to me. So nice. Um, yeah. I mean, that's just totally crazy. You know, seeing pictures and yeah, um, yeah. I mean, who, who knew? I mean, <laughs> I mean, someone should have known, right? I, I mean, that if that yeah. chemical really does that, I mean, it obviously does do it. So yeah. Uh, that, that's a bummer, and hopefully everyone learns a lesson from it. Yeah, it's got to. We were talking before. Obviously, it has to be a mistake on the track crew's fault. Somebody mixed up. Somebody screwed up. And they're coming up with a statement tomorrow, but you know they didn't mean to do this, obviously, and all that. But holy smokes, some of those photos, like you said, wow. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's just that's just that's crazy. I mean, I'm surprised that you know we've used it in the past, and you know, and there hasn't been a an effect from it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it was just the perfect combination, or or they grabbed, yeah, you know, a different type. Who knows? I mean, you, you never know, and. 
you know, we but we can't be having that, you know, on the track no way. That's just crazy. Yeah, absolutely. 702-586-7857. You got a question for Monster Energy Kawasaki's Eli Tomac brought to you by EVSSports.com. So look, Eli, Eli, you're obviously you're 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 in great shape. We know this, we've seen it over the years. They shortened the main events, only one practice, you know, you had your heat race. But in some way, like I'm I, I let tell me or tell me and the listeners how tiring is that for you to ride a race like that? Or was it at all? I mean, not heart rate rise, but just, man, it's got to be tiring. It's tiring. And after the after the main and just the whole night, like, my brain was tired. Like, I was, like, <laughs> yeah. mentally done. Right. It was just, it's, totally, it's different. You know, you're, just like you said, your heart rate's lower, but it's more physical. Mm-hmm. You, get, you get worked that way. And my brain was tired. I don't know if it was just the stress from the mud. Yeah. Or what, or just, just the whole day. But... Man, it's just it's just a different style. Um, you know, I can you know, and, and when they go right, those days like they're fun. But mm-hmm. when they're not good, you know, it it totally sucks. But uh, you know, we we had a good night. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, when you're a points leader or you're a race winner guy, these things one practice. These things can go either way for you, and and I I would hate that stress. I know as a mechanic, I hated it. Like I just freaked out. I'm just like, <laughs> this is going to be either really good or really bad. There's going to be no like, hey, we got fourth, like good job. It's just going to go either way. <laughs> so, well, what's gnarly is is you know you qualify right. So I mean, yep. With one practice, like you can't have a mechanical. Like your bike has to start. Like everything's got to go smooth. Like there is that possibility of you not making it in. Yeah. Um, so it's. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of pressure on you from the beginning. Right, right. Well, hey, man, you rode great. We've been waiting to see you come in. You've made it on the Whiskey Throttle show that you had a back injury a little bit. What was the, I guess, what happened, as much as you want to tell us, and how long were you off the bike for? So it was the first week of December. Um, I, I ended up crashing, and the bike hit me, and and it, it just drilled my back. So. Anyway, I ended up actually fracturing three of my transverse process. It's little wings on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the full diagnosis, really. Yep. And thankfully, I had the amount of time, you know, to to get better and feel better. Like with that injury, um, it's basically what you feel is what you go off of. It's pain tolerance thing. So yep. Um, I I freaked out when I was in the emergency room and they told me, "Hey, you do a little bit more than sore, and you've got to." <laughs> A broken back, like my my uh, jaw kind of dropped, and then somehow, you know, that injury you can you can be better, you know, and be feeling better and somewhat yep. physically active in like four or six weeks. Yep. You know, and and Anaheim one was in like five and a half weeks from when that date was, so um, it was kind of miraculous I was able to, to get back at it. Um, uh, but not not ideal to the start of the season at all. Yeah, no, that would be that would be tough. Not a lot of rice, not a lot of riding then for you before a one is what you're saying. No. I mean, from December 4th, I was, like I said, I was off and yep. I got on the bike. I had like three and a half, basically, right. or three or four rides right. before that race. So why not be more open about it? We'd heard about it. We were sort of about it. You know, why not be more open about it, either you and the team? Is it a mental thing? Because we had Barsha at Anaheim. We had Barsha on the show at Anah- after Anaheim one win, and we asked him the same thing. Um, because he's done it too in the past, and he said, "Yeah, it's just a mental game, man. You don't want to tell everybody, you know. You don't want to let them know." And I, and I get that, but on the other hand, I I see the other side where it's like, "Hey, like no one's going to question you if you're like, hey, dude, I've barely been riding. I'm going to build as we go. I'm going to get stronger, et cetera, et cetera." So, what's the strategy behind that? Tell me, as a media guy. Well, 
the biggest thing is is moto is so mental uh-huh. like i you know i don't mind telling the public even though i'm not like super you know outgoing with everything anyway but right. like i don't mind telling the public but it's it's our sport like you're it's such a mental game between the guy next to you that if there's any thought like hey i know tomac's hurt i got him handled at a1 yeah. like yeah I don't want to be telling those guys that to give them any extra hope or chance at all. Mm-hmm. So that's my whole reasoning behind it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah so I'm, now, I'm, now that I am like, I feel like I'm physically 100. Mm-hmm. percent You know, I don't have that to fall back on now. So that's why I'm right I'm telling everyone. What yeah. I'm, now. Tim Ferry, when I worked for him, same thing. He was hiding a knee injury, and I'm like, bro, like you, you can't even kick your bike over. Like you know, if you stall this thing, you're screwed. Right. And he was like, I'm yeah. like, and he's just like. Yeah, dude, I don't want someone late in the moto being like, I know Ferry's hurting. And I'm like, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I get it, I guess. But, I, you know, back then I was on the team side of things, right? So, uh, but that's what he said, too. He said the same thing. So, uh, yeah, and I felt like I was, like, good enough to where I didn't have to make the excuse, right? You know, like, yeah, I, yeah. Was, I felt pretty good on the bike those, those first few days back on. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't need to come in here, like, already, you know, saying mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, right. I'm down, and I'm kind of out. I'm just going to try to limp through this. Um, so that was, yeah, it was, it, I don't, that's what it was. It was, I'm not going to go out there and tell, yep. you know, Oxen and Cooper Webb that, you know, Hey, I, I might be limping around or Obama, <laughs> you know, you guys are going to handle me. Right. So are you, you're, I, I've watched you get dressed before, you know, and you have, you're an under protector guy. You wear a back and a front. So I guess the question I was thinking is, is it a C certified back or is it just plastic? I don't know the proper, uh, or what the rating is of it of my back protection. I know it's the the um, the Alpine Star A1. I mean that it's got to be you know one of the best out there. And I you know it just of course the bike hit me at a perfect angle mm-hmm. in the crash to where it basically pushed my chest protector to the side and it there was really nothing I could do oh, anyway. I see. Yeah, yeah. But it did definitely take some of the brunt from it, and it's scary to think like what it would happen if there wasn't back protection because. You know, there are guys that do run just a, a front plate, you know, and mm-hmm. not a, a back protection plate. So, um, yeah, it, it, I think it would uh, help me for sure. Yeah, I just see that because a lot of these top guys, they don't wear anything. And then I see Tomac, he's usually yeah. you know, wearing a full something underneath. And usually someone just wears the front. So, for me, like, I know in Europe, they make those guys wear that stuff. So, this kind of, even mm-hmm. though he did break his back in a way, it's... It could have been a lot worse if he didn't have that on. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Um, so Eli uh, was talking to your guys this week. Obviously, the 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 bikes all new. You had tested on it a little bit, but you didn't get a whole lot of testing in because you were hurt. They're very confident this weekend, Minneapolis Dome. You know, normal Supercross track. They are very confident, much like the shock and or link that you did a few years ago. Um, they think they've discovered something for you and to make you even more comfy on the new bike. Uh, and they're excited to see this weekend. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, can you talk a little bit about that, how, how stoked you are with the changes? I am looking forward to it. You know, it's like, you know, you just you just evolve each weekend and you find little things here and there that makes you, you know, comfier. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, to be, well... I mean, yeah, yeah, we're still, you know, I, I did have, I came into um, San Diego, like, with, with, I tried earlier in the week, and it felt good, and, like, yep. you know, it felt awesome in the mud, so uh, looking forward to that Minneapolis, if I know we're improving, so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because uh, obviously you lose out on that testing time, right? Um, that you that you should have had. Yeah, I mean, it's but I'm not going to point the finger, you know, at that and all. I mean, I was riding a little conservative, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm not putting any blame, you know, on the on the motorcycle at all. Like I'm fully pumped on my position right now and yeah. how the bike feels and. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm rolling with it. I've got the red plate. Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> Kiefer, can you imagine not riding, say, the month of December, and only Dude. riding, and then four five rounds in, you got a red plate. <laughs> talk, and to talk about the mental stress in December, thinking, right, holy right, shit, right. right? Yeah. Oh, I thought I was totally done. I mean, you get, you know, they say six weeks. Yeah. The doctor says that, and a one was five and a half weeks out. So you know, I yeah. rode it five weeks. Mm. Um. And there's the reason I rode. I mean, it sounds crazy out of the broken back, but they're like, you can't do anything worse to that transverse process if it's, um, mm-hmm. you know, the way it's fractured. So you kind of just just go with it because sometimes they don't even actually grow back together. It's kind of wild. Wow. It doesn't actually affect the stability of your spine. But that supposedly, is, yeah, that is yeah. crazy. Uh, we've got a question for you from uh, Henry. Henry, what's up? What's your question for Monster Energy Kawasaki's Eli Tomac? Hey, am I on? You are. What's your question, man? Awesome. Hey, so, uh, Eli, this is Henry. Um, going back, I mean, man, this must have been probably 15 years ago, or whenever you were back on the RM80s in MXA, and you had a comment that said that, you know, you were only going to ride two wheels until you got your driver's license and you could race four wheels. So, what? do you have plans? I mean, <laughs> you've got, a, obviously, a ton of career left, but... Um, do you still have an eye on four wheels, you know, once things get kind of, uh, wrap up with the, uh, moto thing? That's really tough to say. I don't, I, I don't know, you know, what I'm going to pursue right afterward after racing. Like I don't have the plan to still chase like a, you know, a, an oval track or anything. So that's, that's tough to say. I, I would say probably more. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, yeah, I didn't mean to put you on right now. You know? Just, uh, it's easy to say yeah. when you're a kid, but yeah, yeah. Right now, yeah. Um, I, yeah, exactly. You're you're, that, you're you're know? an RM80 kid. Who knows what you you yeah. probably wanted to go play video games too after <laughs> after you quit riding. <laughs> um, hey, so we talked a little bit about in the press conference after you won the uh, the triple crown, the final round there, dude. E bikes. I got shit on the yeah. trail last week, Eli. I felt like giving them your phone number. Oh, my God. I felt like saying, yeah, yeah, you see this guy? You know how gnarly this guy is and his dad? <laughs> They're gnarly, and you call them up. I, I came up on a trailhead, and a couple guys were sitting there, and I, we gave each other the friendly head nod. Yeah. And then as yeah. I rode by them, they saw the bike. Oh, you're cheating, huh? Cheating, huh? And I'm just like. Oh, of course. I'm just like, Bro. And then as. So I ride by. My buddy's following me. He comes up. They're like, your buddy's cheating. I'm just like, you fucking jerk-offs. Yeah. So, Eli, you're on board. You're gnarly. You don't need an e-bike. You can you can pedal up the highest mountain on a normal bike, but you're down with these things. Yes. It opens up this, you know, I mean, like a, a door for, for other people that want to ride, but don't, they're afraid to, you know, just to be able to make it, you know, make that loop. And e-bikes get you into it, I think. So, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe there's a couple trails that people want to keep them off of, blah blah blah. But for the majority, I would. I'm all for them, as I've said. Right. Yeah. They're, they're just they're just a different form of fun, right? Suck you know, it. it gets all people you... outside. Right. Gets people off their phones. Like, 
let people do what they want to do. And I'm dude, my heart <laughs> like rate's like destruction. My heart rate's like 170 at times. Like I'm I'm working hard everybody. I'm not just sitting there. Like I'm not just sitting there going, <laughs> yeah. "Oh yeah, look at this," you know? Like Yeah, I'm, I mean, you can still go hard. You just cover twice the distance. That's another way to look yeah. at it too. Listen, all you suck it, all you mountain bikers that don't like e-bikes, and I mean every one of you that give me comments on 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 Instagram and everything, all that. So, all right. Hey, uh, what did you hit when you went in the inside corner? Um, did you wrap your brake pedal? Or did you catch a foot peg on that tough block? Oh yeah. So I went. I just just caught my peg on that on that tough block, and it had like a perfect little hole in the tough block where either someone <laughs> did it earlier yeah. or. Or it was this old roachy tough block that they had, but it's like, come on, it's like 2019, and we can't figure out how to <laughs> keep tough blocks from hooking on the bikes. It's kind of, oh. kind of crazy. You just you know, opened like up Pandora's thing. box right now. I, I went on for 20 minutes last week about this, Eli. I cannot believe these people, and, and they can't make them like in a triangle, like in Europe. Yeah, they can't make them longer. Just there's nothing we can do. Nothing we can do. We still got tough blocks from 1998 on the track. They're getting kicked yeah, out in front of guys. Oh. And I just, you know, happened. I luckily I have my like, holy crap. The tough blocks on me. You know, I just I'm not going to gas it and like suck it up into my sprocket. But there's gotta be a better solution to it. having guys suck up a tough block into their chain. Like it's just not not right. No, and, and there isn't a solution for Alex Ray crashing right in front of you though on the last lap. Right, Eli, there's not a solution but for that. Here's the thing with Eli: we, you know, we we've gave him shit before of not getting up in a hurry and like too nonchalant. But Eli's really calm about everything. Like, yeah, he didn't kick the yeah. shit out of no. the top block. No. Yeah, you did. He that. didn't punch Alex Ray in the face. Like, <laughs> he was really just mellow. He's yeah. like, okay, I got it. No yeah, problem. you were in both those cases, Eli. You like took your time, looked down, yeah. like, what am I doing? You pulled your your roll off. It was very calm uh, for. <laughs> by you so well the tough block i like i told myself that i'm like oh my gosh do not gas anymore because it was so close to this my chain in that whole area yeah, yeah. and then the ring thing i just i couldn't even see so i couldn't <laughs> move like i had to stop like i wiped my goggle with my hand really fast and it didn't work i'm like oh gosh like i can't scroll out of the double so i stopped and then you know had to pull the roll off so he he crashed That's 14 right. he crashed 14 times in the main event a ray i'm pretty sure Dude, Alex Ray looked up at you like, huh? huh? Like, huh? <laughs> oh, he just saw flashes of uh, costing Eli a win, and then everyone freaking out on him on social media, hundred uh, percent. Well, Eli, hey, thanks for your time on the show. I really appreciate it. Congratulations, you're back. You got a win. You got the red red plate, which is more important to you. And uh, if these, if you're feeling better physically, and you're feeling better on the bike, like the Cowie guys seem to think, we could have. Everyone could be in for some trouble this yeah, weekend in Minneapolis. So, um, yeah, man, thanks for your time on the show. All right. Thanks, guys. Cool. Thank See you. Eli. Uh, Eli Tomek, everybody. I mean that. Dude, well, he wasn't in the lead going back east last year. No. So. I'm telling you, the ca- the guys are confident he's feeling a lot better on the bike, like uh, bike setup. Well, now. So. now it explains everything. If he had this injury, he I, didn't I get know, to ride, know, and he was in it, and he was kind of like you, you fucking look, riders, you fucking riders, dude. I never, I don't understand that. Like, I don't care if even if I was in that position, I don't get it. But when when I'm working for a guy, Tim Ferry, that tells me this, I'm like, <sighs> like I just don't understand the thought press. Like, yeah, okay, that guy knows I'm hurt. What's it matter? I don't know, bro. You like, tell what's me. It matter? I know, understand our sports mental, but if anything, it would take some mental load off of you because people wouldn't expect you to do anything. And then when you do, it's a surprise. Yeah, I know. Hey, he was pretty adamant about that. 
that lime. Like, he's just like, why is that on the track? Like, I had no idea. Like, wh- we can't be using that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to break the news to him that they've been using it for a long time. It's just so random that he didn't get a reaction to it. Like, he yeah. didn't get anything. Yeah. Maybe, because he was so fast, he was on top he, of the water? Well, no, <laughs> but maybe because he got a good start, mm-hmm. and he was kind of up front, yeah. and they didn't get splashed. Didn't splash or anything, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go to Brandon on two. Brandon, what's up, man? Hello? Yeah, Brandon. Hello, Adam. You are. Hello. Yeah. Hey, uh, so I had a question about um, whenever Marvin was the main guy at Alden's um, camp, and then there was, you know, a little fight between Jason and Marvin. Yep. And then I was wondering, so when Jason won the championship, how did that go? And is now Jason the main guy, or are they? is Marvin still the main guy? I don't think there's a main guy. I think there's um, a 1A, 1B, 1C. I, I mean, I think when Alden – I did a podcast with Alden Baker. Did you listen to that? Uh, no, I need, I need to go back go, on that. Go yeah. listen to that. He's actually really open about it. Dunge left. And everyone's like, I'm the guy, and that's caused issues, you know. But now Anderson's got the plate, so maybe it's a little bit of a – Well, know. I don't understand the, the process of being the guy at a, at a, at a I don't training know, facility. Like, I don't, what, what does that get you? I, I don't does know. Does it get you yeah, an extra perk? Yeah. No, it just gets you that, you know, you think you're the fastest of your group. Well, if you're yeah. faster, your times are going to say it during the day. Yeah, right? I know. I know. Okay. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, didn't I do that like with uh, like Poto and – and Roxon, yeah. it was like... Yeah, but that worked out fine. His, that was no worries. Yeah. Yeah, that worked out great. Yeah. Listen to that podcast I did. It's actually pretty good. He talks about it quite a bit, Alden does, and, and the issues they had and everything else and how frustrating it was for him. So um, okay. l- listen to that one and uh, and let me know what you think. All right? Thanks, man. Okay. Appreciate Sounds it. Good. Thank you. Uh, Matt, you got a question for uh, Chris Kiefer. Hey, am I on? Hey, what's up, man? How come nobody knows hey, they're man. on tonight? Um, I don't know. That never happened. I couldn't hear you. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I couldn't hear you. But you're like the third guy. Hey, Kiefer, so... I, I've listened to your uh, podcast about like your your testing scale with the three and the three point five and all that. Yep. Um, I, I apply that to everything in my life. Now I get on people's nerves. If we go to a steak dinner, I say that oh, was a three, <laughs> and they're awesome. like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> anyway, I like Tony unless he's ten scale myself. That's too high. It's too Tony's high. big on the ten scale. Yeah, you can't. You can never achieve a ten. That's not possible. Well, Tony thinks you can. Well, that's that's kind of what I was going to ask you. It, so, I, I, in in all of your testing bikes or just anything. Um, have you ever had anything be like a five or a one, like where it's so bad or so much better that it actually goes, you know, like a, a 3.5, 4? Have you ever had anything just go all the way to the other end of the, the scale? Yeah, we've never had like – so what happens is when we test a lot of parts and slash bikes, you have to have a broad scale. So that's why we have 3.25, 3 plus, 3.5. Never had anything go over 4.5, and oh, okay. we've never had anything go lower than a two. What what was that? Do you remember? I mean, just kind of like a part that was that bad? Yeah, it's usually just parts. It's not usually a bike. Bikes are usually pretty close. If if a bike is within .25, um, that's all the engineers need to see to to say, hey, okay, okay, we're better. That is, we're going to move on with that that part. But most of the time, it's just little minuscule, like maybe ECU changes. If that wasn't good, if it's really bad, we go down. So. It's something really basic, nothing too big like a bike or anything. Right. I, mean, I just didn't know if y'all had anything that big of a swing. Well, man, I appreciate you being so, so open to all of us regular guys. I appreciate all the entertainment all the time, man. Yeah, no problem. Cool. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. See ya. Uh, Randy Richardson, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, man. How are y'all tonight? FMI. Hey, Randy. Oh, man, I was surprised, uh, surprised to get through. I figured the limes would be full. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> Jeez, here we go. Here we go. I, I, I did. I listened. You, no one asked. Uh, you didn't ask Eli about his lime selection. Maybe that's uh, you know during a muddy race like that. Lime selection is very. Yes, very it is. No, absolutely. Right? I agree. Yep. <laughs> um, and in all seriousness. I think he was probably not as effective because he was he was out front and uh, and in some clean stuff for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought maybe he had a set of star crosses on. Well, no, he didn't. He didn't have. He did. I, matter of fact, I can't think of anybody that would have had him on there. No, no, including you, including you. Hey, including you there, Blue. Uh, oh, they're they're getting on there. My, they're getting on there. What about Berluti? Berluti would do that in ten minutes. I'm not asking Berluti to change my time. You should have no. a bet with him, and the next guy who wins at Western has to change each other's time. Hey, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. But hey, I've, I've gotten I've gotten uh, uh, people from from hitting me up on social media. Hey, Randy, I bought some Michelins. Uh, will you come to my house and bring pizza and install them? And so install, it's yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so, so funny. Right. But, um, hey, I was going to tell you about that Lime stuff. They had it, uh, I distinctly remember, 95 in Atlanta. They had it that early. Yeah, JT was talking when, about when that I was in racing, a review yeah. pod. Yeah, yeah I, I don't I don't. Yeah, heard, I, I think I that might have been a review pod talking about it. I, I might, that might have been like a one-off, man, because I remember the tracks being really bad at like 96, 97, 98-ish, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. remember lime being used back then, but I could be wrong. I, I've sniffed a there lot was of, lime when I, I was racing I, too. So. Yeah, but that was 05. Yeah. Yeah. 04, 05. Yeah, yeah. Not, I, it's around then for sure. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, Randy, it's, un, it's unbelievable. I'm really interested to see what yeah. um, what Feld is going to say and do and everything else. Mm-hmm. And and it, it's it's intense, man. Like this is gnarly. So yeah, and the, and the stuff the stuff's not healthy. And again, you know, it's you know, it's uh, like I said, it's been used sometime. I remember. In in it was right actually it was out in the start like in front of the mechanics area in '95 because I remember stopping to talk to my mechanic buddy who was telling me you have to jump that triple <laughs> I'm like I know that and then we were there there was so much lime that just kind of powdered up and you couldn't breathe good so I'm like okay cool I'll go jump that triple which had ruts in it like knee deep so uh, yeah they immediately ripped my feet off the pegs and I did a Superman air long before it was. <laughs> Long Even before it was yeah super popular yeah long before it was a thing Jason Upshaw so, uh, I set out I set out the rest of that night for sure yeah exactly like Jason Upshaw except I didn't go up the front I just uh, off the back that's but. poor Jason Upshaw anyway and then uh, shout out to uh, and I know Steve I know how much you love off road so I thought I would call in uh, you know and with Limegate going on I thought you might not catch it but uh, Russell Bobbitt won the AMA. National Enduro round this past weekend on some Michelin Star Cross Five Softs with Bib Moose, and that's his first AMA National Enduro win since he retired in 2016. So came back and won on some Michelin. So uh, he, so I, I didn't know if you would cover that. Wow, it was you know. know what? It was right on the tip of my tongue. Randy. It's written it down right, right in the sheet. Yeah. It was right after Tomac and AC. I had Bobbit. It's highlighted slash yeah. cut penis okay. off. Period. Yeah. No, different one. Oh, okay, different one. Okay, got it. Yeah. Hey, the only thing they, the only thing he cut off was some time. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank, there thank, you go. Thanks, Randy. Hey, man. All right, take care, man. See, See you, Randy. All right, thank Bye. you. Randy Richardson, everybody, from Michelin, one of our favorites. Uh, all right, everybody, we'll take a first commercial break of the night. Come back. we got a WUSA wheel winner coming up, Jason Thomas, Tyler Bowers, David Villeman. Oh. We got your segments. You got your phone calls. We got stuff to give away. And uh, yeah, man, really appreciate you sticking around. We'll be right back after this. For a fucking tickle. All of us have one thing in common when it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sandberm in a UTV. 
And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing Flyracing.com. they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it Flyracing.com. the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company. For all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky. Husqvarna team for graphics, live in 100 as well, and seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. Gutsracing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Hey, it's Mathis. Roostmx.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. A whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20%. On there, they can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats, uh, anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic yes. out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save, and we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex Ray, you got one more thing to say. 
ARAY91 is the code, and if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. I'm lost in FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. So Randy Richardson, good guy, means well, great interview, but oh my gosh, his voice is f***ing annoying. In that case, boss, you may want to fast forward while I tell the rest of the Pulp MX show listeners about Michelin's extensive motorcycle tire product offer. The Pulp MX nation certainly knows about the Michelin Starcross 5 tire range and its outstanding durability and excellent performance, but I'd like to share some information on Michelin's wide range of industry-leading motorcycle tires. New for 2019, the Michelin Anarchy Adventure tire, which features two-compound technology, enables adventure touring riders to have confidence on any adventure with a new level of on-road stability and uncompromising traction off-road. The Michelin Road 5 tire is designed specifically for sport touring riders and provides the maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. As the exclusive MotoGP class tire, Michelin definitely understands the performance expectations of today's sport bike riders, and the Michelin Power RS tire enables those riders to unleash their full potential. If you're a Harley-Davidson owner, the co-developed and co-branded Michelin Scorcher Tire Range, which is original equipment on over a half million models manufactured over the past decade, is the right cruiser tire for you. For the latest on all Michelin motorcycle tire products, visit motorcycle.michelinman.com for more information and make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and at michelinmotorcycle.us on Facebook. This commercial is not 2019 Pulpy Award material. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. 
WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. For 2019, Works Connection celebrates 30 years of delivering championship-winning products to motocross legends and champions like Lamson, McGrath, Wyndham, LaRocco, Carmichael, Dungey, Roxon, Plessinger, and more. Current race teams, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing Yamaha, Moto Concepts Honda, Team BWR, Rockwell Racing Yamaha, HEP Racing Suzuki, AJE Motorsports, and KTM Canada have also come to rely on Works Connection's commitment to innovation and quality. So if you're looking for factory-level parts, like radiator braces and skid plates to protect, rip a whole shot with a pro launch, or upgrade to the elite line of axle blocks, clutch perch, or bearing-equipped throttle tubes, just visit WorksConnection.com. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Waves go on and on. 
Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mitchell, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Thanks to Jimmy Dakotas. Thank you, Eli Tomac. Tomac, Tomac was opened up a little bit, a little relaxed, I felt. Nice. I like that. Yeah, you know, I'm around the Cali truck a lot. Is he mellow? He's mellow, but sometimes, I, I honestly, sometimes I'm just like, this guy fucking hates me. Do you think he's guarded when you're around? Mm, yeah, a little bit, maybe. Maybe he doesn't want people saying, oh, he saw Matthew, you're going to report some shit. Yeah, maybe, maybe. He's a nice guy, though. He's always good. No, he's always been and nice. And I always yeah. tell people the same story. Literally, every time I've asked him to come on the show, he said yes. I don't think there's been a time that he's... Oh, you know what? One I think time. After, one time, he was gone on vacation. No, there, after... After he won the national title. No, he said no after uh, designations. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. But that's acceptable. I get that. Like, I'm just... Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm done. Let me give me a break. Right. Yeah. Maybe that was it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Jimmy D and, and Eli Tomac... BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, EVS Sports, Michelin Starcross 5, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, FMF Atlas Neck Brace. Have you worn the Atlas much? Have you done much Atlasing? Not in the past two weeks. So. There we go. Where are you at with Atlas? You're going to pressure me now? No. Where are you at with Atlas? You've worn, a, you, you, you've worn a neck brace more than you ever have in your life. You want me to be honest? Yeah. I'm going to be completely transparent. You ready for this? I'm ready. Give it to me. I haven't worn one, and I'm so used to not wearing one that it's just common for me just to go ride and not put I, one on. I understand that. Okay, but here's the flip side of this. Okay. If I was, and I've, and I've been around some of my buddies, some of my buddies' wives make them wear every piece of protection they have uh -huh. in, in order for them to keep riding. Yeah. I would go with an Alice because I really don't notice it when I ride. The struggle for me is to put it in somewhere, to grab it, to go ride and wear it. Now, I have done that, but it takes some thought process for me to do that. Works connection. Are you coming up here with Eric? Yeah, eighteen. Uh, they're coming up. We've got three guys coming up. So. Is that going to happen? Yeah, yeah. Because like you're it. trying to get out of the show. No, now. I wasn't. I was asking. I have some testing, but I will come up. And Eric is going to take the time and come ride with me over the weekend. So Guts Racing, Get Data, OGO Power Sports, WUSA, Eagle Grit, uh, Honda World. Uh, no, it's LA, LA Honda now. Yeah, it's been LA Honda World. LA Honda. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Ride Engineering. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Uh, upload your resume for free. It is the first and only job board uh, built specifically for the motorcycle industry. Upload your resume for free today. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. The number one source for power sports companies. The job of the week. I think you're not talking to me on... You're talking to the wrong guy again. What, what, what's going on, Marks? You all He's right? chewing donuts right now. Oh. It's disconnected. Hang on. Okay. Job of the week is a WPS product manager, off-road product, Boise, Idaho, uh, full-time uh, job. WPS? Is that what you said? Yep. Okay. WPS, full-time job. Um, is currently seeking a talented and motivated project manager who is responsible for establishing the strategic direction for the off-road product collections and coordinating mm. approvals. Upon approval, the product manager will effectively coordinate and manage the respective project to finalization. I want to do that. It's a good job. And you have to go to Boise, Idaho, which people seem to be liking. So I like Boise. Um, Boise. Speaking of Boise. Boise. Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. JT, uh, why don't you apply for the project manager off-road product? Is that something I you want? I have a job already. But you can move from your sales job to this. This seems cool. No, I'm good. So would that, me, that job entail like gear and all that stuff? Everything off-road related? Uh, yeah, it would be, you would definitely be hands-on in 
uh, several steps of the process wow. for creation of the line and making sure that the line gets, yeah, rolls out. I mean, there's a lot to it. You know, it's well, some of it's mundane, but yeah, I mean, you're you're you know right in the middle of creating the line every year. Uh, Kiefer wants fun. in. He wants to create a line. I'd like to do. You guys are currently. I'm surprised you're talking to each other. Mm-hmm. You're currently in a loggerhead for this design of gear. Yeah, I'm uh, out. I we're not loggerhead at all. No, we're not. We're not mad. I'm just. Yeah. I'm, I'm more. I'm more. You're disappointed. Bummed. Yes. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. You're I told just, you. I told you how to solve it. Nah, that's not going to solve anything. I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think talking to Max. I think Max is going to say the same thing. You. I mean, I, it, they they can't wear the color that I I want them to wear. So they can't pick wear another it. guy. That's not as fun. Right. Just pick somebody else. Well, and I'm also trying to remove one step of the process because you go to me and then I go to Max and Max, you know what I mean? Like you're, we're adding an unnecessary step. Yeah, JT's busy. JT's busy. Deal with Max. I feel like I'm bugging Max then. You're not bugging Max. Bullshit. It doesn't matter. Max is so nice. It That's the only matter. way it's going to happen. The only way it's going to happen is for to have Max involved, period. I know. I just hate bugging Max. Um, I know he's got enough shit to Flyracing.com. You want to go Lime? JT or Formula Helmet first? What do you, what, that's that's on the topic tonight for you. What do you want? Mm-hmm. Let's go lime first. Okay. You put the lime in the coconut. Okay, so. I don't know that song. Okay. Uh, gnarly, JT. Big story today. Feld is coming out with a statement tomorrow. Uh, lime is nothing new in the racetracks. But as I've said, something went wrong with this. They didn't mean to do this. It wasn't the normal amount of lime or the same company that made lime, or someone put a double dosage of lime, it, someone put lime and didn't mix it in. Like, this was an accident, and boy, man, JT, there's sort of a wildfire going on right now on social media with this. Yeah, so we uh, we are expecting some sort of response or answer from Feld tomorrow. Yes. I think that's, that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you expect that to be? Well, it can't be anything but... We're sorry. This is what went wrong. I don't think that's going to be that either. It, what, what else can it be? I think it's an explanation of what went down. No sorry. <laughs> no, I, I honestly I don't mean, think you're going to see it here. We are sorry for this. We're just say, here's what happened. These are the reasons why. Boom. Okay, well, there's Unfortunate, still... maybe. Unfort- you might get an unfortunate in there. Exactly. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah, that's, that's enough for me. I, that, that, they have to explain who screwed up and why because... They dumped it in standing water, from what we understand, and now there was a lot of issues with bikes, and there was there was double the line that normally is, or triple the line, or whatever, some astronomical amount compared to what they normally use. Clearly, because of the, because never mind the burns, the the bikes are trashed more than ever. Bikes have usually been scarred by lime before, but this is unbelievable. So I think for sure, I think the legal team is going to be very involved in whatever statement comes out. Right, and my very elementary understanding of the law i would be very surprised if there is any sort of admission of guilt like you're saying they're saying they're sorry right i would be surprised if i saw something like that well whatever they say explaining the process or whatever it's going to be an admission of guilt explain the process you know i don't i don't necessarily agree with that so this is this is just normal then why would why issue a press release if there's nothing wrong if this is just standard business why issue a press release why come out with a statement uh, I think they'll. I think they'll have to say something. I just think they have to be very careful about what they I, I admit to. Or I, I get say. that. I, I know what you're saying because they want to protect themselves from a liability standpoint. But if you put right. anything out, you're now open for liability, in my opinion. No, not necessarily. 
Okay, well, I disagree. But. I mean, I, we're all guessing. We're not lawyers. We're not in there, you know, we're not right. in there right. uh, behind the scenes with them. And, and as far as I know, none of us have spoken to them directly about this. So we're all guessing. I just, I feel very strongly that they're going to be very, very, very careful with what they say. Do you think, though, JT, no matter what they do, do you think that they face some sort of legal action from somebody on this? I think, yes, I think there will be an attempt. Uh, yes. I've already heard that some legal representation have reached out to riders. Uh, you know, that's all hearsay. I mean, we're, that's just what we hear. Well, no, I, but, I, I got this quote from Chad today. I read it earlier, JT. Okay. Uh, I've got numerous texts from riders and from a lawyer from another OEM that I'm not gonna, but I'm not gonna be the voice. So a lawyer from another OEM, yeah. Chad has said he's reached out to him. I do think that there will be some investigation, and and I just think with the situation, as much uh, social media evidence that we have seen already, I would be very surprised if someone didn't take a shot at this. Right. That's, I mean, that's the nature of our, you know, the United States litigation. It, system that's how this stuff works and i'm so I, I would be very surprised if we didn't see and i'm torn on this i'm torn on this because look they made a mistake they didn't mean to do it it's not something they've been doing for a hundred years and burning riders no and doubt. just ignoring this like right. it's a it's a hundred it's a hundred percent mistake it's hundred percent somebody yep. screwed up they were trying to make the race better yeah yeah they're maybe, maybe right. that was misguided i'm not saying it wasn't right. misguided but they were trying to do the right thing it just clearly has gotten away from them. So that's my one side that I understand. On the other side, holy shit, there's dudes that are burned up, man. Like, guys are not going to be riding all week. Uh, Seven Deuce Deuce's shaft, JT, is bad in bad shape. That's more than I needed to know. I'm just Kiefer. Kiefer dug into this. I actually investigated all that. Yeah, Kiefer investigated all this. But, But, like, so I get that. Like, holy shit, this is bad. (laughs) <laughs> you know, Vince Freeze has a yeah. looks like somebody. Oh, I, I mean, burnt there is the side that yeah. there have been lots of lots of things go down legally where no one meant to do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be it's going to be interesting. I think it's maybe it it, could, it has the potential to be one of the one of the biggest legal incidents that's gone down in our sport. Possibly. I mean, we're who knows right. where this thing goes, but. I think there are a lot of people who are hungry to have an angle to take a shot at something like this, mm-hmm. and this is this well, might be their chance. This is we just brought this. We were talking about this in the first half of the show. Kiefer thinks this might be something to bring people together. I am way more pessimistic. I think. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm on the side of. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Ever. Uh, <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, I don't think this would. I don't think this would do it either. Keeper's not saying it will, but you're saying it, it could. As a, yep. as a sport I'm, just, I'm just saying this angle's different. It's not money-driven this time. You know, it's not like, hey, the purse sucks or this sucks. It's more health reasons for the riders. I mean, there's already a hazardous, you know, our sport's already hazardous enough, right? So to add the, the Lyme element in and hurting riders, I feel like everyone collectively, collectively can get involved from the highest to the lowest of rider to the manufacturers to everyone because we want to see everyone as safe as possible. That's what I'm saying. I think if we if if the sport ever went that direction and it, they did get organized, I think it would take a huge step backwards first. I think that the sport would get hurt really badly first before it went anywhere. I think there would be to ever to ever really accomplish anything, they would they would have to really take a stand, and I think that would hurt the sport pretty bad before anything ever got accomplished. Maybe maybe for good in the long run, yeah. 
But um, I just think it would be pretty ugly and, and pretty painful for a while. Let me let me read you Chad's quote today, JT. I, I called him about this for something I wrote for On Track Off Road. He says, for me, I'm torn because it's the first time it's been this bad. For me, it's the first time I've been affected by it. For 10 years, I've heard about how the Lime destroys the bikes and the team's complaining, but this is not a new issue. It's just the worst the issue has been. Although I see everyone and hear them, people seem to be pointing the finger at Feld. In my opinion, every OEM and every team should be ashamed that they have no balls and they've been complaining about the same shit. Now it affects riders and it's a new problem. I've gotten numerous texts from riders and from a lawyer from another OEM. I'm not, go- I'm not going to be the voice. When I got worked up about something in the past, I'm all in on change. But for me, this is something that will get brushed under the rug. I'm ashamed of the industry. I'm disappointed in the industry because we've all complained about it and no one's ever done anything about it and nothing is going to be done about it now. Wow. <laughs> He's yeah. not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. Yeah, he's yeah. not wrong. Uh, it's a, I mean, it's a unique opinion, which is yeah. uh, that's kind of what Chad does. Right. Uh, he very often has a different view, right or wrong, popular yeah. or unpopular. Yeah. I'm ashamed uh, of the industry. <laughs> yeah, that might be a bit strong. Yeah. Right. Um, um, you know, when he says that, he has to point the finger at himself as well. You know. Yeah. Yeah, because he could start something himself, right? No, I was just going to, I don't think you can say that without, you know, pointing the thumb back at yourself in that statement as well. Uh, between this and the KJSC, and I got a tweet, by the way, someone right. a- attached me on a tweet, the KJSC kids have been burned. Right. So, <laughs> you just want to... That's, that's the, probably the worst out of everything right the, there. They sent the kids out, they couldn't make it past three turns, and now they're burned. Like, holy shit, JT. Not very, not a good day down in Tampa at Feld Entertainment. Not a good no, day. No, <laughs> you know, I, I've been emailed and tweeted by lots of people who know way more than I ever will about chemicals and yeah, uh, all kinds of things. And I'm sure you have as well, too. I have, yep, yep. But I hope that in the end of all this, we do get some hard answers, you know, whether they used way too much or if there was some sort of reaction with the water, because I've read that, too, that it's, if it's mixed with water, it becomes it changes in how it reacts with people. Or I've read all kinds of things, and who knows how much of it is true. But I hope there is some sort of real answers given because it would be it would be even more tragic to if, like Chad says, it just gets swept under the rug and we never really even know why this happened. Well, because, like those guys said, this is this lime is nothing new. I mean, it's been used in racing for as long as I can remember. Every time it's every time it's soft and ruddy. Every time it rains and they're trying to salvage the track, I mean, that's several times a year per season. So you're talking dozens of times over the last, you know, 15 or 20 years that this stuff's been been used. And I've never, I, I don't remember ever a time where it's been really an issue at all. Like, I had a little brush with it one time, but nothing widespread. I mean, yeah. it, was, it wasn't anything, yeah. you know, that, that really caused any harm. Hey, you, you on our text message earlier, JT, you didn't think they would, put anything out at all the Feld guys and they are putting something out tomorrow so that's a step in my opinion in the right direction you got to own this you got to you, can't st- you ignore gotta do it though either you know no you, you there's but, no yeah, way I, I the only reason i didn't think they would put anything out is because i i right where you're at i don't know what you can say without painting yourself in a corner wow. legally that that's why i didn't think they would put anything out is because what can you say without getting yourself into a bad spot mm-hmm yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's gnarly though, man, and uh, it's overshadowing Tomac getting the red plate and AC getting the red plate. JT Tomac was just on with us before you got on. He missed basically all the month of December with a back injury, and he's feeling better. 
and the team is very confident in bike changes, and this could be the start of a run for the for the three. Yeah, I think it's a bit too early to tell on that because he he really hasn't shown up yet on a dry race yet. You know, he had one one really good ride um, at the in the final main event at Anaheim two, but yeah. other than Dang that, man. it's been well. I'm not going to use the word mediocre because that's not fair, mm-hmm. but it really hasn't been Eli Tomac-ish or the, the Eli we're used to seeing. So until I see it on a dry race, like Minneapolis is going to be straight up. Like we're going to see what he's got. Mm-hmm. And if he shows up and runs away with it, then, yeah, I think we're on to something. But I haven't seen that quite yet. So I'll reserve judgment until that happens. Kiefer and I were discussing, you know, Eli, I said, why didn't you put this information out about the back injury? And he just said, I don't want, it, I don't want Cooper Webb and Marvin and Kenny knowing that they got me or that I'm at a weakened state. And I get it. So why, did, why did he share it last week then? Because he feels, he says he feels now he's up to par and he's, there's no excuses. He feels physically fine and everything. And that's, that's the excuse that's going to drive you crazy, right? Because we knew, right? We, yeah. yeah. I, I shouldn't say we knew, but we, yeah, pretty we knew good enough. Idea. Right. Yeah. If, you know, gun to our head, we're saying, yeah, absolutely, there was a back injury. Yeah. Yeah. And, man, it just never fails in this sport that these guys will deny and, and just straight up lie. I mean, in many cases, I'm not saying Eli did in it, but many cases, people just straight up lie. Yep, I'm fine. Nothing wrong. Yeah. And you know that there's something wrong. Yeah. Our buddy Tim Ferry has released some tweets that are unbelievable. Uh, imagine if these so whiners. Basically, basically, what we're to assume is just don't believe anything anybody says. Yeah. yeah Never that's believe sad. anything that anybody that's, says. That's, that's so fucking sad in our sport. Wow. That's such bullshit for the fans, though, but, man. Like, Dude, look at our president right now. You, okay, but like, I'm not to get into a deeper yeah, topic, but, go, but we have about... political leaders lying. And it's on probably on both sides. But the president That's of the United States the right now lies. He just lies. And everybody goes. Everybody, oh. everybody that is a, an elected official, that's what they do. That's what, that's what their professionals at is, is <laughs> walking and avoiding the truth. But, yeah. but I think there's a difference between avoiding the truth and lying. Eli avoided the truth at the press conference. So he didn't talk about it. He just said, wait till you see me on the track. To see if I'm weakened by this back injury that so you he left it a question mark. He, he didn't lie, right? But I teach my kid the same thing. You not telling me is basically a lie to me. Well, I yeah. feel like, you know, yeah. I'm not saying here. Here's exactly what happened. Here's yeah, how yeah. I crashed. Here's yeah. exactly what's broke. Right. Just be like, hey man, I crashed. Yeah, my back's jacked up. I'm gonna get. I'm working my way into it. A few rounds. Here, that's what happened. Done deal. <laughs> Red Dog said. Uh, imagine if these whiners had to race in the cow manure at at uh, Unadilla in the '80s and '90s. I he, said that today. I said that today. Someone said, was talking about this lime thing, and I said, I've eaten pounds of, of cow crap. <laughs> pounds of it. Timmy said, if it had not rained again and the lime would have dried the track, you all would be happy. Can't win these days, I guess. Uh, Red Dog, have you seen these burns, Red Dog? Have you seen these yeah, photos? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any ill effects from the, no, the newer no. assumption. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, it, it, interesting this weekend kind of coming to Minneapolis. We're going to see if Tomac can uh, – can uh, work on this. Uh, let's do the X-Brown Goggle tear-off segment. We got those ready to go. Let's do that. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Like Alex Ray had clear vision out there every time he picked his bike up in the main event. Mm. Kyle Chisholm, <laughs> X-Brand as well. Uh, Vince Freeze, X-Brand, EKSBrand.com. Use code PULPSHOW19 to save at XBrand.com. Aiden Kiefer wears X-Brand and loves them, absolutely loves them. And uh, we wish his dad would try them, but apparently he doesn't want to. So 
Uh, great goggles, great company, and uh, they're doing big things. And 30 seconds on the clock. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Kiefer, do you know him? Nope. All right. Let's do this, Marks. Steve, which rider seemed to get the worst of the Lyme chemical burns? Uh, I don't know. I, I would say the worst one I've seen oh God. would be uh, uh, Van Martin on social. I just got a photo. Do we have a? I've got a photo. But the rider to to be unnamed. Yeah. This rider is screwed up. Is is it his, is it his cock? Yeah. He showed you his. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. So blows that away. Okay. Can I see it? Yeah, yeah. I'll show you later. Let me see it right now. Do I know who it is? Is it yeah. a mutual friend of ours? Yeah, yeah. Is it? I mean, seven deuce deuce. We already talked about a shaft. Yeah. Is that the problem? Crotchal region. Oh my god. Yeah, oh, right. I take that away. I don't want to see that anymore. Bad, Take, right? Close that phone. I I can't unsee that ever again. Gnarly. That he's out of function for a while, dude. Jesus. Wow. Okay. Next Not- question. I wish I didn't see that. <laughs> you asked for it. I know. I, I wish I didn't see that. I, wish. I wasn't expecting you. I was like, oh. That's a snuff film right there. Is what <laughs> you going to be me. like Exhibit A? <laughs> I think it could be, JT. I think it could be. Oh, uh, uh, I, knew I, I knew I heard him coming. Hey, just I get knew out. I heard him coming. Look at, look at the chicks coming down. Just stand back. Just everyone show, just stand. Show the chicks. Show no, the chicks. No, hey. Hey, careful of the I'm camera. We get, we'll get banned from Facebook. I, exactly. I'm respecting <laughs> privacy. Privacy right now. It's an A. Kiss each other on the lips all the time. This is embargoed. This is embargoed. Sorry. Uh, Don't show the camera. Show. Oh, she just got uh, it. Oh, you're in trouble. All right. Okay. Next question. Uh, JT, you called San Diego being a mutter almost a week in advance. Is there anything else the track track crew could have done? Uh, no. They were. Well, I take that back. Yes, I think they could have tried to move the schedule around to take the tarps off later. Well, uh, I thought we talked about this on the uh, race Rex recap show today. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve made a great point that it really puts a, a difficulty on getting the bikes prepared for the night show. But I think if they could have left the tarps on until maybe five o'clock or at least four thirty, when that huge band of showers passed through, I think it may have, may have helped 30 seconds, but oh, 30 seconds. It was going to be muddy either way, but maybe it would have helped a little bit. Um, but okay, they they can't cover the track back up, right? JT, I've never seen that. No, done. they can't. No, they're do that. done. That takes it takes several hours to cover it. Okay, because I was going to say because they could have had practice early, then covered it, then uncovered it because they knew that band was coming in. But that band of rain hit way later than it was supposed to. It really maybe an hour and a half later. Yeah, but you could see it. I mean, yeah. by like one o'clock, they were saying four o'clock that the band's going to hit and it and all hell's going to break loose. Right. I mean, there was there was time. Um. Okay. Next question. Kiefer, can the new fly helmet be worn with another brand of gear? No. Yes, it can. No. Nope. Yes, it can. Uh, JT's probably going to say yes because he wants to sell more. But right. In the, in the world of uniformed look, no. This is the stupidest theory ever, JT. And, yeah, and, okay, and here, let's, let's 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 go here. You guys are just if so you don't wrong care, if you don't give a shit about the rules, yeah, of course, do whatever you want. Don't listen to me. Next question. Fashion wise, no. Um, I have to stick to my guns, even though as biased as I want to be and say yes, I think that fashion-wise, you have to say no. Ridiculous. But safety-wise, you could go with yes. Steve, as a former factory mechanic, what do you throw away after a muddy, lime-filled race, and what do you try to salvage? Mm. Um, 30 seconds? Yeah, I mean, you you, you know, you... Yeah. Jesus. Tick, I, tick, tick, yeah. tick. I mean, you have to clean them, you know, <laughs> it depends on what you have for parts, and as far as, you know... 
cases and stuff and, and cylinder heads and all that because you, I guess you got to clean that. You got to just get the, the scrubber and the, the the Dremel out and try your best to, to clean it off and, and make it new again. Um, God, it's a lot of work though. I feel for those guys. Super Bowl Sunday, you know they want it to all you know hang out, hang out, yeah. and and they all work their balls off all day Sunday and Monday before the trucks left for Minneapolis. And I feel for you guys if you're listening to this. It sucks to be you guys, mechanics. Are team most personnel. of those guys' salary. Uh, yeah. Thirty seconds. Yeah. All right. Thir- yeah. All right. <laughs> Someone's got to keep you in line if you're going to do it to everyone else. Yeah. Screw you yeah. Guys. JT, what is the most significant thing you learned about helmet safety while helping develop the new fly helmet? Most significant thing. Um, how uh, important it is for the newer helmets to be designed specifically to protect against low speed impacts where most all helmets built before maybe five years ago were, uh, they really weren't addressing that need. All right. 27 seconds. Good job. Kiefer, have you ever tested a product for extreme weather or track conditions? Uh, extreme weather for heat. Yes. Extreme weather for cold. Yes. But mud, no. I can't believe I saw that photo still. I'm trying to get it out of my brain. My, <laughs> that's my, horrible. It's horrible. He, he, the, that's the, quote, like, the quote was, he's probably, I'm not planning on having a date for at least three weeks. That's like, um, I, I don't know. I don't want to say. I, so yeah, one time when I was young, I, got, I was uh, washing parts and solvent before it became like, you know, yeah. environmental Sa- solvent. Solvent, right. Yeah, gnarly And solvent. I got some on my dick. Yeah. I'll never forget that ever. And I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. I, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Hmm. Steve, will this ride turn Marchbank's season around, and what will he have to do to keep that PC ride? Oh, I think he's got the the ride for another year or so, no matter what. They, they saw potential in him. He had a good amateur career. I don't know if it's going to turn his ra- season around. I mean, he was doing all right. I think sixth and seventh, and he had one bad race. But since real? No, Marchbank. Oh, sorry. Um. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it turns the season around. It's a mutter. JT, do you think one or two mud races a year is good for Supercross, or do you prefer it dry? No, mud's terrible. It sucks. There's no upside to it. <laughs> 2.5. Kiefer, Ricky Brabeck implied he was basically on his own during the Dakar, Dakar rally, where Shorty said he was there to help his teammate. Thoughts on these different approaches? Uh, basically Ricky wasn't the leader going into this. So what basically, if you guys listen to the podcast, you can hear that he was more like the stepchild throughout this, this, you know, the state. But once you grab the lead, don't well, like a tour, like when the tour, if you grab the lead, yeah. they get behind so that's you. That's what he, he just said. He just said, yeah. until I found the lead, yep. everyone treated me really good. But before that, well, not, not so well. I think the tour de France is like that too. You ride in support of a guy, and you just so. But it was cool. Like I think he got a lot of that, um, you know, anger and sadness out in the podcast, and I think that changed his his mindset, and also changed the team because they listened to it, and I think they're going to adjust some things for him for for this year. X brand goggles, Ricky Brabeck. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Thank you uh, for people who use X-Brand. We really appreciate it. Guys like Aiden Kiefer, top-notch people. Um, all right, flyracing.com, JT. Formula Helmet was dropped this week. Obviously, Osborne and Baggett and, and everybody else has been wearing it for a while. 
Um, big deal for you guys. Five years in the making. Uh, helmet that looks to me, from looking at the tech and watching the videos, uh, low speed, high speed. You've got a couple of systems in there that you've reached out to outside scientists that have developed these things and in- inserted into your helmet. You brought the tech from these other people into your helmet. It's exciting stuff for you guys, man. Yeah, you know the cool thing was that we we had a, we had some time to figure out exactly what we're going to do, and we found like really positive systems kind of all over the place. Like the uh, the conehead technology that we use for EPS that was developed in Australia, uh, the Rion systems, which is the uh, you know the energy cell that absorbs the energy uh, that was developed in London. Uh, and then, obviously, a lot of the creation for putting this all together was done in Boise. So you've got a lot of different companies working together and kind of bringing the best of what they have to offer into one helmet, which is cool. It's not like we just like, oh, yeah, we came up with this idea ourselves. No, it was it was a lot of really smart people with PhDs and all kinds of um, research done. I mean, the, the Rion cell itself was 10 years in the making to to configure it in the the way it is now where it where it absorbs linear and rotational impact uh so it's a culmination of a lot of people and a lot of effort and a lot of uh, you know just incredibly incredibly smart research done to to get to where we are i i would be lying if i said that i thought we would come out with something this forward thinking and this awesome i i really I believe that um, they, they completely blew away my expectations, and I mean, I just feel we're very fortunate to have this helmet to be able to uh, to introduce. It uh, it's six hundred fifty bucks. Right. It's a high end six D type of price that people were were chafing at a few years ago. But I think as Bell Bell has their thing and sixty has their thing, I think people are starting to be like, I'm I, I see this technology. It's not cheap. I'm going to pay the price for it. Is what I'm getting a sense of the tide turning for 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 consumers JT on on a price tag of this this type. Yeah, I mean it's it's in line with the premium level helmets out there. I mean that's there are several brands that are at this price or above. Uh so I don't think we really set a benchmark by any means. Right. We're really more right in line with the market as far as a premium level offering. And I, and I think people are saying, I see the tech, I'm going to spend that. I believe in it, you know. I, I think that's the attitude of people nowadays. Because I just I, I don't. I think it's more. We know more about concussions, whether it's the NFL, whether it's the NHL. We parents know about these things for their kids, and I think the tide is turning. Like, hey, I'm going to spend some money on a helmet. Yeah, I, you know, once you learn exactly what we've we've tried to accomplish here, and, and I think that's our biggest challenge, and uh, the one thing we need to make sure that we do correctly is educate. Uh, not only our dealers, but the end consumer as well, um, as exactly what we've built and what it's designed to do. And once you do that, you know, I, I think that people have realized that you can't cheap out on your helmet if you want, you know, premium level protection and lightweight. Like there's just not, not very many options of doing that. And there are plenty of places where you can, you can get by on, on maybe, um, you know, taking a lesser route, but I just don't think uh, a helmet is your best option for doing that. So, um, you know, we, we came out with a, a little micro site for the helmet. It's uh, formula.flyracing.com. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend everyone going to check that out. There's a uh, four-minute video that does a really good job of explaining the helmet, explaining the technology with uh, with the scientists that created this thing. So, 
um, I think that will answer a lot of people's questions. And yeah, shows like this mm-hmm. and the literature that we're putting out—that's that's really what we're trying to do. Once once we accomplish that, I feel like you know we'll be successful in, in having people try it out. But we just need to make sure the message is clear and concise, and they understand you know the science behind it. I've seen some of the stuff. You guys tested a lot of helmets, and you did a lot of things, and, and you guys spent some serious R&D trying to find out how other helmets worked and how good they worked, and, and you spent a lot of money on testing. And it's impressive, man, what you guys have done, and it's also impressive at how the formula holds up compared to pick a helmet, pick a brand. I mean, obviously, you're not going to say that. You don't, it, It's not your place to sit in there and say, oh, this helmet sucks or that helmet sucks. But this thing, this formula matches up better than pretty much every helmet yeah, for low to, and high speed? Yeah, just to give you an idea, we, we bought six six helmets of each of the what we consider the top 10 premium level helmets out there. So we bought 60 helmets to enter the testing phase with mm-hmm. an independent lab. Uh, you know, just the testing side of things, once we had already developed our helmet, just the testing, uh, we're probably about $50,000 into that. And then when you talk about R&D total over the project, we're a little over a million dollars into the helmet. Yeah. So we didn't spare any expense, or I should say our, our owner didn't spare any expense. And, and he was very uh, upfront at the beginning. He's like, I want to build the highest performing helmet ever. I don't care what it costs. We'll, you know, hopefully we'll sell a lot of these and I, and I can get that money back. But I really want to do this as a brand. I want to be able to stand behind this and say, hey, we built we built the best helmet ever, and I want to be able to test it and stand behind it and know that what I'm saying is the absolute truth. And unbelievably, I think we actually did it. Uh, so I rode with it Friday. I got one uh, and rode with it Friday, and it's light. It vents really good. Uh, it's really quiet. I mentioned at the top of the show that you could put it on, uh, or I mentioned on the on the race review pod, actually, JT, you could put it on, and if you have a wife that's nagging you, you could put this thing on and don't even hear it. <laughs> Um, it is quiet. It's really quiet. I actually, Kiefer, looked down at my Yamaha the first lap and was mm-hmm. like, seriously, I looked down, I'm like, what, what? Like, it was a totally quiet sound, and uh, and it's lightweight, and when I took the helmet off after my grueling 13 or 15 minute moto, mm. the back of my head, uh, about halfway up my hairline, was wet and cold to the touch. The venting had been working, you know? I was pretty impressed, and and I like the fact, Kiefer, one of your complaints about the F2... Mm-hmm. Was a close, close in no, nose piece. Yep. And you're right. I didn't notice it as being an issue, but this one is is better off. Uh, and my ears fit better. And I, it's great. It's the, I have one complaint with it. We'll get to that in a second. But Kiefer, what what's your initial impressions of the formula? Yeah. So I rode in two days over the course. I don't know about eight hours of riding time. And same thing for you. I don't notice the the sound as much. I do notice uh, I wear 6D a lot as well. I know it's considerably uh, quieter than a 6D. Um, but to me, it compares to an Arai. Like, Arai is really quiet. Um, the formula is similar to that. The one thing I do really like and I really look for in a helmet, besides ob- obviously the safety factor, is how plush it feels on, onto my head and how it, it fits my head because I have a rounder shape head. So... What I do like about this Formula Helmet, it fits my head really nice. And to me, it fits better than the F2. It kind of, I guess if I can explain it, it kind of hugs your, your head and go, moves around mm-hmm. instead of just kind of feeling like it sits on top. And um, the, the liner itself is really plush feeling. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's a little bit snugger fitting than an F2, but in a good way where 
A lot of times when I get a medium-sized helmet, I always have to go up in cheek pad size because I have real thin cheeks, and uh, it fits my head really mm -hmm. good. So I really like the fitment of it. And I've learned to appreciate the more I'm riding in lighter helmets um, in longer motos how well that works. Well, like, this, this is the lightest helmet, JT, on the market that, that's a, an American-based brand? Or what? what's the... The weight on this thing. Yeah, of all the of all the popular brands out there, this is going to be the widest one you're going to find. Uh, I think the the Aero is probably the widest one worldwide. Mm -hmm. uh, but you just don't really see that in the U.S. market, and it's also not DOT, which is a, a big factor too. Right. right. Um, but yeah, it's two point seven nine pounds, twelve hundred ninety grams. Uh, it's really light, and and we were hoping it was going to come out light. Well, we really didn't know. You know, we were trying to put these pieces together and and really create the the technology side for the the, mm -hmm. the testing, um, but yeah, the uh, the the lightweight was a very beneficial, unintended side effect, if anything. But speaking of the the lime and the roost and the water, I guess you're gonna have to plug those vents up on the chin bar, Kiefer, right? For a mutter, I think that would let too much in. Do you think, uh, or how do you think that would be? I don't think that. I don't. No, I don't think so. Okay, maybe. Maybe what you will find is going to Southwick or sand or mm -hmm. something, you will get more sand particles in your hair. Right. But I get that a lot with anything. I've been wearing an Alpine Star helmet mm -hmm. a lot and 6D, and I get a lot of sand granules right. in my head. But uh, um, I will take that versus getting a hot head over, you know, yeah. any day. JT, the visor's too high, though. Yeah, that's. I, I heard you say that, or we, we spoke about that, and I don't find that. I think it's personal preference, but I understand. I mean, there's, yeah. there's always going to be things that people like and dislike. You know, some people will love the graphic and some people won't, and that's that's okay. I mean, I, I yep. we took it as constructive criticism, and yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing, because I, I moved it down, and now you have a little bit of a gap there. When it's all flush, it looks pretty trick to mm -hmm. me, but that's all. Sure. That's, that's my only only dig at it. The graphics are fine. I think that black carbon one is going to be your biggest seller. I think people are going to dig that, yeah, not for already, me. That's the case so far. Oh, anyway. it is it? Okay, yeah. Not That's not my preference, but I think people, will, a lot of people would dig that. So. Also, too. Well, like, and I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what we've found and what we've uh, basically tried to make sense of it is that with a helmet like this, many people can only afford one. So yep. you're going to buy the one that will match every set of gear you have, yeah. which would be the carbon. Yep. So that's what, we, that's what we're attributing it to anyway. Two things. One, it's rare to find uh, a gear company like like Fly, have a premium helmet that you would be safe in. A lot of gear companies make helmets, but are they the best you can buy? No. So this is kind of a rare thing. Yeah. Um, two, I've been to all these helmet spiels. I've been to all these helmet intros before. What was cool about you know listening to Dr. Plant was he's a rider. He rides himself, and he designed the rayon element, correct, JT? Yes. Yep. So when he was talking to me, I really listened because... He does the same shit I do. When I went to these other, you know, intros, these doctors didn't really, they knew what, they knew a lot about what they were designing, yeah. but they didn't know anything about us in our sport. Right. And I guess, and I'm not a religious guy, but I guess if me going to church and believing in a certain religion, I need someone I can relate to. And I always relate helmets to religion because you have to believe in the technology until it's used. Like, I can listen to JT all he wants, but I'm, if I crash, I'm going to have to trust in JT's word or whoever built this helmet that's going to protect my head. Mm -hmm. Have so, you crashed in yours yet? I fell over, but okay, it's nothing yeah. like... I have not hit the dirt yet. Yeah. You didn't even drop it before you went riding? No. I oh, don't do dude, that. you got to do that. 
But can I just tell you, with my light hydrogen gear and the new Formula helmet, I was feeling like a million bucks out there, like Heath Voss. What was Voss's saying, JT? Voss uh, is your boss? No. <laughs> Voss had a saying with gear. You don't remember, JT, what that was? Yeah. All right, listen, I don't know. Okay. So anyway, let me finish my thing. Wait, oh. Let me finish. Okay, go ahead. Right. So it was nice listening to an intelligent man yeah. that had the, the book smarts, but mm-hmm. also knew. Was a writer. Was a writer. Okay, got it. All right, oh, so. Good, um, good job, Steve. JT, so here's something that we got a comment on our, on our, on our post uh, on Pulp MX, and I, we got some of this on, our, on my Instagram when we dropped it as well, and even Weston Pike even went in himself to, to talk to a couple of people in there. And actually, I was very, very impressed, Weston didn't use any swear words or didn't say I'm coming to your house to beat the shit out of you. So good job. Weston is, is calmed down now, but here's, here's an email from David. Has anyone discussed the fly helmet that Weston was wearing during his injury? I know he wasn't using this model as it was released as it wasn't released yet. Uh, he actually was wearing this model. I was literally glad handling it and looking at it very closely 30 minutes before he crashed. And we were talking about it. So by the, by the way, um, I know he wasn't using his helmet as it wasn't released yet, but were there any improvements or changes made to the chin guard and the rest of this helmet based on the damage sustained to him during the crash? I haven't heard JT or anyone else talk about it much, and I know most of the podcasts I listen to are sponsored by Fly Racing, so I'm sure they don't want to highlight it, but it wouldn't be really good to, but it would be really good to understand how the helmet reacted in the crash and if the new one would be any better. So this is something, JT, that's come up a little bit. Unfortunate that Weston was in the helmet uh, when he had a serious crash at Paris, and, and we all know uh, he's, on a, he's got, got a long way to go before he hits the track again. And this is something that Weston talked about, and, and this has come up. So we ask the hard questions on our show, even though Fly Racing gives us some money. Um, what's, your, what's your take on that? Well, obviously it was unfortunate. I mean, uh, you know, we hated to see that Weston's one of our marquee guys and has been for a long time. Uh, but the simple fact is there's no protection from taking a frame rail to the iPort. You know, if, if you put something through where the iPort, where the goggle goes into, and that makes first contact and, and that takes the brunt of the force, bad things are going to happen, you know, and unfortunately it did a lot of, uh, damage to, to Weston's face. You know, the, the positives were there. He didn't suffer any brain injury, um, through the whole thing. He, you know, they weren't really, Concerned with a concussion, that wasn't a big part of the problem. It was, you know, he he took the engine really to his face and did bone damage. Uh, the the specialist that he saw told him that with that much force being put on his face, that there was a less than ten percent survival rate for for that kind of force. So uh, as bad as it was, you know, we, we obviously it was the first thing we did was get the helmet back and and everybody involved with it from the scientists to uh, the people that created the technology to our creative director all looked at it and they felt like the helmet did its job. You know, it was just such a unique and, you know, traumatic incident there. You know, some of that was just going to be unavoidable with where the the impact was. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it wasn't anything that anybody could really do other than that, but their official opinion was, and, and actually the, the specialist that Weston saw, his opinion was that the, the helmet did its job for mm-hmm. what it was designed to do. Right, it really did everything it could do. And, and he was wearing the formula, everybody. So yeah, it, it yeah, know, it was yeah. a bad crash, a and, really really you bad know, the crash. First, the first thing that we kind of said was, hey, if you know if you feel like this this wasn't the right helmet in this situation or anything, like please, like you don't we don't you don't have to wear this helmet. And that's always been our stance with riders. We've never forced a rider to wear 
a fly helmet because it's such a sensitive subject. And, you know, you can see in his social media comments, he's not backing away from it. So I think that that speaks volumes as far as he's not, he could have just declined and not commented and said anything, but Mm -hmm. he obviously stuck up for it. And and, and he's spoken to doctors who who back that up. And we know Weston, if he did have an issue, he would, he would say something. He would. He, we would yeah, hear. We, he's, we, we, he's yeah. not scared to voice his opinion. No, no, sure. not at all. He's not like a company guy or whatever, you know. So, uh, we got some calls about the helmet. Let's go to uh, Nash. What's up, Nash? No, that's not Nash. Sorry, Nash is gone. Dark side. What's up? You guys kind of answered my question a little bit, but I typically wear an awry, and I also have last the eighteen model of the F two. Um, Size-wise, Kiefer, I think you wore it the most. Um, how does it compare? Yeah, whatever you would wear normally in a fly, like if you have an F2 medium, you yeah. still wear a medium in, in the formula. I, I felt like it fit perfectly. I was a yeah. large. And, and what uh, I yeah. mean by snugger, it doesn't mean like it's tight. Like I said, yeah. it just kind of forms to my head a little bit better. Um, okay. I, I felt like this formula, and I was telling JT this, for my ears, and everybody's different, my Bottom of my ears were pinched a little bit in the F2. Like it felt, I could feel them pushing up against my face. Mm-hmm. The, the formula, the pockets around my ears were perfect. Right. So I like that part of it. I mean, straight up, honestly, I had a hot spot in F2 on my forehead. Yeah. And I didn't really, I wasn't stoked on it. Um, but this formula, I don't have any hot yeah. spots on my head. Yeah. All right. Hey, there you so go. One more question. Sure. You got a second? Sure. The, the ear pads on the formula, on the F2, like, the opening of the ear pad is like a hole that went all the way through pretty much. And then the rod doesn't do that. What is that? Is the formula got a hole in the center for the ear pad or is for the ear or is it just a I, solid I, piece of, I haven't looked at it close enough. I just know what I have. I don't know if JT knows, but JT yeah. can answer it. I'm sure. Yeah. So it's, it's the same. I mean, you're talking about the same helmet designer created both of these okay. as far as the liner. It's built inside, not, not the technology side, but, it's he's still the you know the main helmet designer. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. All right. Thanks, Doctor. Right, Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, we got a few more questions here, but we, something about the. Do you want to keep talking about Lyme? Do we talk about Lyme? Uh, Tyler, what's up, man? How are you? Yeah, nothing much. Steve. How's it going? Good. What's your question? Yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about the uh, two fifty East Coast guys a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm review pod. You kind of touched hold it uh, on Marty. Um, so is this is this going to be Mitch's year? Do you think uh, Marty or Forker can bring it home? Or I mean, I know on the West, uh, AC is kind of is uh, doing pretty well. But uh, I think uh, this is. I think know, it's Forkner, Marty, or Jordan Smith, and I would put Forkner and Marty slightly ahead of Jordan for this title. I really would. JT, you kind of on board with that? I put probably Christian Craig fourth. Wow. Yeah, I think so. And and we we unfortunately forgot about Christian Craig there, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of know who the players are going to be. Um, I really feel going in that it's Forkner's title to lose. I think he will be the fastest of the group, but if he rides like he did last year, he's going to make mistakes and open the door. So. Yeah. What about you, Kiefer? Yeah. I'm going Christian. Simple fact because... Mental coach? Mental coach and two things. Uh, one, I, I enjoy watching him ride the most, and I feel like when I watch Christian ride... It makes me want to go ride a dirt bike. But that doesn't mean anything for winning I, a championship. I, I'm I mean, just saying, his style is so fluid and effortless. Okay. I think he's going to pull it together. Okay. I think he's going to get his shit together this year, okay. and this is going to be it. All right. I really think, yeah, also, my real opinion sorry. is that they need to move Christian to a 450 and, and just let him succeed on the 450. 
Yeah, I, I can't. I can't argue with that. I just yeah. enjoy watching the dude. He'll ride. be fine. He'll be fine. But he's. I mean, he was a legitimate top five threat week in and week out on the 450. Like, uh, I think that's where his where his long term yeah. you know future will be. Anything else, Tyler? Yeah. Yeah. Also, wondering. Uh, just looking back on points, and it looks like uh, Brennan Harvath was eighth in points last year. Um, when is when is Mitch going to sign him, or when when, when is he going to you know sign a big name deal? Because yeah. honestly, he's a uh, uh, he's, he's he's up and coming. Yeah. Know? No, uh, he is. Star was sniff, Star was sniffing around him this year. Um, and if he has another good year, I think is there room for him at Star? I I, I don't know if there really is because. Fernandez, Cooper, Olden, maybe Oldenburg's deal is up, and they would flip him. I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think Hartraft. I Tyler, I think Hartraft is on his way up. Uh, to yeah, I mean, he's you not know. your average uh, two fifty guy. You know, he's a, he's just kind of a stockier guy. He's taller. Yeah, I don't really, taller. you know, I don't know why. You know, I mean, he's obviously, um, you know, all these guys are smaller, but you look at you know Hartraft, and uh, I don't think he's just got a lot of potential. Yeah, I agree, man. Hey, do you got a, do you got a motorcycle, Tyler? Yeah, I have a KTM two fifty. All right, you want to win a firepower chain? You want a firepower chain? Yeah, sure. Thank you. All right. Stay on hold. You get a firepower chain. All right, Mark, you got a question about the formula helmet for JT. Yes, sir. Hey, JT, how do they uh, – first of all, I listen to you guys for a long time. enjoy you immensely. Thank you. Um, how do, who's the independent third party and, like, what these helmets are the best? I I know Arise is a good helmet, and 6 Ds also been well, but I'm really interested in concussion protection. Uh, what's the lab, JT, that, that you guys worked with, if you can tell us? Uh, I, I can get the name of it. It's it's uh, based in England. Um, I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but it's uh, we we went through two rounds of this. The first testing we did was at the facility that uh, created the technology for it, and then we kind of said, "Well, that's great and all, but people are going to think that we're biased, or it was you know just not a, a fair test." So then that was when Craig spent the money to buy the 60 helmets and go through the third party. Um, it, it was still located in England, but I, I don't know the name of the lab right off the top of my head. Uh, all of that information is available, though. I think it may have even been in the media kits that they I gave th- I think it on is, Thursday. Yeah. Uh, but that, that info is definitely available. Yeah, it's. The, I saw the, the, the thing in the media kit on where the lab was and what it was. Uh, I can't remember what it was either. But, yeah, it was an independent, independent lab for sure. So, Did somebody tweet that? Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm looking it up. Kiefer, right now. Kiefer's gonna look it up. Check up, check him out on his Twitter. All right, Mark. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And, and by the way, JT, you're saying sixty helmets. Yes, yeah, I was to say sixty. It sounds like you're saying sixty. Yeah, six zero. Right, yeah. six zero. Everybody. So. Um, yeah, and this is after we did the first round of testing with a bunch of helmets the first time. Yep. And we basically said, well. This is people are going to say this is transparent, and everybody's going to look for a reason to be naysayers. So. Uh, Craig, can we have another, you know, fifty grand to go test it again? That was basically how that went. Uh, Daniel, what's up? You want to talk about Lyme? Daniel, you there? Hello. All right, Daniel's gone. Campa has a best dress question. Nobody yeah. cares. But what's up, Campa? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? So I'm from Minnesota, and I'm running the rutted racing gear. Nice. Am I allowed to run a helmet that makes other gear like fly racing or TLD? Mm. Or do I have to stick with the Bell or Showy? You got to stick with a, a neutral party, dude. Neutral party. No, no you Bell, don't. Bell, Showy, or Rye. You go all fly. That's your that's your answer. All fly. That's what that's what he that's what JT says, Campa. So. All right, thanks, Keith. All right, honest. buddy. I just it's ridiculous. You guys it's are not ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's you see more of what we're talking about than what you're talking about. It's fine. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying if you want to do what 
the right thing, which is be uniformed, that's what you do. Thank you. All right. Well, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, Jason Thomas here on Fly Racing. Uh, on a Pulp Mech Show presented by Fly Racing and btlsports.com. JT, the formulas are available for, for order now at your dealer. And um, you have uh, most colors coming in within a month or something, you were saying? so. Yeah, they're right they're uh, on the water right now. They're on the way to uh, WPS, and then we'll distribute to dealers. So we wanted to get it out there and get ready. Um, we planned this launch several months ago, and we were kind of guessing on when we were going to have our helmets land. Um, so, yeah, we're a couple weeks early, but as you know with these launches, you can't just flip a switch overnight and say, hey, we're doing this thing. So yeah. uh, it was a bit of a guessing game. But, yeah, we're not far out, so we'll, right. be, we'll be fine. Um, all right, let's go to Nathan. You got a tire question, Nathan, for K- Chris Kiefer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've got uh, I've got an after-dark question if he wants to call me back. And, uh, and then my tire question is, I have, and, and I know this was poor application, but I threw a StarCross 5 Intermediate on, and I primarily ride off-road, and it, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does Kiefer recommend for uh, all-around off-road, knowing I'm sort of an extreme enduro kind of guy? Uh, well, uh, if it was horrible, it could have been tire pressure. I don't know. Um, that carcass is pretty soft, so it could have been really good for extreme conditions and to be really grabby, but obviously tire pressure plays a huge part in that. So, And, I mean, rocks or whatever you're riding in. Yeah. Um, past that, I don't know if you're looking for a gummy tire. Are you looking for something like that? Oh, I, I've run the gummies, and they're incredible for... Uh, a very short distance, but right. uh, I, I, I'm looking for for something more all around that I can I can run a little bit longer. But obviously, I'd love that gummy performance. Yeah, it's just it's tough, man, because off road. Hold on, he wants a gummy performance, but wants it to run a, last a long time. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. That, it's tough. That's right. Yeah. I, I I want I want it long, and I want it in a big diameter. Yeah, it's you can't have both, man. And I, that's and I, right. And I said that on my podcast. You can't have one of, you can't have both. You got to try to figure out what you need the most. And I tell people, you want performance or do you want longevity? Because with rubbers, it. It doesn't mix. Like, you got to go with one or the other. All right. Thanks, Nathan. Well, what what if I need it to last a long time? All right. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate it. Great great stuff. <laughs> Nathan just got Nathan checked. was turning it into, into a the after dark issue. Um, all right, JT. So, Minneapolis this weekend. No lime. There might be lime. Cold. Uh, I would say that's a safe bet. Cold. <laughs> This this statement from Feld, I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this more than a new Avengers movie. <laughs> I don't see the. the you don't see the, the third party lab. I saw a photo of the lab. Really, I'm looking. I swear I did. Huh. Uh, JT will dig it up for us. Um, all right, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Congratulations on the uh, Formula launch and uh, lots to talk about when it comes to tonight. Not so much uh, on the track in San Diego, but truthfully, there wasn't much happening out there in San Diego in the races. There really wasn't, JT. No, no, it was. One of the most boring races I've ever been to. Um, but, oh, by the way, too. Uh, Got a fresh coast coming up, though. Mo- Marv rode well. Marv rode really well, JT. He did. He did. It wasn't, I mean, it was just the mud. Like, it was, yep. you couldn't jump anything. There was nothing really going on. Yep. 
dripping yeah. in that chromoly steel is what he's doing, dripping. Not that Kiefer knows because he was uh, a couple hours away at his home, didn't, didn't come to the race. Don't hate, don't be jealous. Yeah, that, never, never doing it. Um, all right, buddy. Well, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks, JT. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you this weekend, man, at, uh, at Minneapolis. I guess. See you. All right, see, see you. you. Jason Thomas, everybody, flyracing.com. Maxima USA, the number one oil year after year. And I love their chain lube for my mountain bike, by the way. I tried some of the dry lube on my mountain bike today before I went out. Really? Worked out really well. And uh, thanks to Maxima USA for uh, coming on the show. Appreciate it. Again, uh, Monster Energy Pro Circuit, Monster Energy Kawasaki. Uh, favorite Maxima product, Kiefer. Uh, SC1. Okay, that's normally what I would say. And this doesn't really apply because I haven't cleaned a filter for the longest time because I get pro exactly. filters. I have pro filter, profilter.com. You go to Maxima's website, use code PulpMX35 to save it pro filter. Air filter oil from Maxima is the best. It's not too sticky, it's not too watery. It's really, really nice. Maxima you, air filter oil. Did you ever go with spray? Filter. No, no. Never did the spray. I had buddies who used spray, and I'm like, no. doesn't work, right? I don't know. My dad was like, never use the spray. That's what my dad yeah, said. Yeah, just, right. we're not doing spray. We're, we're using rubber gloves. Dipping we're, it. We're dipping it and oiling the filter. Maxima USA. Uh, we're going to give away a Maxima USA oil kit, by the way. So uh, email contest at pulpamexshow.com. Let's do that. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. Put Maxima in the um, in the subject line, and we will give an uh, oil kit away from the folks at Maxima. And uh, we, we uh, appreciate those guys coming on the show. Uh, Moto Concepts also uses Maxima. Mm. And speaking of Moto Concepts, two teams ran their practice bikes at San Diego. Mm-hmm. Hep Suzuki. And Moto Concepts. Smart. Practice bike life. Smart. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Figured Tony to, to leave it up to Tony. Totally, to right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Let's call our next guest here on the uh, on the show. Try to uh, see if he's coming on. Uh, we're going to try FaceTime him because apparently... Oh, we're FaceTiming? Yeah. Apparently he's got connection issues. Hmm. What's up? DV12. What's up, buddy? How are you? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for coming on the show. We are FaceTiming. This is something new for us. But uh, yeah. Hi, DV. What's up, Kifro? All right. So did you get – do you have any burns on your body? No. Do any of your riders have any burns? I think Dylan does. Dylan also has a burnt-up clutch also. <laughs> yeah, a lot of burning going on. Oh, man. That, that <laughs> sucks, dude. He had third in a bag, drops to seventh. Terrible deal for him, for sure, right? At three, two turns to go, everybody. Two friggin' turns to go. Uh, yeah, but you cannot uh, only blame the bike at this point. You know, I think the rider has uh, something to do with it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, you're probably so, right. Is he normally hard on clutches, DV? Yeah, he's he's insane. So <laughs> now, when he rides good, he's like the clutch are like brand new. What he's done. When you ride uh, like uh, not good and uh, wants to try too much, uh, then he's like um, uh, he fries them pretty bad. But how can you fry a clutch in ten minutes? You know, like in Supercross. I don't know, bro. I thought Barsha f- f- uh, fried his, but apparently he got something caught in his rear wheel, and it was more of a rear wheel issue than it was the clutch itself. But I'm with you. It seems odd. You know, you got to yeah, save the clutch. But- you know. Plus, you know, if it's motocross and there's a, it's a muddy, a lot of hills and stuff, I understand. But supercross is like uh, bikes have a ton of power. The gearing are really short. So if you're riding the right gear, 
and you cannot ride around. Uh, I don't understand how you fry a clutch. I don't. I don't get it. Ah. Uh. Typical DV, right? <laughs> don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know. No, but you know what I mean? It's like everybody, like the, the, the regular guy is going to say, oh, the Yamaha sucks. But he has, I don't think it has nothing to do with the – I think the, the, the machine is fine. The operator was not good. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> How are you on clutches on your two-strokes? I was fine. Just ask Gothic J. Wow. No, you had a problem at Southwick in uh, 2000? Yeah, it's the, I think that's exactly what happened to Dylan this weekend, actually. But it's Southwick, yeah. and um, I had uh, BK as a mechanic. Uh, Monty Brock is a collarbone then, uh-huh. and um, I guess there was a misunderstanding. He did not swap, uh, did not change a clutch before the moto or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my clutch went away, and I was uh, loosening up, uh, not tightening it, the yeah. opposite way. Right. And then I ran out of um, of play, basically. Mm-hmm. And the thing got tight, tight, and I had no uh, adjustment anymore. And just the bike said, you know what, I'm staying right here. <laughs> uh, look, you're working with Dylan Ferrandis. You're working with Marv. We know that. Uh, neither rider has a win. Marvin has really been impressive the last couple of weeks. A win is coming for him. And Dylan, obviously, he's been fast. Like, dude, last week was great. Um, I guess a little frustration, though, DV, for you that you guys haven't got a win yet. But, man, they've been riding really well. Yeah, I think uh, I think Dylan could have won a, a, a few already. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think uh, he's a little too impatient at some, uh, in uh, key moments of races. Uh, made, makes mistakes at the wrong time. Um, a little impatient. Um, uh, not focusing on, on his uh, technique and, and, and riding. Mm-hmm. Uh, wants to win and go fast before, like... Uh, uh, before trying to ride good, uh-huh. you know, I think that's uh, that's a key for him. And uh, as of Marvin, I think it's he's doing pretty good, uh, despite being on uh, in surgery on December tenth uh, for meniscus. Um, I think his uh, first couple races were a little tough. I think he was uh, lacking seat time, mm-hmm. and it's it's coming you know obviously with marvin it's always uh the big question marks is the whoops and um obviously uh he still needs to improve but i kind of like the way he's going i think uh, his technique is better on mm-hmm. the speed is not quite there yet on the the blistering whoops that we saw already uh, this season yep but but his technique is is there when he's gonna uh, get more confident in his technique, the mm-hmm. way to do it, the right way to go through him, then the speed's going to come naturally, I think. Well, Kiefer, you, no one was happier when Marv was passing guys jumping through whoops than you. Yeah. Because this has been, you and JT have battled on this, right. and Marv, as usual, made it look really good in Oakland. So Marv, DV, I, I, I stated, like, in these main events that we're going to see this year, and these whoops break down. And in the main, a lot of these guys aren't skimming them anymore. They just start hopping them. And 
JT gives Marv shit for doing that, but I feel like the way Marv does it is the fastest way to do it come main event time. So, uh, yeah, maybe his technique and his speed skimming them is not up to speed yet, but his technique jumping through them is the most efficient way and faster way in the main event. I think it was the the case in um, at the Triple Crown in uh, Anaheim. He actually passed uh, Tomac in the whoops. The mm-hmm. first set was uh, was a jumping set. Uh, I thought I thought it was good. Uh, obviously in Auckland last weekend, um, it was uh, in the main. Everybody started to jump. Um, all those and the guys, I don't know how. Um, and and I wasn't really too too happy about. Marvin jumping the hoops in Oakland because he wasn't doing it uh, very good the first the first set the, oh. uh, both sets actually okay. the the first uh, half of the the first yeah first half of the race I think he he struggled jumping through them I think he had a bad line or a bad mm-hmm. run and then uh, uh, he came around and I was actually pretty happy about his race in Oakland because he was second. Oh, and then he crashed, and Roxanne and Tomac passed him, and then he regrouped and and passed those two guys back, and then you know caught Webb uh, and finished like within a second. So I thought it was actually pretty good. That's something we haven't seen from Mob like to finish the race like that. Um, mm-hmm. And um, there was a lot of will and uh, a lot of commitment in his yeah. uh, in, in his race. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I just like I said, I, that win is coming, man. He has been good. Working with both riders, DV, who's responded more to you with your your words of wisdom? <laughs> um, so with Marvin, it's it's more like a t- uh, technique. We do uh, basically we did like uh, uh, I went to Florida a couple times, uh, one time, and we worked there, and then uh, I did a few days uh, before Monster Cup. I did. Uh, and then he got hurt, but it a couple of days before Anaheim won, and once a week I tried to go with him. Um, but with Dylan, it's different because I do everything else. I do the the training, and then um, um, uh, I help him with testing too, uh, with the choice like a tire choice and all that. Um, so it's a little different. But both of them are, are very good. I think Dylan is. Um, um, le- follow the program to the T. Uh, very, very serious. Um, and the only thing I would say about Dylan is, he's not as um, um, he's not as good on on race day. Um, it kind of like it does pretty much whatever he wants sometimes in the main event or something. Uh, yeah. He doesn't follow he doesn't right. follow the He doesn't follow the, the lead. The T V rule book. He doesn't follow the plan. He doesn't follow the plan or the lines or uh what we should uh, focus on and his um uh his will to win or like his uh commitment uh, takes over like the technique mm-hmm. and then and and the line he needs to be taking, um, as of Marvin is, is actually really really good. It's, Marvin's is working like a a twelve year old kid. He he wants to 
uh, know everything. He wants to know what I think about stuff, like what lines, and uh-huh. and he's willing to try, and he's always um, in demand of of uh, tips. You know, like what uh-huh. do you think about this and that, uh-huh. and and I think um, I came back after uh, San Diego. Uh, and and I watched the 450 main again. I wanted to see like a few things from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when they showed him on TV, and uh, he actually was doing what I was uh, uh, what I, I was asking him to do before the main, like the way he rode, and then a few things. And I was um, I, I was really impressed. I'm very impressed with Marvin because he's almost 30 years old, but he listens like. Uh, very like a good. kid, yeah, 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 yeah. like a kid. It's kind of like a, it's kind of weird, and uh, it, that makes me, that makes me think that he has still, um, I think, a lot to learn in Supercross. Even if he's like he won, I think, six main events in his career or something like that. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think he his career can go, you know, far into his uh, into his thirties. Because he's like a kid, he, he he likes writing, and then he's um he's he's not burned out yet. Right. right. Um, I didn't. I love following DV on Twitter. By the way, yeah, he's great. a great follow. I thought you were going to leave the, the stadium, DV. I thought you were checking out on the weekend. I'm like, he's he's leaving. He's not going to stay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I give him like. There's a few things. I I, I don't think I was. Uh, as useless as as I thought I would be. Okay, yeah, season. yeah, right. Um, because I found a few things that that helped the riders, I think. Uh, but I don't think it would have changed much if I stayed on the couch. So, uh, <laughs> are you are you liking this being back? Are you going east? Are you are you sticking with this program? Uh, you know, you're, you're. Yeah, I think um, I'm I'm going this weekend to Minneapolis. Okay, uh, I'm going to Dallas. <laughs> uh, I was gonna not go to Detroit, but I think Marv wants me to go. Oh boy! And is that like a, a triple crown in Detroit? I think it is. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. because that's why he wanted me to go because he was a triple crown. That was his uh, mm-hmm. excuse, as to say. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, I think. Uh, and then uh, I might stay in Florida between uh, Atlanta and Daytona. Oh my God. Full bore, dude. Dude, DV is in. Damn, it's great. I'm, right now, <laughs> it's great. I, it's I great. Gonna do, I was gonna do fifteen races, okay, all together. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to do all west with Dylan for right. sure. Yep. And uh, and I told Mom, I said, I think Detroit don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And if I spend a week in Florida and doing Atlanta, and Daytona, mm-hmm. I don't want to go to Indy the following week. Right. So right now, uh, <laughs> indeed, still I'm still not going according to plan, but that might change too. Are we getting the itch to ride yet? What's that? Are we getting the itch to ride? Yeah, you were talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I wanna, I wanna maybe. Uh, I need to take care of uh, some stuff. I need to get a truck, a bike, you know, something. You know? Head up to the Dez with Kiefer. He's just, got a YZ250. Just come up and ride in the Dez. You like? I know you. You love those desert tracks. You love doing that kind of shit. Yeah, we love go trail riding with you guys and stuff. Yeah. And find a truck somewhere. 
Yeah. Well, but I would I would love to ride a vet track too with like table toss and do the little <laughs> little whips, you know. <laughs> People are like who's that who's that tall guy out there with it with the style and that's the That's the thing I'm like I'm more like you know, I lost over forty pounds in the last five months, so I'm like I feel like I could maybe ride uh, better than oh. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DV. I'm getting all excited, but, dude. The, like co- but, uh, the Cobra is coming to the high yeah. des. Yeah, <laughs> do- hey. But right now with the with those two kids and my uh, actual two kids, <laughs> and, you know, it's um, I, I can't ride right now. I'm I'm way too busy. But uh, maybe after Supercross, it'd be a little easier. But, uh, yeah, why not? Hey, Kevin. And then it's too cold now to ride. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Strybos came up and rode with me in the Dez on my tracks, and he loved it, dude. He's just like, this is awesome. He loved the shit. Yeah, I used to ride a felon and all those uh, crappy tracks up there. Yeah. Yeah, DV doesn't care about, like, groom tracks. No, no. He does not care. Yeah, we don't right. care about that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, hey, you, you, are, when are you coming back up to co-host? What, what, what's going on with that? Are you coming back up? Our listeners want to know. Um, actually, I texted Kiefer earlier today. I was maybe mm-hmm. uh, gonna surprise you and come up, but uh, <laughs> he was leaving too early. I was like, "Hey, Kiefer, when are you going up?" Right. He said, "Oh, I'm leaving in thirty minutes." I'm like, "Ah, dude." <laughs> if you like- would have left around like two o'clock or something or one thirty, I would say. I would have uh, tagged along. Yeah, usually I do, but the weather. So I get DVR. When are you leaving? I go, 30 minutes. All I get is, okay. I'm like, that's it? I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I, he's like, no, never mind. It's all good. I'm like, okay, see you later, yeah, DV. See you later, DV. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, so on a serious note, David, we've been talking about the Lime all night tonight. I don't know if, obviously, how much you followed these guys, but there are some serious issues going on with bikes and parts and, and people's skins and and. Seven Deuce Deuce's shaft is burnt. A-Ray's balls are burnt, DV. Uh, it's bad, man. And uh, have you ever experienced anything like it? No, actually, no. I think Lime has been around for for as long as I can remember. Yep. Um, but uh, not as bad as uh, I've seen some pictures go by. I've seen Roxen uh, lost a nipple or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, uh yeah that's kind of it's kind of weird that uh we haven't had uh, those issues in the past because yeah. you know they put lime on trucks since yeah well, well, as long as i can remember yeah long time hey uh did you watch auto biano no no uh, i don't no. know if you had any say on what was you know there was a big sand race it was snowing and it was super yes yeah, I, I saw like a carody uh, won a couple races and uh um i heard the earnings got heard i got i somebody like a lot of people asking me if earnings was doing uh um the outdoors this year instead of msgp so i don't know yeah i don't think he is i think that his boss is uh you know the bosses at ktm have shot that down already they're like what the hell is he talking about he's just trolling everybody so yeah um well dv thanks for your time thanks for coming on (laughs) uh I'll look forward to seeing you out west, out east, buddy. There you go. Yep. Out east, Minneapolis, and, and all these snow cities. It's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, I'll be there this weekend. You won't see me until track walk, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to stay out for as long as I can in my room. Right. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. And then Marvin is not taking his uh, motorhome there. so Oh, boy. That's going to be a fun one. Um. 
Yeah, it's it's not going to be much fun, actually, to be honest. But, yeah, it's good to see you. Uh, people seem to be enjoying having you around, and uh, Dylan and Marvin have been very good. I can't believe neither guy has won yet, but right. uh, you, both guys got second a couple weeks ago, DV, and you're like, oh, we got second tonight. First losers First here. losers. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's um, it's okay. I don't think the win is the ultimate goal. I, I guess it, it'd be better if they won races, but uh, – you know, this, they're both uh, still in uh, in the championship hunt, you know. So it's still early, especially for the 450. It's only five out of 17, and it's halfway for the West. There's a big break, and I think we'll see. Um, there's The next one for the 250 is a very important because uh, it's a shootout. Yeah. So that's that could be great uh and that could be bad too so it's it's a good uh if you do good uh you could uh you know make up mm-hmm. some good points on those races um so yeah i, I like it but you know I, I don't have much emotion into it mm-hmm. uh, i just want the guys just to ride good you know i know if they uh, if dylan just ride like he knows instead of you know riding like uh like a crazy person uh i think he'd be fine uh he's he's you know he doesn't make any mistakes during the week like i push him hard and uh-huh. he's actually really really good he, imp- he improved tremendously in the wolves he's one of the best of the class in the wolves for sure um and he's always like on pole position or like right there in speed um just need to you know Mm-hmm. I mean, relax and just ride his own race during the main events, basically. Uh, don't forget, you can always tell him, DV. Wake up, Supercross. What? Eat, Supercross. Yeah. Shit, Supercross. <laughs> Fuck, Supercross. <laughs> and sleep, Supercross. That's it. That's all you need to do. Oh, it's classic, DV. That drop. Unbelievable. That's, that's uh, yeah, if you want to win, that's pretty much what you have to do. <laughs> God, I love it. It is. Adam Cincerillo, he told AC that. And AC was looking at him like, is this guy serious? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, were, you were dead serious, DV, because you know because you've been there. So, um, Well, hey, man, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Uh, good luck with everything. We'll see you this weekend. And come back up and, and co-host, man. Let's be, go be ride, awesome. DV. And go ride with Keeper. All right. No worries. Have a good night, guys. All right. See, see ya. Bye. David Villeman, everybody, on the show. Show He's favorite, funny, by the dude. way. He's a, uh, he's a smart person to be around. Just, he is. Just about everything. There's a lot of smarts with that guy. Yeah. Um, he needs to work with A-Ray again. He needs to work with A-Ray. A-Ray got good when he worked with him. A-Ray says every time he seat bounces, he hears DV yelling at him. But you know what? A-Ray's gotten better, dude. He crashes, I know, but A-Ray's a good rider, I Yeah, feel. yeah. No, he's come a long way, man, yeah. for sure, even though he's got bad balls now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Kirsch Kiefer here. Tyler Bowers coming up on the show very shortly. Uh, we'll talk to Tyler about um, what's going on with him and everything else. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Again, BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension Engines, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, EVS Sports, Michelin Starcross 5, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA Pro Filter, FMF. Am I getting a muffler for my yeah. Blue Crew or what? Yeah, you're going to be kitted up. I'm going to be dialed in? Yep. System or muffler? System. System. One that I helped bring along. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I can't wait. That means I got to work on the bike, though. 
No, it's easy to put on. They're so easy. Is it? Yeah, okay. yeah, they're easy. All right. Uh, Atlas neck brace works connection. The only thing I do have on my bike is an is a is a clutch purse from Works Connection. That's the only thing I have. All right. Only aftermarket item. You change your oil? Yes. Okay. One time. All right. What's the hours on that thing? How many hours? I don't know. You tell me. No, before I change it. Oh, I'd go four hours. Okay, I'm good. Uh, OGL Power Sports, Get Data, Guts Racing, WUSA, Eagle Grit, uh, LA World, LA Honda. It's hard to say, right? Yeah, what is it? Is it LA Honda? That's LA Honda. That's their Instagram. I'll take it to their Instagram. LA Honda Downey. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Ride Engineering, all on board with us. Uh, Chris Kiefer, we donated the folks at WUSA. LA Honda World. LA Honda World. That's it. Now you know. There you go. WUSA. Yep, we got a winner. We got a winner. All you, everyone submitted for a free OEM wheel rebuild from the folks at WUSA.com. Uh, Rockstar Husky, TLD KTM, the, the uh, Rocky Mountain guys. A lot of people use W for their wheel uses, and uh, they'll dial you in. And But people think, people think, I think, they think W is just high-end, Talon hubs, you know, high-end race wheels. They have that, and they right. could do that for you. Mm-hmm. But they can also take your existing hub and rebuild you a wheel set and uh, use an existing DID rim or whatever you need and Excel. They don't have DID anymore, I don't think. Yeah, they do. Do they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, DID, so, Excel, A60s. Yeah. So uh, they can hook you up for almost any price range that your budget uh, needs. And so we ask people to send in photos of their bikes, why they deserve a, a WUSA wheel rebuild, Kiefer, you were the judge. John Anderson and I determined that you would be the judge of these people. Yep. Who have you picked for the win? So I came here today. There were several emails. I went through Steve's emails and looked at all the photos. Thank and, you, everybody, for entering, by the way. And read all of the, the captions slash comments that you guys left. And out of reading all of them, I came across this one. So this one, this guy has a 2008 KX450. Uh it looks. Oh, you didn't go for one of the vintage builds, huh? No. It, okay. Well, the reason why I went with this guy is because it looks like he uses his bike a lot. His tire, his front tire, is damn near bald. When you have a front tire, yeah, bald. that's yeah. pretty bald. Yeah. You know this guy rides a shit. Yep. He has big whoops in his rim. But what really got me, what tugged my heartstrings, is there is pictures of welds. He has welded his rim where it's cracked several times. Oh, wow. And he's continuing to ride it. And what he's saying is... His sprocket, like- there is no teeth on his sprocket. It looks like a freaking slick. So this guy rides. I'm into it. Like, yeah. I can tell, hey, this right. guy's riding. Right. He needs help. So his name is Eric Blaney. Eric Blaney. Eric Blaney, All right, Eric, you win. We will be in touch. Free re- wheel rebuild front and rear from the folks at WUSA.com. Call there and mention Pulp MX. They'll dial you in, and uh, we thank them for coming on board, uh, obviously, with us over the years. They've been a big part of us. And, and, and Eric, and again, they you can need sprockets and change. You need tires, dude. Please. Wow. We can't give them everything right I now. I know. I'm right? just saying, but that's so, what you need. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, sprockets, Vortex Racing, uh, official sprockets of the Monster Energy Yamaha crew, Justin Barsha, Aaron Plessinger. Plessinger rode well this weekend. Uh, we knew he would in the mud. Right. Uh, bars, V3 bars, 29% stronger than the competition. 7 eighths bar if you need that. Uh, ch- uh, change sprockets. Vortex will have you dialed in. Email jake at vortexracing.com to get a deal. Mention Pulp MX. They'll dial you in. Any teeth size, any color, uh, whatever it is, they'll dial you in. The folks at Vortex, they've been part of our show for a long time, and thank them. And they br- please and proud to bring you our next guest on the show. We've had Villaman, we had Tomac, we had Jimmy D, and now it's time for the Bear, Tyler Bowers. What's up, Tyler? How are you, man? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm trying to recover from the weekend. How you guys doing? We're good, man. Thank you. So, 
Uh, first of all, great race. Quietly, a very good race for you at San Diego. Way back to start. I don't know what happened or where you were, but by the end, you were in the top yeah. 10. And uh, so nice ride, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I got a little crazy on the start gate. I was uh, that my heat race start, I just, you know, just didn't get a great jump, whatever. And, and the main, I was like, all right, it's really slick. It's wet. There's mud packed into the grate. Let's lean real far back, get the uh-huh. huddle low, and do this like a concrete start and for some reason i still lit up i was freaking sideways when the gate dropped so so okay um, wait a minute wait a minute yeah, what so what did marv do then off the heat like how does Damn, he's going across how does that happen I with I marv exactly what marv i did exactly what marv did like uh, okay sideways with the guy next to me so i don't okay. know like it was bad all right and uh and so basically you were last is what you're saying yeah so i was like last and i'm like it was actually probably a good thing because i didn't get splashed i was like that far behind off the gate drop and uh, so I went ripping by a bunch of dudes in the first turn because I could actually see. And then uh, just got caught up because I was coming from the back. You know, I got caught up with some guys that were not riding very good. Mm-hmm. Guys swerving everywhere. Um, <laughs> one guy, like, T-boned me from the outside. No, I don't even know who it was. Everybody was so muddy and knocked me down. Right. Got up from that. I was, like, sick. I went passing a couple other dudes. And uh, I think LeMay got stuck in a rut, like, right in front of me. He, like, dove into the rut in front of me and got stuck. And I just ran into his back end. We sat there for a little bit. So, like, before I got to the finish line off the start, I crashed like three times, hmm. and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, all right, just don't make it worse, dude." Like I, and then right up the finish line, I stalled it somehow too. I was like, "What am I doing?" So I was like, "All right, this is going to be a long one." Um, <sighs> so, but it, you know, these mud races, I love the mud myself. I grew up racing in the mud a lot, and uh, what's what's awesome about them is you never know what can happen. It's a long race. You got to be smart. You got to make sure your bike lasts. You mm-hmm. don't smoke your clutch, um, and you just got to be the guy that crashes the least. Um, I crashed three times the first lap, and I didn't crash anymore after that. I just kept plugging away. Um, next thing I know, I finished in 10th. So it was, yeah, a really good weekend for me. So A-Ray crashing 14 times in the main probably isn't, isn't the way to – Dude, he he was in front of me and swerved so hard in the rhythm section that I almost T-boned him so bad. And I was like, just typical A-Ray. Like, dude, if I hit him, Mathis is going to like, they're going to have a heyday with this. Oh, we, like, yeah, no, we, we would have two weeks on, on the Bowers. And, you know, and he's going to be crying for like another year over it for no reason. The, and I'm like, uh. the, the I want you to know that the, the uh, Foxborough Boston Supercross incident between you and him where I got both of you guys to talk about it and I did a column on my website – it was in the yeah. top ten of stories most clicked on for the year, Bowers. Dude. People loved it. Dude, he's he is terrifying on the track. <laughs> like when he's in like when it's dry conditions and he's going the other way, I'm like I'm scared for my life. You he's know? going like, the you other way. <laughs> like and he never I, I told him, I'm like, dude, if you calm down a little bit, you you could rip. Like you'll do really good because right. you're fast, but you just are on the ground all the time or in just these crazy incidents because, you know, yeah. he's cattywampus. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. No, man, you yeah, rode great. Anyway. And uh, so you're 17th in the points. You had to miss a round to go to Germany um, after after the series heads east now. Are you happy with the way things have been going for you? Um, certainly we, we saw Oakland was, was qualifying really good, just crushing it, and a good result there, a good result now. I feel like you're getting a little better here from when you started. Yeah, I mean, I think I was I was good when we started. I just, uh, you know, the mud at A1 was, I was super confident, super excited about the mud race there, too. And mm-hmm. uh, just had some wheel spin on the jump and ate it really hard, destroyed my bike. So 
Um, I was trying to come back from that, and I still ended up 21st. That was the only mud race I've ever been to where I was like the only guy that crashed and yeah. didn't make it the whole thing. So, um, anyway, uh, so yeah, yeah, that's true. That if you one, count that, that one, you missed two races out, out yeah, of yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I should you got to be in it to win it. So I, if I was smart, I didn't hit the ground. I rode smarter and I don't crash. But you know, that's a 21, and then I missed the next weekend because I'm in Germany. I come back from Germany, I'm still jet lagged. I'm eating sausages and drinking beer over there. So A2 wasn't beautiful for me either. And then. I <laughs> finally recover and go to uh, Oakland and start riding like I know how to ride. And, and uh, then this weekend was another mutter and I felt pretty good there. So yeah, um, I, I got to be happy with the way the season's going so far. It's, um, you know, I'm a privateer effort, get a little bit of help from some people. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm walking around the, the the semis at the races, getting food off different, you know, <laughs> truck drivers and stuff like that. So yeah. um, just being in the main event every weekend, I think is like the big thing for me. Mm-hmm. I got to be the guy that's just, uh, you can count on to be there every weekend, no matter what. I make the mains every weekend. So, um, you know, I, let's be real. I'm, I, I got to do the best I can, but also I got to be the healthy guy for um, when somebody needs me. So, yeah, um, that's the ultimate goal. But uh, just that I'm improving every weekend is, is just good enough for me. You know what I mean? Every weekend is a little bit better. Uh, you know, a 10th place this weekend, it's a mutter, but, you know, it's still top 10. So I got to be happy with it and just keep plugging along. So, yeah, to be clear, like if someone comes calling, for a fill-in ride or whatever, you're ready to go for for any team for any kind of brand of bike. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm open to do to go anywhere. I, um, you know, my sponsors help out a lot, and mm-hmm. I have a lot of people in my corner. Um, but I, I try to do it too, so it's fair for everybody. Um, everybody supports me and, and knows the ultimate goal is to you know get to land that fill-in ride where it's uh, just a little cozier for me and my yeah. family, um, and a little bit little little more stress-free. Um, Every, I do everything, you know, race to race with mm-hmm. all my sponsors so nobody gets screwed out of anything. So, um, you know, and, and I that also shows how much I believe in myself and my program that I know race to race I'm going to be okay. So um, most of my bread and butter comes from the Germany stuff. Yep. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm just here trying to be the film guy now, and, and I can I can go wherever. Um, but uh, clearly, you know, I have some favorites. Right. 702-586-7570. You got a question for the bear? Tyler Bauer is brought to you by VortexRacing.com. Um, so the, everything's going, the box fan, everything's going east? That's the plan? Or, you, or did you find some uh, somewhere to put put everything? No, so, yeah, so what works, um, you know, Doc comes down and works for me on the West Coast rounds, and uh, then he goes back to Canada, um, you know, when we swing east, and Chaz uh, at Trigger Racing, uh, my title sponsor there, he takes over when, when everything swings east. So we... Uh, piggyback the bike on a semi um going to the east coast round so i sent it on a semi to uh, minneapolis this weekend uh-huh. and uh then Chaz will pick it up there and he'll be my mechanic there and then uh, every weekend after that he'll drive to the races from uh his home in wisconsin so okay um yeah i'll, I'll just i'll fly in and uh, yeah. i just gotta worry about my practice bike now and box fan life is over until next year um, <laughs> yeah so you, we don't need it next year but you got, you got an easy uh, up or something yeah. like what you're gonna be pitted off the side of somewhere right of, of cowie guys or somebody yeah yep. No, no. So, like I said, Chaz will pick up the bike on the East Coast, and we have a little sprinter. And, oh, I'm uh, yeah, sorry. I missed sprinter. that part. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So, on the East Coast, yeah. Um, yep. Trigger Racing, we'll have a sprinter and an easy up, and yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be golden. Um, so, obviously, Tyler, the big topic tonight on the show has been the Lime and the issues it's been causing with the, with the riders. It's unbelievable to me, like, some of these photos we're seeing and the things we're hearing. Yeah. And I even saw a picture of a rider's junk that Kiefer got, mm. and it's unbelievable. Um Dude, and you've been vocal on social media. It's bad, man. And I, Feld is going to release a statement tomorrow, from what we know. They're mm-hmm. going to come out and say something. I don't know what, but holy smokes, this is, as we said, Tyler, and again, I apologize for people who have been listening all show. 
this is a mistake. Something went wrong. Yeah. Somebody screwed something up. You know the track guys well. They would never do this on purpose. And yeah. but but having said that, it's bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know a lot of the track crew, and they're, they're all good good men, and they work their tails off. I think it's it's unbelievable how how great they do and, and how hard they work. Um, even when uh, some of us riders are complaining about a bad track, it's not at the track builders. It's actually you know the powers that be behind them. They, they get their hands tied a lot of the times, and there's uh, orders in place. And those guys, they don't let those guys just do what they they're there to do sometimes. And I, I believe this weekend was like that as well. Um, I think there was a lot of lime already in the dirt. I heard um, somewhere around 30 bags at 3,000 pounds a piece um, brought in for Monster Jam at one point. And uh, so already in that dirt. And then um, they added more lime as they were um, uh, steamrolling the track before the rain came. And um, specifically the start straight away. Um, and then they tarped it. And uh, then when they pulled the tarp off, um, there was more lime added to that as well as it was raining. Um, you know, I have friends and other spectators in the stands reported seeing, um, actually, my friends were saying, oh, lime, is that that, was that that white stuff they were dumping by the uh, skid steer bucket fools onto the track? I'm like, yeah, oh. <laughs> by, this, by the bucket fools. So what you're track. saying is, um, is it was already in the dirt from Monster Jam. They added it yeah. before the race. They tarped it, yeah. and then they added more for like a triple yeah. helping of lime. Yeah, and, and and, and I know the track voters well, and, and they knew it wasn't going to do much for how how no. it was, what the conditions were. It's it's not it's not a it's not a cure all for getting right. rid of water. It's not a, it's not a no. water pump. No. You know, they're standing exactly. water on the track. Yeah. So. Um, lime lime is not going to dry up the water. It's just going to help um, keep the soil together underneath. Um, and it, it's, it was just mixed into the water. And so that big, you know, um, that water hazard in the start straight there just became a giant toxic um, acid bath for us riders and our bikes. And uh, it, 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 it's horrible. Like, you know, I thought I was in bad shape. You know, I have some yeah. rashing on my elbow creases. And uh, I had my, like, my left nipple was bleeding um, after the race. Um, I spoke to some other riders that had the same issue. Um same. I, I thought I just had monkey butt real bad after first practice. Sometimes I get dirt in my britches and it, mm -hmm. it wears me out. You know what I mean? But uh, it turns out it was chemical burns. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I don't think I'm as bad off as some of the riders. No. Uh, there's there's guys that are reporting actual bleeding from their unit. Um, um, I, mine is yeah similar Dude. area. Um, I yeah. got a little bit of rashing on my inner thighs, and that's really the reason I haven't posted any pictures is because nobody's gonna like it if I push the, picture, the pictures. My wife might get a little jealous. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's serious. It's bad. Uh, my bike's destroyed. Um, it's 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 crazy. Um, I don't know what we're gonna do about it. I don't know what they can do either. Uh, obviously, uh, J JT was on earlier with us on. I mean, he thinks there's going to be some litigation out of this, and I, 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 I don't know what they're going to say in this statement, but I wouldn't be surprised, man. I mean, this is serious stuff. Uh, yeah, I think everybody everybody advocates for the riders' union and stuff, which is sounds great, you know, and, and everybody's all gung ho for that, changing purse money, this and that. But uh, I don't I don't know if that's really the route. I think um, at this point, everybody suffered so much, and it, I don't think it was clearly that nobody put lime in the dirt. Like, oh yeah, we're going to burn these riders all. Yes. You know? Yep. Yep. Um, it was just a really, really bad move, and somebody there wasn't enough uh, um, people watching what they're doing, and, and that's a toxic chemical that should have been uh, ha or dealt with um, accordingly. And um, I think I think it's going to take something like uh, the 
the, the teams need to get together uh, because the team suffered as well with all the equipment. And this is coming from a guy that's not even on a team right now. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but the team suffered a lot, a lot of loss. You know, these, these, this works equipment is, is ruined, dude. Like, I mean, I've got the stuff on my bike is just is destroyed. I can't imagine, you know, all I, the coatings and, and special things that these guys have. And um, it's, it's a lot of money that these teams fork out yes. to come to these races and show their brand and felt just benefits from it. You know what I mean? So I think there needs to be a, a line drawn in the sand with the teams and the manufacturers saying, Hey, why are we the only one footing the bill for this? Well, I talked to, um, I talked to Chad today. He said an OEM lawyer has been in contact with him. Not, not a Suzuki one, yeah. another one. And yeah. I talked to a factory team that said their Kashima coating is screwed. Done. Yeah, mine, and, and that's, yeah mine's on, mine on my forks is screwed. And that is a lot like of money. Dude, like Kashima said, yeah, my, my, Kashima, my Kashima on my forks, um, I'm lucky enough to get some stuff from Showa. My forks are screwed. And it's uh, my one set that I get. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know what we're going to do about it. The Kashima, you have to send it to Japan. It's a whole process. It's not a timely thing. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. Right. It's, it's bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's not not going to be good. I don't know what they can say because, as again, they don't want to open themselves up to litigation. And it's twenty nineteen; it's the world we live in. But fuck, right, they got to yeah, they got to be. They screwed up. They screwed up. That's it. You got to own it. You got to work with it. I, I don't know how they do it, but as a rider, Tyler, what would you accept from Feld? Like, what would you want as a rider? Um, I don't. I don't know if I want anything from from Feld. I mean, dude, we what we do is dangerous. Uh, these chemical burns suck. Uh, no amount of money is going to take away that. Oh my gosh, my my balls are on fire. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna. You're not gonna be able to fix that. Um, I think it would help maybe like some monetary stuff for like the bike damages. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just that we need to band together and and uh, come together and work together with Feld and show that um, we're not gonna. We need to we need to work together for safety. I know Trey Kennard came years ago and tried to do a safety initiative, and Feld kind of just swept him under the rug. People didn't really listen to him. Nobody had his back. Um, I think we we do need to have some meetings and organize to some extent where we can work together with Feld to ensure the safety of the athletes. So Feld also has a show that continues. It's a very profitable show for them. And I think um, there's just, there, we just need to talk. We just need to be able to get along better and, and open up more communication uh, and really think about what we're doing before we just start doing crazy things like this. Tyler, it's, it's admirable. And we talked about it earlier and nothing's going to happen, dude. Nothing's going to happen. It should, but yeah, I think I think so. <laughs> I, I bet their excuse is going to be, you know, lime's always been used in the dirt, blah blah blah, which it has, and, and yeah. it does great. It does great things sometimes. There's been numerous times, you know, in, in both arena cross and supercross, where they added lime, and it, it and those sections or those faces of the jumps, it made it way safe, safer and better. Um, however, this we knew this conditions this weekend, it wasn't going to make it any better. Adding lime to the face of the triple this weekend was not going to make us riders jump the triple because it was just so bad. Um, I think, but then thinking back on it, some of the symptoms I have now, I have a cough that's like phlegm that comes up, um, all the burning I have. There's certain races throughout the year that um, I get the same exact symptoms, um, mm-hmm. less severe. And, you know, like Vegas every year, I get um, my, my lips get extremely chapped and my face burns super bad after the race. And anywhere the roost hits is pretty, it, it's pretty rashed out and burning. And I, I just kind of 
thought it was the dry air or whatever. And I know the, the dirt there is a little bit acidic on the bikes. Um, I've had bikes that we left for two days after the race instead yeah. of cleaning right away, and they got they got tore up. Um, and other races throughout the season, Toronto used to be like that. Um, and I would leave coughing, you know, like for two weeks, I'd just have this cough, no cold, just some phlegm that came up. Um, and and now seeing the severity of the symptoms now, I realize it was from Lyme in the dirt at those locations, and, and I realize it's not safe at all, and that there's we need to not use it. We need to definitely look at different routes um, to dry out the track, um, whether it's sand or mulch or any, anything, any or just, hey, it's going to rain this weekend. They knew it was going to rain two weeks out from this race. So what, everybody knew it. I knew it. All the teams knew it. Every, like Feld knew it. Let's maybe make the track easier, like less, no well, triples, you know. Yeah, they did. Like, they did make the rollers, which right, I, I which think I like that. They yeah. they didn't build a yeah, whole whoop section like they did in Seattle, you know. Yeah, but like what you know? Why do we need a triple when we know? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm never going to jump it, or like so, even if it was like onto a tabletop, they would probably have guys actually jumping, getting more airtime, which is yeah, yeah. for the fans. Yeah. You know? So the track crew, there's got to be someone again. I don't know who you know, Tyler, or who you've talked to, but. Doesn't someone from the track crew be like, hey, man, this is our third, this is our second douse of, douse of lime. It ain't going to happen. We're not doing it. Like, I don't, does someone put their hand up and say that? Because these guys know. Mm, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I know all the, the guys of the track crew, fortunately. enough. Yeah, um, I, I mean. They're all uh, my kind of guys. Uh I'm sure there was, uh, but uh, there are also very powerful people at Feld that, you know, people want to make a living and, and want to keep their jobs and they say, just do it. And, and I'm sure all the track crew don't, you know, they don't know exactly how toxic lime is, you yeah, know, especially yeah. under these circumstances when mixed with water, it gets way worse, I guess. Um, and they don't, I mean, they're not chemists, you know, they, yeah, they're, yeah. they're working on tracks. They're right. dirt chemists is what they are. They're not, you know, actual chemists. So they, um, I'm sure they were just doing the best that they could do and doing what they're told and, and they do a great job normally. And, and it's just, it's it's bad. I uh I just think I I think I don't know for sure, Tyler. I don't know much, you know much about what happened. I just think they said, "Hey, Bob, throw the lime down," yeah. and then and then yeah, Bob yeah. goes and does it, and then uh, someone's like, "Hey, they Donnie, did you put the lime down? No, put the yeah. lime." D-. And, and I I <laughs> yeah. think that, I, that that's as simple as that. I think because because they yeah. they have yeah. to know better. They they know. And also and, too, what Tyler says about. Monster Jam coming in. They probably dumped a shit ton of lime for the Monster Jam. Yeah, which you knowing, said they did. No, they did. Knowing yeah. that it's not the the the, the, the driver is not low to yeah. the ground, so it's not going to yeah. affect I've, them as much. Yeah, uh, I've heard from Monster Jam drivers that had um, their trucks destroyed from it. Actually, yeah. So, oh wow. Um, that was should have been somebody at Feld. I don't know. Maybe it's a different branch at Monster Jam, but somebody should have communicated. Hey, we just. <laughs> Destroyed all these trucks. Right. Yeah. We shouldn't put actual athletes um, where it's going to be touching their skin in it, you know. But Monster Jam drivers are in cabs, and it's maybe not as um, gnarly as them. But yeah, it's it's like I said, they put it down for Monster Jam. I heard mm-hmm. thirty three thousand pound bags, um, which is quite a bit of lime. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you think you're going to hear anything from anybody at Feld about some of your stuff you've been tweeting and Instagramming? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I've I've just said my body burns and 
I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, my bike's destroyed. I'm not oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Not saying yeah. anything else. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but you know, um, you know I, how these guys. If I do, and, yeah. yeah, it's whatever. You know, um, it, it's the truth, um, and it's not just me. I think there are other riders that are getting a little bit extreme. Um, I don't know if we need to set our race or do anything crazy like that. Right. Um, but we we just need to. Everybody needs to get together and, and work together to make this sport better um, for ourselves. It'll be better for the fans. We can share ideas. Everything everything's just going to get better. We just need to open up this line of communication. Uh, look, we got a question from Tim. Tim, what's up, man? What's going on? You uh, you work with uh, Lime a little bit? Well, I don't really work with Lime. What I am, you might think this is funny, but I'm a carpet cleaner. But I deal with acid and alkaline all day long. And so the problem, and Tyler, uh, Tyler, you're a smart guy. You you hit it on a couple times. Um, basically, if the, if the situation would have stayed dry, there probably wouldn't have been a problem. But as soon as it, you add water to this and the water is getting on the riders, I bet you on the pH scale that water and mud was at a 1, which is dangerous. And so will you ever see this situation again? Maybe, maybe not. But they should have been aware that when the water is uh, hitting the, the lime on the track, yeah. liquefy you're gonna have a problem yeah you no, better yeah. you better know about it because if they don't if, if, that, if this if this never happens again which hopefully it won't no big deal but if it happens again and they do nothing again they, they won't do anything again yeah. Tim um, then they, yeah, they, then they will have a problem though Tim, thanks Tim we Tim's saying the same thing we just said yeah yeah we got it Tim we got it we we, that's what we said we said they, you know, the the, the water's got to be bad. Ugh. Thanks, Tim. I, I like got. Tim. He said I was a smart guy. Yeah, I, I know, but literally Tim was saying, like, yeah. you know, the water was probably full of lime, let's, and if they knew. Let's talk about yeah, something better We here. got it. Uh, we got it. Let's yeah. talk about your bike. Besides how, how jacked up it is now. <laughs> like, let's talk about how, what you did to it. You know how cool it used to be. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about you, Kiefer, having Brady Bowers uh, in a pink bikini. Yeah, so I'm taking your wife home yeah. framed, and she's going up in my office. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, you get, you get the poster? Yeah. So when I'm uh, doing it. podcasts or something, I'm gonna look and, right right at that yeah. VP can. And, and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, make sure you say that VP can. I had to, I had to use that to get some VP this year. <laughs> Um, I said, hey, like, uh, I had to do a little proposal, and I was like, hey, this is this is what I do for you. My wife's sitting on the VPK and selling posters. Um, also, <laughs> too, it, it's personalized to Kiefer as well. Yeah, so, that's, that's, yeah, I love it. Right, right. Thank you. Tell All Brady, right. thank you very much. All right, go, go on yeah, with the bike. Absolutely. No, I was just saying, so, what, so we, you said you put some tie on your bike. You know, I guess a lot of people don't know what ex- the extent of your, your whole program is. I know you got some factory suspension, but maybe not factory engine. Yeah, I do. Um, HM Factory Services does my engine. Um, they're in Yorba Linda, California. Um, Brandon, uh, I tried him out a couple years ago now, and, and uh, he's just kind of coming from an off-road background, and uh, I just needed a guy to do an engine for me one day, and, and uh, I had a friend hook me up with him, and I was like, oh, gosh, an off-road guy? Let's see how this goes. Um, and it was amazing. Um, very smooth, control, controlled power, and it's uh, I think it's very close to what a lot of the factory teams use now um so yeah i don't have a factory engine in it but we have a great package and we this year was awesome because the 2019 cow you don't have to really do much to it we basically threw a piston in it did some head porting and we're going racing um yeah we we messed with some tie recently 
Um, that was something I finally got my tie kits um, right before Oakland and uh, was able to kind of try them. I, I like I did the testing for the Cowboy guys this summer on their on their 2019 bike, um, just the R and D for the race team. Um, so I enjoy the testing. I love the process. Um, just trying things if they work great, if they suck whatever um so donk and i tested some bolts one day did some torque specs and just found some positions where we really liked uh some more flex and less flex and and all that and then got the bike working a little bit better yeah because being a test guy now that you you're aware of what can happen and by the way the cowie guys are stoked on you bowers and you're testing by the way that, that's, that's great really? they, they, they really so, they've learned a lot sorry to interrupt no no I think they need somebody to test some more that's what they need so now that you've been <laughs> testing more and have been a part of that process um, do you find yourself thinking about your bike a lot more when you're racing? Actually, now, nowadays I do, I do it less. You know, I've always thought about my bike a lot and, and always try to pay attention to it a lot. And I, I fell into that trap for a few years where, you know, you make a change, you're on the track and you're like, oh man, this is the wrong way. And then you think about it, the whole heat race, the main event or whatever, and you let it bug you. Um, I'm older now and I know that us riders can adapt and should be able to adapt to anything. Mm, I think interesting. we, we yeah. yeah, we test and, and we can make the bike better, of course, but it's pretty amazing what us riders can do. Um, mm. um, my rookie year, I was on the same team as Jason Lawrence, uh, Yamaha of Troy when he won the West coast title. And, uh, he could ride any of our bikes faster than any of us for longer than any of us. Um, <laughs> and it, it didn't matter. And you can hand them any bike any day. I know numerous riders still today that, they, yeah, they're not thinking about the bike. They're just fast, you know. They go out there, track changes, they adapt to it, and they make it happen. Um, I think you can definitely make the bike better and make your job easier. Um, but sometimes I, when I get out there and I'm like, oh, I went too quick the wrong way, you know, I just, uh, I just say, oh, whatever. i got to adapt to it this race. And oh, interesting. It and, yes, it's not all about uh, yeah, setup. Mm, what do you know? <laughs> it's not all yeah. about setup. Oh, it isn't. No, I mean, no, it, it, it helps, isn't. obviously. Well, yes, it helps. But what you do, as Tyler knows, yeah. and any great rider knows, get the Why bike. Why are you yelling at me? Get the bike into a ballpark of where you want it, and you make the difference from there. Right. That's what happens. Yeah. All you, that's what makes yeah. a good racer. All you jerk-off riders testing all the time. <laughs> uh, hey, Bowers, you got a chain sponsor? Uh, no, I, I get Chaz buys chains. Oh well, well, let's get you. Let's get you hooked up with the folks from Firepower. They're on the show. It's great quality. They, they're looking for guys like the sponsor. They got Ben Lemay running it. Let's get you a chain sponsor. I like chains. <laughs> All right, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> uh, we got a question for you from Morgan. Morgan, what's up? What's your uh, What's your question for Tyler Bowers? Arena Cross. Hey, guys, how's it going tonight? Good. Hey, uh, so with with all that the lime on uh, on the track this weekend and stuff like that, how it's like I've seen pictures of it like corroding bikes and stuff. Like, how do you get that shit off your off your frame or off your bike? You know, how do you clean that up? Uh, you clean it up. You either need to know some of the vapor blaster or uh, sit there with Luma Bright all day and yeah. scotch bright pad yeah, and, sc- and really get into it. And uh, the hard part is getting into the nooks and crannies. Oh, you're um, unfortunately you don't get it really off. You uh, just wear down with the Scotch Brite and all that. You just wear down the remaining aluminum to the same level, um, and because it's literally been eaten away. Yeah. Um, so you just yeah get it back down to the OG uh. level and or get it all level and looks uniform and clean and uh, yeah then you run it and hope uh, structurally it's okay. You hope that uh, <laughs> like right. my clamps, all the anodizing came yeah. off. Not all the anodizing, um, but a lot of the anodizing came off my clamps. And you hope that the the pitting and the and the um, acid that has eaten away the metals isn't going to affect it too much structurally. Can you imagine Dave Prater and Gendro at Fell today and the calls that they were getting? <laughs> yeah, Can you stress. imagine the calls they were getting from some very important people 
mm. in the yeah. industry. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, Morgan, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, hey, The Bear, thank you, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Uh, always love the honesty. You're a great interview. Uh, and, uh, man, you've been doing pretty well this year. So keep it up. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. All right. We'll talk soon. See you, Tyler. See you, man. Yeah. Tyler Bowers, everybody, on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com. And, uh, and Fly Racing. What? The Bear. The Bear. Uh, Vertex Pistons. Sales at PivotWorks.com to get a deal. Uh, full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons and replica high compression or GP-style configurations. Your are you Vertex guy now? I'm a Vertex guy. Kiefer Tested. Kiefer Tested is using Vertex pistons? Yes. Fantastic. Uh, do you know every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna comes with a Vertex piston in the factory? Of course. In the engine from the factory? I do now. Uh, Vertex pistons will have your engine performing better than new. If you need a piston and you need a deal on a piston, two or four-stroke, sales at pivotworks.com. Mention Pulp MX and they will get you a hell of a deal. Uh, we don't really have Kiefer after dark tonight, but we do have a submitted question that I think we should get to a little bit. Um, all right. Okay. So... It's an anonymous question for you. Okay. Uh, my best friend has a girlfriend that he claims to hate in private, but he won't make any attempts to get away from her. She came into the relationship with an animal and that he now raises as his own and is with 24-7. Mm-hmm. Is it acceptable to stay with her to keep the animal, or does he tell her to F off, forget the animal, and start slaying on Tinder again? This is a question from a concerned friend. I feel like he needs to give up the animal and just break away and go back to the single life, okay, mm-hmm. and get focused in on what he needs to do. If the chick, the love of, if an, you, animal, the love if of an animal is strong, though. It is, but if you're complaining to your buddies mm-hmm. about your home life is not good, then something's wrong, animal or not. Okay. So he needs to cut it clean, clip it, move it along. Find another animal. There's plenty of animals to adopt. Find another one and just roll along. Just keep it moving. All right. The love of an animal is strong, though. Get another one. Like social posts and stuff like that. There's a lot of other animals that need love. There are. There are. Uh, EagleGrit.com. Use the code PULP for 25% off every order. Our buddy Daniel Blair is uh, invested in this company, and they are taking the moto industry by storm. Eagle Grit Mechanics Hand Cleaner is the choice of factory super t- supercross teams as a perfect shop item for moto dudes everywhere. PULP saves 25%. EagleGrit.com. Have you tried Eagle Grit? No. Well, you should. Okay. Uh, all right, everybody. Let's go to commercial break here, and uh, we'll come back. we got a couple more segments to do. The Race Tech Rant of the Night. Oh, I thought we already ran it. We did. I'm going to just do the read, though, because, okay. you know, we... we, uh, we Great radio. Thanks, DV. Uh, we got the BTO Sports Tweet at Travis segment. Marks, I think we can probably skip all Lime questions, really. I think we covered everything. Yeah, I don't have a single one picked. Perfect. Okay, so. perfect. Yeah, because I, I think we've covered yeah, most of it. Yeah. Uh, we got to talk about your 250 shootout. I want to I talk to you about that. And Factory Edition. 250 shootout. <laughs> I want to talk about my, my day of riding. Yes, I am happy. I would like to talk about that. Yes. And, uh, and much more here on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and uh, Fly Racing. We'll be right back after this. We don't got time for wives and chicks on this show. We're gnarly. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. 
And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Randy Richardson, good guy, means well, great interview, but oh my gosh, his voice is f***ing annoying. In that case, boss, you may want to fast forward while I tell the rest of the Pulp MX show listeners about Michelin's extensive motorcycle tire product offer. The Pulp MX nation certainly knows about the Michelin Starcross 5 tire range and its outstanding durability and excellent performance. But I'd like to share some information on Michelin's wide range of industry-leading motorcycle tires. New for 2019, the Michelin Anarchy Adventure tire, which features two-compound technology, enables adventure touring riders to have confidence on any adventure with a new level of on-road stability and uncompromising traction off-road. The Michelin Road 5 tire is designed specifically for sport touring riders and provides the maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. As the exclusive MotoGP class tire, Michelin definitely understands the performance expectations of today's sport bike riders, and the Michelin Power RS tire enables those riders to unleash their full potential. If you're a Harley-Davidson owner, the co-developed and co-branded Michelin Scorcher Tire Range, which is original equipment on over a half million models manufactured over the past decade, is the right cruiser tire for you. 
For the latest on all Michelin motorcycle tire products, visit motorcycle.michelinman.com for more information and make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and at michelinmotorcycle.us on Facebook. This commercial is not 2019 Pulpy Award material. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. A whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic yes. out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save. And we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex Ray, you got one more thing to say. A-Ray 91 is the code. And if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. I'm lost in FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer. For Talon and Kite Hubs, along with DID and Excel Rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing, Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels. Hubs, wheel building services. They've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company. For all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. 
Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. Gutsracing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. For 2019, Works Connection celebrates 30 years of delivering championship-winning products to motocross legends and champions like Lamson, McGrath, Wyndham, LaRocco, Carmichael, Dungey, Roxon, Plessinger, and more. 
Current Race Teams, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing Yamaha, Moto Concepts Honda, Team BWR, Rockwell Racing Yamaha, HEP Racing Suzuki, AJE Motorsports, and KTM Canada have also come to rely on Works Connection's commitment to innovation and quality. So if you're looking for factory-level parts, like radiator braces and skid plates to protect, rip a whole shot with a pro launch, or upgrade to the elite line of axle blocks, clutch perch, or bearing-equipped throttle tubes, just visit WorksConnection.com. Presented by BTOSports.com. Fly Racing. Chris Kiefer's song of choice tonight. That's where you say why it was your song of choice. Power. Uh, uh, because I was listening to some Chili Peppers on the way home from testing. I was like, God, I forgot how good this album was. Uh, Blood, 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 Sugar, sugar sex. sex, Magic. Yeah, absolutely. Good album. Uh, Marks, I'm going to leave it to you to tell our listeners what Kiefer said would be a fun game (laughs) Uh, during a commercial break. For for the girls, you know. I don't think for the girls was specified when explaining the game, I'd like to clarify. Um, So so take that for what you will as you hear what this game is about. Um, We're going to start off with the name of the game, dubbed by Heather Kiefer herself, which is the Wall of Cox. (laughs) In the Wall of Cox, you have pictures of said cocks <laughs> and faces and you have to match of random faces and random dicks. you have to match the face to the dick you said of your buddies whatever he did whoever. say of his buddies I mean, yeah so you want your buddies to send in photos of their cocks. sounds like a ploy to see I just, it's like pin the tail on the donkey you know thing. yeah we got it but <laughs> what's wrong with you well it's funny haha like that would be funny look at that little wiener that goes to that guy you know <laughs> yeah that'd be that'd be great and look at that Sounds fork great. tube. That goes over to Greg's area. Those guys. Oh, my God, everybody. That's Chris Keefer. The everybody. Wall of Cox, everybody. Wall of Cox. Dude, that's it. Yeah, I got so many. I can talk about this. We're not going to talk about this. Um, What do you want to talk about? 250 shootout. Yeah, so that finally Blue was Crew. Blue Crew won. Yamaha. Not shocking. You know, it's not surprising. It won a lot of shootouts. We're we're on the upswing as an OEM, as a manufacturer, <laughs> uh, really as everything. Our bikes are terrific. Our motors are great. And, uh, uh, Blue Crew member Mike Brown. He is uh, Blue Crew now. Yep. Yeah. Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Uh, but what, Now, I don't know if how much you know, but like he was fantastic for Husqvarna. Why could they... He was racing Loretta's. He was racing World Vets. He was doing all these Enduro Crosses. The guy's fantastic. He's got a terrific following. Right. Why would Husky not find budget for this guy? Um, I think he wanted more than they could give. So I think Mike required some things that they couldn't do. And he was in Tennessee. Did, did so. he or did he not answer the phone when they ever called? <laughs> Possibly not answer the phone. He actually has been better lately, okay. so he's been okay. Um, 
But yeah, I think it's good for Yamaha to have yeah. a guy that's racing a lot. Welcome to the team. And he's a great dude. Mike and RV as well. Yeah. Myself. So Yamaha won 250 shootout because of the simple fact of having a lot of torque mm -hmm. for 250. Um, Honda was second. Honda doesn't have the torque that Yamaha does, but they have a great chassis. Mm -hmm. Easy to ride. Third place was KTM. Fourth place, Husqvarna. Fifth, Cowie. And sixth, Suzuki. So over the course of a couple days and many hours, we rode a smooth track that was deep and loamy. We rode a rough track out in the desert because it was wet. So that really proved to uh, help chassis um, testing. So yeah, um, it's up over on uh, you know Steve's website. You can go download the show. There's two two days worth to listen. Don't to. go to wallofcox.com. No wall of cox. Go to Kiefer Testing or um, Pulpamex. Right, Pulpamex or Kiefer Ink Testing. And we I got mean, how much? Okay, so you got a shootout pie. Yeah, two fifty shootout pie. Yeah, specifically two fifties. Mm -hmm. You have a bike. Let's just say you have a bike with an amazing motor. Yeah, and you have a bike with amazing chassis slash suspension. Same thing, kind of. Yeah. Ah, uh, myself, I would weigh the motor to be a bigger part, and that therefore give the winner to Yamaha, who has the best motor. Do you agree? Like, it's it's not everything in that class, but it's a lot. Yeah, so Yamaha has the best engine, mm -hmm. but they also have the best suspension. They also have a very good chassis, yeah. so it's tough. Like, But I'm going to tell you right now, the Honda is not very fast, and it takes a lot of work to make the, the motor go. So I was surprised it got second. In yeah. my personal ranking, yep. I ranked it fourth. Did you really? Yeah. So... They're just It's just tough to ride fast, mm -hmm. but the chassis is so forgiving. The suspension is so good. The novice-type rider or the bigger type of guy liked it because it was easier for them to corner. So mm. it just depends. I usually right. think it was 80% you know, yeah. motor and 20% yeah. chassis, but now I'm like 60-40. Were you pretty surprised when you got a text from me asking you, like, what kind of boots go with my new gear? Yes. One, because... I felt so much like you. I was ashamed. I was almost like I had came up with the Walla Cox idea. I was ashamed. <laughs> I was, but I was stoked to figure this out because I have a set of A Stars Tech Sevens. Uh -huh. They're blue, white, and red, and I like them. But they do not go with this gear that I got. Right. So you're basically going back on what you said. It doesn't matter. Fuck. It doesn't matter. Just it do doesn't it matter the brand. But here's what I'm saying. You're matching the colors. I was mad. I was saying to you, Kiefer, what color of Tech Seven? And we sat on the phone for ten to fifteen minutes to I, go through. I felt some like you, right? But doesn't it look? Don't you feel better when you go out on that track, knowing, mm. dude, I have to look really nice right now. If someone took a picture of me, but you feel good because you know you look nice. I would say when I came out and had my epic day of riding on the Friday on yeah. my Yamaha, right. and the track was groomed perfectly, and there was tractor marks everywhere, and it was watered, and it was low me might have been the best day of riding i've had since i can't remember since a kid probably no i mean no i had i had fun on the cow and i had my cowie a few times i had some mm -hmm. good times but but yeah it was in, in last one you're on a good bike yeah bike's great two bike's the great. track was was good right yeah and all you said is i understand now i did that's what you put i said that you said i, I get it i get it right i had new gear i had a new helmet a formula yep. helmet Yep. I brought out the I brought out the all white Tech Sevens. Yep, my track was phenomenal. The Silver Fox was out Had there. Your buddy with you. That's what good riding's time. about, man. It's a good time. It was a great time. And then, did you drive home thinking about your day at the track? I I went to bed that night thinking about riding. Thank you. I went to bed 
thinking about what like a, a, a day I had. Right. Yes. And thinking about that rut you did good, all the things that you did good. When I came into the corner, mm-hmm. uh, the, ru- the dirt was flying over top of my helmet right. when I was braking. And I was like, look at this. Right. And you laid it into the corner. And, it, and I was chasing that next, fucking silver fox. Jumping next to silver fox. I was chasing that silver fox. You guys were even for a bit. And, and then, he snuck by you. Yeah. And then that night, too, the night after riding was phenomenal. Right. You had a 9.5. Yeah, 9.5 night. It was just a great day. I felt like you. Right. I That's like my life fun. most of the time. Right. I have 9.5s most of the time. Yeah. And I, I ride a lot, so I love it. It was good. God, I love riding. I might go Wednesday. Do West, it. Western Speedway. I might go Wednesday morning. I've got to get back out there. I gotta give I'm this telling place you, shot. you gotta give it another shot. Are you gonna give Mesquite another shot and dump that double? Uh, it's gone now. Someone tweeted me and said it's gone. It's gone now. Yeah, they took it out. I guess they just. What about the track that you went by my house? That it was good. So you thought that track was better? The track was better than the other one, yes, but it was still not Western Speedway. But Western you, you get what I'm saying. You went on a very good day when it was just bitching, right? At yeah. my house. Yeah. You get it. It was fun. Thank you. Um. <laughs> Ride Engineering, ride-engineering.com, 2019 KX450, yep. Ultimate Handling Package. Do you have much experience with this? Yep, so we just did something about this whole kit um, over on keyfringtesting.com. Mm-hmm. You can read about it. We've had this KX450 for a long time. We wanted to Is do something different. Is this pulling it in or pull, putting it out? We pulled it in. Pulled it in. So uh, we look in. The, the, the Cowie feels a little long. It does still? Yes. Man, I sat on one for the first time. I hadn't sat, I've never sat on one. Yep. But I sat on Bowers bike last weekend. Feels good, right? Donkey got mad at me, by the way. <laughs> it feels Honda-ish. Yep. It really does. Narrow. Like, does not feel like a Kawasaki. Yeah. So anyway. But it, overall length of the bike still feels long when you go to corner. Yep. And so guys that may have a little trouble cornering will like this. Uh, brings the, the triple clamp and the offset to 22 millimeters. We've tried 21.5. So guys that are a little bit shorter... Or maybe do struggle novice speed with cornering and not worried about stability so yeah. much. He makes 21.5. But yes, people ask, how do you feel 0.5 millimeters? You can. You can. Yes. So I prefer to 22. Mother test guy like 21.5. So just yeah. depends how you ride. And the link lowers it? Simple, simply put, if you did not put the triple clamps on and just wanted to do something, mm-hmm. the link helps a lot. It's a one millimeter link. Um, drops the reel a little bit. Helps settle it into the corner, which helps you right. your entrance into the corner. We have a set of clamps in the link in front of us. Good quality, great quality at Adrian at Ride Engineering. Makes. And the green really comes good. out really cool. Yeah, yep. um, and I think it looks good with the bike. And I always preach on on my you can get podca- black too. You get black if you yeah. Need to. yeah. And I always preach on my podcast rigidity balance. Out of all the the triple clamp manufacturers out there, um, Adrian does a really good job with rigidity balance. So yeah, because he doesn't just make this. He looks at the webbing underneath, you know, there's all these things that you have to look at when you look at a stock clamp, because there's a lot of technology and testing time in a stock clamp. Uh, Pulpamax-20 to save at ride-engineering.com. Get yourself a KX uh, lowering uh, ultimate handling package is what it is with the link and the the clamps. Uh, We we featured the Yamaha last week, which is on Mitchell Harrison's bike, and Jess Pettis used it last year to win a Canadian title. You're going to put it on your bike? No. You're just going to leave it? I'll tell you what I want to do, though. And every time I go riding... I get to the track, and I'm like, I should have done this. I definitely should have done it at your house for that track that you took me to. I got to raise the forks up. Is it flush? No. Are they five? I think they're five. So Travis... They're stock. Travis usually goes to seven. So then they're at seven, and he would have put them at seven. I need to go 
10. No. I want to try. I always, normally when I raced, I rode a lot, I like a tighter, tighter, tighter. stink bug life in the back. Well, we'll have to see. All right. Let's go test. Let's test. Let's test. Let's go testing. Uh, So thanks to the folks at Ride Engineering for, uh, engineering.com for making that happen. Uh, Catherine, what's going on? You want to talk about the FIM? Uh, yeah, thank you for taking my call. No um, I just recently saw this uh, AMA article from uh, Dingman. I don't know if you've seen it or have any comment on where, it. Where was it? Uh, where was it? It's just in this uh, in the AMA. You know. Oh, I would have magazine. never read that. Yeah, I never. Oh, read I know. It. Yeah. I don't usually either, but right. I saw the mentions of FIM, and they were actually um, pretty harsh, I guess, in some of their comments, or I guess critical. Of the FAM, and I guess there's some administrative or bureaucratic changes that are happening that they mentioned, and uh, I just yeah. So I guess since you haven't read it, you might not have any well, comments. No, but, I, uh, here's the thing, uh, Catherine. So Wolfgang Wolfgang Serb, who ran the FIM and was the chairman forever or something, he's out. Right, he's gone. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Marilyn Bastido was second in command, the Canadian chick who's absolutely clueless. She was second in command for this board of directors. What has happened, though, is they've, they've given the FIM a giant douching. A lot of these guys that are old <laughs> and, and they've been and these guys have been in positions of power for a long time. They're gone. The new guys from Spain, I guess. And Rob Dingman's second in command now. And apparently, mm-hmm. apparently yeah. this is ruffling some feathers at the FIM because these guys aren't like bought and paid for. They're not cronies. They they, they look at things objectively. They look at things, you know, at a, at a, at a different light than they did forever. Mm-hmm. And I can trust me, if Marilyn Bastido is second in command, your organization's fucked. I, just, I know this from, from my years of being Canadian up there. So I know this. So they, they've done this douching of all the guys. Wolfgang's gone. And, and apparently... Things are going to change a little bit, Catherine, from what I hear, from when the rumors on the street, and I hope so, man. Uh, Dingman is, 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 is I've never met him, but if he's saying that there's issues with the FIM and there's issues with this WADA and all of that, from what I'm hearing, then he's absolutely correct and 100%, and it'll be interesting to see what happens, because this guy from Spain, the head guy, and Dingman right. have different priorities than, mm-hmm. than the older guard of the FIM, and, and the, you know the whole thing through the tickle thing and everything else is absolute joke. I've said it over and over. Um, and I hope things change. And I don't know why Feld ever aligned themselves with the FIM. Well, I know why they did it. I've explained that over and over. But I don't know why they can't just say, see you later. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting, Catherine, to see what happens behind the scenes. A lot of political stuff going on right now. Yeah, no, he definitely called out the Stewart situation. He said it was ridiculous, actually. Yep. Yep. And then he called out the Tickle situation and uh, specifically said, um, I mean, basically that that something needs to be done so that he's looking to actively make a change. So I didn't know if yeah. that was just pandering to like the masses no. or if that was, you know, actually yeah. something to be positive about. But, I mean, it was interesting. No, so, I, I think there is yeah. some stuff going on behind the scenes. And, you know, did you see, I don't know if anybody saw this, but they the FIM penalized Italy for the Disnations for yeah. their fuel, right? Right. And yes, then, yeah, we, I saw that. And yeah. then they released the random tests, and it was all three USA guys got randomly tested with their fuel. <laughs> which I believe they can use different fuel, anyways. Um, right. But so, but so there's people in America, and I, I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not saying this is true, but there's people in very important people in America that are saying, "Oh, Stewart screwed, Kay Clayson screwed, Brock Tickle screwed. All three of our AM, uh, our USA guys get their fuel tested. Uh, what's going on in Europe? Nobody seems to pay any prices, right? Like well, obviously the Italy right. guy did, but." There are people in there saying you guys are targeting the American series and targeting the American riders, and you're, you're you're doing this on purpose. That's what some of the feeling is, and Dingman is going to try to help that, I guess. So, yeah, it, well, it, hopefully that's the case. Yeah, absolutely, Catherine. What did you think of 
uh, Kiefer's idea for matching up <laughs> the genitalia of his friends with their faces. Okay, so one, are they manscaped? Yeah, uh, no. Well, they however they come stock is what they what's the picture, right? And then I don't you... know. I don't really know if I want to see that. I think uh, I'd I... preferably rather compare like. Some nice man buns, maybe. Um, you know, I'd no. like to, to see like a yeah. you know nice tight rear end. That so be Catherine <laughs> is like everyone else, Kiefer. No, like Catherine. Everyone. Catherine is like a I normal person, Catherine... like myself and Marks and everyone else, and you. Once again, are on the outside. I think Catherine sounds fun. I think she'd be down with it. She saw some pictures up. She would play along. She's gonna play along with her uh, friends. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if my husband would like that. Yeah. Hey, husband. Uh, hey, husband. Call uh, call eight of your guys and and, <laughs> and and get them to send me cock photos, and we're gonna match that up. Yeah, it sounds like a great Friday oh night. Please don't. No, please don't. Uh, I'm with you, Catherine. I'm with you. I'm trying to get it. <laughs> I'm on your side. So is Mark. So is the rest of the world. I'm just. This is. This is what I have to deal with. Oh Chris my Kiefer. gosh! Uh, so. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we actually met you guys at the uh, Sunrise Michelin um, Ride Day. Not oh, the cool! The one before, yeah, it was Mike and Kate. We were on the Yamahas. Oh, awesome. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you remember us. Yes, I do. We do. I do. But yeah, awesome. But it was nice to meet okay. you all. Um, well, one, one last thing. Sure. I'll let you guys go. I heard your little rant about the the two stroke guy having like revving the two strokes at seven in the morning. Yes, Pro Circuit. That was Brent Myron from Pro Circuit. Yes. Oh my God! I swear, every time we go to a race, I am next to that guy. Yeah, and he is revving the two-stroke at six thirty or seven in the morning. And yeah. practice doesn't start till eight yeah. or eight thirty. Yeah, and it drives me. Yeah, crazy. hey, two-stroke jetting guy, you're good. <laughs> uh, you're what good, about bro. the Please. what about the two-stroke guy, but has a four-stroke and he's revving it like a two-stroke and he's just flow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. You're like, dude, it's not a two-stroke. Literally, the four-stroke is brought up the temperature within uh, eight seconds of starting. Right. But somehow he's warming it up. Uh, over and over. Clean it out. Got to no, clean it out. And I get that. But it's, every time, I swear, it's the it's the two-stroke dad guy. And yep. it's, he has a 65 right next to me. Mm. And I'm trying to just get those last few minutes of sleep before I have to get up and like walk the track or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's that guy. It's but anyway, unbelievable. that's my race tech Catherine, rant. Catherine, uh, I like your race tech rant. Thank you for calling <laughs> in. We're going to give you some Maxima oil kit. Okay? How's that? Oh, awesome. Thank you guys so much. No worries. Stay on hold. We'll Let's give that to you even though you don't want to play the game. It's fine. No, I want to uh, give it to her because okay. she doesn't want to play the game. <laughs> she gets if a soil. If my approved, then I'll play the game. Yeah, exactly. No, no. We're giving you this oil because you, along with everybody else, realize that there's something wrong with Chris Kiefer's brain. So, well, we know this already. Uh, thanks, Catherine. Stay on hold. All right. Have a good night. Thank good you. Night. Maxima Oil Kit coming to Catherine. MaximaUSA.com. Uh, Becca has a question. Becca, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. How are you, Mathis? Just enjoying a nice snowy night here in Flagstaff. How do you uh, How do you feel about this game that Kiefer wants to do? I mean, would, is this something you'd want to do with, with your boyfriend or husband or any no, any friend of yours? Girlfriends. Well, well, I'm a single Pringle, so honestly, wouldn't be down to play. And it probably would be pretty easy based on some of the vehicles some of my friends drive. It's pretty obvious what their size would be. I mean, <laughs> not calling anyone out. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, what's uh, What's your question? Oh, oh, just keep moving it on. She said she'll play, and then yeah, yeah she no. doesn't mean that. Okay. <laughs> I, I honestly, that gives me a good idea for a drinking game with some of my friends. <laughs> there you go. But um, so I was listening to show number two eleven, and Mathis, you were talking about how outdated Feld's marketing is because there was no way to watch old races and give credit to old sponsors. Well, now that they switched to NBC, um, people are able to do that, which is safe, taking a step in the right direction for the marketing world for Feld. I'm actually doing a research project on this, but what else do you think they could still possibly improve in modernizing their marketing because they're still a step behind than the rest of the world. 
Yeah, they they kind of are. Um, they're embracing social more and more. Um, but you know, pulling pulling down people's races to me is just ridiculous. Like if you have a race on YouTube mm-hmm. and they think they own it, they don't even own it. By the way, if you want to get into a real interesting discussion. Try to figure out who owns old Supercross footage because it's right. the Chet Burks mm-hmm. says he owns it, and and ESPN says they own it because they technically have it, and then there's mm-hmm. Feld who's saying we all own that because we own Supercross now, even though they weren't involved until 1997. So, hmm. but they'll but they will send you a cease and desist to pull down any old races. And to me, look, we're a niche sport. We're not the NFL. So. Get as yeah. many eyeballs as you can on your janky sport to maybe t- try to get some interest in it. And that includes giving it away, letting it go on YouTube, letting people post memes, letting posting people post GIFs, all that stuff. Like, get it out there so that people can be like, hey, what is this? Instead, they're out <laughs> sending uh, cease and desist to people who put old races up on YouTube. Like, exactly. Go, go figure that. Like, man, if you're a niche sport and you're not, you know, you want to expose it. Get it to as many eyeballs as you can and get it to free and, and do cool stuff. You know, that's that what I don't so understand. True. Yeah. So that's what I would do, but no one listens to me. No one yeah. cares. So. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying trying to get into the marketing side of things here okay. for Supercross, well. but there's there's so much. It's amazing to me how how our sport works and how they are trying to bring in viewers. I notice there's more and more commercials. There's some some places there's more radio, but you don't hear of as many just random radio stations just giving out tickets to Supercross. Like that's an easy outlet to well, gain more, yeah. you know, people. Yeah, when Feld took control of the series, from what I understand, is they stopped giving away tickets. They stopped with the treadhead mm-hmm. seats. They wanted to get more value for their ticket. And, and certainly some sports teams, I've read up about this a little bit, some sports teams, their philosophy is paper the house. Like give tickets away, get people in the building to try to get them uh, addicted to this game of hockey. Mm-hmm. Other teams are like, no, because if you uh, pay $100 for your ticket and you're a season ticket holder and you're sitting next to a guy and you strike up a conversation, that guy's like, I got free tickets for a car wash. That immediately, <laughs> that guy who has season tickets thinks, well, they're, they're devaluing this. Why would I buy season tickets? Right. So there are two oh, yeah. different philosophies to giving tickets away to a sporting event, and I see the sides, both sides for sure. But Feld has definitely cut back on treadhead seats and giving tickets away and everything else. It's just their philosophy maybe gained from years of uh, circus well, it's, stuff. It's crazy. I wrote about this too. Is how, have you seen our commercials during Supercross? Very, oh, yeah. Very infomercialish. Yeah. Very crazy infomercialish commercials like – I don't yeah. know what they're selling or what we're you know well, pitching out there, but it's bad. Yeah, yeah. no, they yeah. they need to they. Then this goes back to Prefeld. They need to knock the starch out of their programming, but they don't seem to understand that this the race day live that Jim Hawley and Daniel Blair do. Mm-hmm. They do a good job with it. It's also a giant infomercial. It's a giant. Like, hey, this mm-hmm. guy. I, I get it. You want to show value to your sponsors. I understand that. I have eighteen thousand sponsors on this show. I'm just I'm just money hungry like Pac-Man. Right. Just, but I've told some people I can't put you on the show anymore. I've got enough guys, and you can't um, you can't you got to be cool. You got to be core. And Feld to me is still starchy with their promotions and the way they act. Like they still are like, hey, Mister uh, MMI, come on the show and we talk about MMI, and, and you know you can you can talk about it. No one cares, bro. Right. We want to watch yeah. qualifying. Be cool. Yeah. But there's mm-hmm. a fine line there. So. All right, okay. Becca. 
That makes sense. Thank you so much. That's an amazing answer. <laughs> thank you. That's what I that's what I hear Have a lot a good from night. Pookie tells See me that all the time. Thanks, Becca. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, that's my race tech round of the night. I didn't race tech round of the night is about the lime. Yeah. Or really anything. Okay. Racetech.com. Yeah, let the women get out of you. That's fine. Love my suspension, by the way. Oh, okay. That day on Friday. Just worked perfect. Nothing. Not a bump it, it on the track. Phenomenal. <laughs> it's just amazing. Damon, what's up, man? Damon. Hello. Well, I think like a ton of Blazer posts like a lot of old school uh, Supercross videos. So what do you think about that? Like that, to me, promotes the sport. Yeah. No. Like, but even Tony got cool his hard. taken down. Well, that's what I was referring to when yeah. I said that. Like, yeah, they, they don't really own some of that footage, but they think they do. And, and like, again, right. if you want a, a good story, like, ask around because Chet Burks thinks he owns it. Lou Seals thinks he owns it. ESPN think they own it. Feld think they own it. it it's hilarious. It, it, everyone thinks they own the Supercross footage, and it, you know, hadn't, it's really weird. So, mm. yeah. And back then, I used to like have to watch it like late night because it wouldn't be. It yeah. would You'd have to watch it like late night because it would be rebroadcast. No, for sure. Yeah, ESPN two was was great back then. So, uh, thanks, yeah. man. Thanks for the call. Uh, BTOSports.com tweeted Travis segment. Let's do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOSports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. BTOSports.com. Call there. Uh, mention Pulp MX. Put Pulp MX in the notes. And they will dial you in, and uh, we thank the folks at btlsports.com for making everything happen. And, uh, yeah, they'll give you a great discount, whether it's gear, whether it's something for your bikes or your mountain bike, uh, for your dirt bike. If you've got a blue crew, it's fantastic. Just BTO. leave it. BTOsports.com. Uh, these questions are submitted to at Pulp Mech Show, and the guy in the corner goes through, picks the best ones. Marks, let's do this. This one's from Josh Brown. When it comes to mixing lime in the dirt... You said no lime <laughs> questions! <laughs> From Josh Brown. Steve, as a well-respected professional mechanic... Yes, uh, I like this already. I like yeah. this already. Laughing, crying emoji. Yeah. Can you tell me the benefits to V-Force reads on a YZ250? Lots of debate to use stock There's spacer. no debate. They're fantastic. They're the best thing out there. I, mean, I don't have any sponsorship from the folks at V-Force. They're Moto great. Tassinari. Yes, Moto Tassinari. Yeah. Um... Yeah, they're fantastic. They work great on two strokes. I would recommend everybody for getting them. Uh, spacer or not? I don't know. I've tried them both ways. I was read them without. Yeah, I think we did too at Yamaha. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little more bottom end if you if you take the spacer out. But uh, I don't know. Said. Yeah. What? Yeah, I leave mine out. They're spacer good. out. Good kit though. Yeah. From Jason Johnson, is NYK the new Big James? He's always finding a way to get on TV. Is he really? I haven't really noticed. No, he's not. not I don't he's, think he's really finding a way. He's not being happens. Malcolm. He's yeah. he's fine. Yeah. Malcolm McCassie back in the day was always that guy in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From Eric Cavalieri, why don't teams use recluse auto clutches in survival conditions? I don't know. I've said this twenty times. You know who did? You know who did this? Canadian National. Absolute horrible mud fest. I was there. It was in Manitoba. Paul Carpenter's team. Put in a recluse for the race. They also stopped halfway for a water to fill the radiator. They popped the cap. Yep. Fucking thing threw, flew 30 feet in the air. Yep. They put water in it, put another cap in, and he kept going. And it's, it's the first time I've seen a team do that. And it's, it was brilliant. Did and I win? think, I don't know if he won, but he finished pretty well. And yeah, why, put a recluse in there. Just be like, yeah, that's it. We're putting this in. 
Yeah, it's just so different when you put that in there. Obviously, it's not going to matter if it's a mud race. If I it's get, a total mud, the it. ride will get used right, to it. I get it. From Ben LeMay, does Mathis think the new firepower battery and chain made me get the whole shot in the LCQ, or was it just skill? It was just skill, and I picked him on my fantasy team, and I was stressing. Mm. Thank you, Ben LeMay. Firepower. Hey. Check him out. Real quick, Ben's what? bike looks really good for a privateer bike. I think he's one of the better-looking bikes, privateer bikes. Oh, are you talking performance or the looks? Just the looks of the bike. Right. From Tanner Hall, Kiefer, have you ever thought about adding 252 strokes to the 250 shootout? Uh, yeah, manufacturers don't want to do it, so I'm out. Oh boy, now you're gonna get now you're gonna um, start get yeah, started. Yeah, forming it up. From Michael Lindsay, in order, which is Kiefer most concerned about in the wake of Limegate? The riders' chance to race next weekend, the condition of the bikes, or their ability to perform in the bedroom with the rashes? Yeah. Second one, number three. Number three, yeah. From Thomas Daly. Steve, what can we do about Ralph and Ricky being terrible at commentating? Oh, boy. <sighs> this is the Nobody one. wants to touch this one? Here's I the mean, deal. look, I like Ralph. <laughs> I like Ralph. Ralph's fine. I don't think Ralph's an issue. Like, is he perfect? No. Oh, man. Is that Lopes? We need, nope. we need some fresh goodness. stuff in there. We like him or not, we need some fresh meat. Some, something, please. I know who it is before those guys even know. And I, I'm not saying I'm pro at knowing which rider it is, but, I mean, if you know the sport, and let's say you don't see the number, you know what they look like on a bike. Even if their gear is muddy, you know the style. You're into the sport. Ricky, Ricky's not good, dude. No, dude. He's not. Like, it, it's just not good. It's super boring to listen to. And I, and I guess I tune it out anyway because I'm really into watching the riders and what's going on. But, man, it'd be so refreshing and not to keep beating the Tony Romo stick, but someone in there that can give us some insight and some knowledge. You know, here's here's what's happening. This is why he's doing it. You know, da 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 And give us the reasons. Race Tech Grant. Like, I, I don't know much, but I'd love to be the guy. So you and Travis Preston are watching this, and you're frustrated. Yes, because me and Travis are like, dude, watch this guy do this. No one says anything. Like, we know what's kind of going on because he's been there, obviously. So he's like, why aren't they talking about how he's doing this? That's what people want to uh, hear. You're welcome aboard. That's welcome what people want to hear. Welcome aboard to my yearly daily slash rant. Yeah. People want to hear things that they may not know about what a rider's doing when he's racing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. How about a section? How about at Oakland, when they came out of that turn um, after the mechanics area? No, where was it? No, after the whoops. After the second set of whoops. The mm-hmm. left. Yeah. The single. Yeah. Ferrandez yes. and Roxon are wheeling it and manualing yes. it and killing it. Right. Nothing was said. Right. Nothing. Like, right. you can't point that out. It was literally like they would pass dudes going by them like they were standing still. And here's another thing that don't, and it's you can't so point easy that out. to talk about. You can't point about. that out? It's so easy to talk about. And as the berms get blown out, everyone starts moving down, 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 down. We know why. Because all those high ruts are super square edgy and rough. But explain why they don't want to go up there. Like, talk about it. And you see a rider go in there. Okay, here's why he's moving down. Here's why they're squaring it up. In the heat races, you saw him ripping around the corner. Like, just things like this watching awesome. Adam Cincerello oh, this is great. dropping off the fucking berm so he can set up to get on top of the whoops more. It, like, I see it. I'm like, that is so badass, and no one says shit. Mm-hmm. No one says nothing. Mm-hmm. 
not Ralph's job. It's not Ralph's job. A lot of comments uh, about Tony Romo from the the Super Bowl. But he's been like that all year. Tony's been good all year. Uh, yeah, I don't. Look, I mean, we, I don't really we, we don't need someone Romo level. We just need somebody. Better. Exactly. Yeah. Um, did you see? Did you see the the reply to your tweet from Kristen B about no. Romo? No. He teaches me more about the game by not underestimating my intelligence. He doesn't dilute his content, and I have to think to follow his football intellect. It keeps me in tune, and I respect that. Do you think she was? Uh... Kristen B. By the way, was supposed to be driving up here. With mm-hmm. uh, Chris and Heather Kiefer, right. um, she was sick though under the weather, and that's too bad. Or she was scared to drive with me. One or the other. One or the other. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would have been great to have her here. She's doing the Kicker Arena Cross Series. Yeah, and uh, so she's been involved with that, and she's been done the Monster Cup, and and she seems like she's genuinely interested in the sport and Dude, how and how to. You should see her notebook. Right. I've seen her notebook at the races. She actually like does the work. She's yeah. got a notebook full of stuff. She was grilling me like I was uh, like an F, uh, like I was under an indictment. Because she was just trying to find out stuff, and, and you know, and she makes notes, and that's how you're supposed to do it, right? You think Ricky goes into one truck during the year, uh, during the during the day, and, and asks him anything technical wise? He has to do at least something, right? I see him on track walk talking to people, but I, what about going in the pits? Right. I don't know. From Joshua Anderson, has this season shown enough growth from McAdoo that he will be on a Honda next season or another factory ride? Not right now. No, he's Not been okay. Yet. He's been okay, but yeah, he needs to show more. From Mark's Dog Boxing Association. Association. At what point do we have our money ball moment and riders begin being signed based on average Pulpamex fantasy points scored instead of signing guys like Hill who look fast twice a season? Oh, boy. The Hill thing is off the rails right now. Oh, boy. I mean, he got hurt this weekend. He didn't race. Hurt something in practice. Crashed in Oakland last week. It's tough, man. Not looking good. keep losing that time and losing that work week, and then you try to get into it, and, yeah, it's not good, so. Uh, I don't know, but Pulp Mix Fantasy average points, sure, yeah, that'd be that'd be great. When can I get my riders in live timing highlighted in green? Uh, yeah, I'll do that oh, okay. this weekend. Right. I wasn't home last you weekend, sound so super, I, you sound I couldn't super che- I couldn't double check it. Yeah, so. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'll do that. <laughs> at least at least Marks has somewhat of a normal life right now. He's not like I actually like wasn't on my computer during the race, and it was amazing. Oh, that's yep. nice. Yeah, it was good. Yep. Um, <clears throat> From Randy Murray, another pod that rhymes with Schmain event. Schmodo said something about knowing what was up with Justin Hill, but didn't want to blow him out. Is there anything? Yeah. Care to take any swings at this? Mm. Is there anything more than what you just said? I don't. Not familiar with Schmain event. Schmodo. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know anything. I think he was hurt from his crash a little bit from Oakland, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I got a podcast coming up with with uh, J Bone this week, and if he's if there is something going on, J-Bone doesn't ever let on. J-Bone just talks about how disappointing it's been. Right. So if there was something going on, I would think J-Bone would be like, hey, there's some reasons we know. We're working with him. Instead, in this podcast you'll hear this week, J-Bone was like, hasn't been good. So, by the way, too, Zacho missing this weekend. Fuck. Hurt his shoulder in a crash. What? God dang it. Not making his debut in uh, in Minneapolis. So He just wanted to play Pulp Mix Fantasy another week. I, I, think, I, think, I think it's true. So. From, Listen to me. From Tom Townsend, ask Kiefer if he'd ever consider doing testing slash setup clinics, showing riders what to look for on the track and how to proper, properly adjust their settings. Mm. I think I'd be willing to pay for that more so than riding lessons. That's a good idea, Tom. Well, yeah, get Tom charge thought, people some money. Yes. They come out, you watch their bike, you watch them ride, you help them set it up a little bit, you teach them things about... Mm-hmm. These people don't even know what fucking clickers do, yep. Kiefer. They don't know rebounds slow and fast. They don't know any of this. Yep. I, myself included. Well, Tom's not the first guy. Mark's to ask included. Me this, so I've got a lot of emails asking me about this. So I think I am going to try to do one. And maybe some after dark advice. 
Yeah. Whatever. Afterwards. We'll have a little Q&A session at right. the end. Right. But yeah, I think I want to do something like this. Okay, because... I want half the money and I'll set it up for you. Like I'll, I'll do everything <laughs> for you. I want half the cash. But yeah, it's something that I'm working on doing this, no uh, this spring, the, summer. So, no uh, promotion allowed on the show. Yeah, we're going to push it on the show. Nope. Yep. So yeah, Tom, could happen very soon. On the Pulp MX show, listen to it. From Brandon, Mathis or Kiefer, I can't get non-ethanol uh, gas in in my area. What's the best fuel to run in a stock 2018 YZ250? Two-stroke or F? Uh doesn't say F, so... So if you're on a two-stroke T2, which is pre-mixed VP... Oh, smoker. It's got the emoji, smoke. Okay, so yeah. Smoker. So T2, they just come in five-gallon pails. They're already pre-mixed at, I think, 50 to 1. And you just, it's a direct pour-in replacement for pump fuel, and it's really good. So uh, if you don't want the ethanol and you live in California, that's the best alternative. This one's from Thoughts from Ben's Beard. Steve, did Mookie's ride this year get him a ride back with Moto Concepts or a different team for next year? I think he'll be back. Yeah, they liked him. He was riding really well. Mookie's not going to have a lot of options, you know. I, I could see him going back there. A lot of upside to Mookie. Yeah. By the way, Brayton hurt his thumb at uh, San Diego. He uh, he still will be racing, but he's torn some ligaments in it. But he'll keep mm. riding. So this one's from Forkner's Temper. Why do teams supply four 250 slots and only two 450? It takes a lot more money to build a factory 250, and three to four guys usually are duds. Yeah, but the salary is big on a 450. I mean, Tomac, Roxon, Anderson, Marv are pulling down huge money. What do you think a guy like Sealy makes? I think Sealy makes about 400. God, that much? Yeah. Wow. I would think. So that means Roxon's 800? Mm, Roxon's a mil, I think. Okay. Wow. That's really good money, for. No, I mean, Sealy's riding really well. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, I didn't think he would make 400 grand. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, from Hugh Jassel. Hmm. Uh, I, I see got what you that. Did there. I got that. Being that the riders can't use all the horsepower in the mud, wouldn't an OEM engine last longer? Why doesn't anyone do that? Practice bikes are usually not that done up, so that's not that far off. I know the HEP bikes, um, practice bikes, aren't full bore so they're stock ish i just think a lot of these guys don't have just stock motors laying around i think all these backup motors and the the practice bikes have some kind of work done to them so i don't think these guys when it comes into january they're preparing for mud races with just stock engines sitting there from kirk rogers i'm buying a 2019 cowie what would be three things you put on it first ride engineering handling kit i don't know Three, th- three things. A link, for sure. Pulp MX-20. Uh, second thing would be a slip-on muffler. If you want to save some money, you don't need a full system, a slip-on. FMF makes a good slip-on. Uh, Pro Circuit made a good slip-on I just tried. Um, I'm waiting on Yoshimira's. I haven't tried them yet. Uh, third thing for me, I'd, I'd be handlebars for me. Different handlebars, some Pro Tapers or something. Hey, do you think hydro clutches are worse in the mud, like everybody says yourself, though? Do you, do you, do you see that? No. I don't really get that. People are like, oh, they, you can't tell if they're bur- you're burning it up. What? You can tell by the, you can tell because you're engine working. delivery. Yeah, I don't understand if you're not you know, you know what I'm ass. saying, though. People, yeah, absolutely. People, people say that. Yeah, because you won't be able to feel the lever. That's what they're trying to yeah. say. The lever's going to yeah. feel the same. Right, there's but, no slack in it. Right. Yeah, in that sense, yes, but if you know your motorcycle, you know what the engine's going to feel like or sound like, so yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. know. Okay. 
Sean on Facebook says, Wyndham was paid 900k salary at Suzuki many years ago. Y'all are off on the salaries. So that doesn't mean... Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, so if it's 900k several years ago, it doesn't mean it went up $1 million now. Uh, the economy's worse. The salaries are down. Salaries right. are 100% down from where they used to be. Red Dog was getting 750 a year. Yeah, and that day, Wyndham's day, that, that was yeah. really high times, too. Yeah, yeah. From Bobby Clark. That guy can kick rocks. Uh, Steve, would it have made more sense to knock the jumps down after it rained so much, despite a few guys jumping the triple in the heat races, the obstacles weren't used All I'm saying is (laughs) last year at Seattle, (laughs) last year at Seattle, who was writing in their columns and going on this show and everything else and yelling about why the fuck are they not ready for rain and building the tracks more appropriate and then... You know, they ended up knocking a whoop section down. The riders couldn't even get through it in Seattle. They just made it a flat pad. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened in, in in San Diego? They made rollers instead of whoops because right. they knew the rain was coming. And they still had some and, and, racing I mean, through them. Yeah, I mean, could could they have done something more the triple and everything else? Sure. But it did look like they did something for the rain. Something. Yeah. And I was saying that. We go to Seattle. Seattle it was a fucking full supercross track. And we know what it's going to be like, ruddy and soft and rainy. What are you doing? Right. Just saying. Maybe they're learning. I don't know. From Charlie Worthy, how much did these athletes sacrifice their childhood, mental health, happiness, and relationships to be champions? All of it. A lot. <laughs> Eat supercross, shit supercross. <laughs> yeah, no, a lot. Um, yeah, here's... I always tell my friends this. They're like, hey, Kiefer, you ride good. You know, you think... I go, no, I was never built to be a champion. Just never was. I feel like, yes, hard work. It takes hard work to be a champion, but you have to have something inside of you. Um, You have to be a little bit selfish. You have to have a little chip on your shoulder. Um, There's a lot of things you have to be to be a a champion, like, like Carmichael, like Dungy, and those people. And I just didn't have that. I just don't have that in me, and it just—it's very rare, and that's why you don't see a lot of, you know. You're a champion in my heart. Thank you. Okay. All right. Uh, that's it for that segment. Unless you had anything else really good. Uh, I mean, there were over a hundred questions, and it was hard to. Wow. So. Okay. Uh, let's go. Let's go voicemails, and you can take some of these phone calls and see who's there. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Here's some of the voicemails of the of the best that was this week. Hey, Steve. It's Monica. Mm. Hey, I'm just listening to Nash and asking him what prize he would like. I think it's a no-brainer. He needs a Wygant shirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is Team Wygant in this whole flagger situation. Peace out. I don't know nothing about this flagger situation. I've been hearing a lot about it, but you can tell me later. Steve, why does your Pulp MX app suck ass? This is the third week in a row that I've tried listening to it, and it has glitches, and I'm bouncing back from your app to fucking Facebook, back to your app to Facebook, and I can't get out of Facebook if I want to do something else on my phone. So I go back to your stupid app, and then it doesn't work. Please fix the fucking thing so All I right. can at least Jesus. listen to the show and bang my wife at the same time. Thank oh, good you. man. I like this guy. We're working on it, buddy. Steve, what's up? My name's Andrew, uh, long-time listener, never called in on the show, never called in, period. But I was listening to the show from this past Monday night, and you are talking about the stats, and I completely, 100, 1,000% agree. I think it's retarded. 
I'm in the same boat as you. I'm a stats guy. I love football, basketball, baseball. And you can't even get on some type of archive, some type of stat sheet to just look at stats. Now, I'm not saying you need to track everything, but how hard would it be to gauge how many riders that Justin Brayton passed this weekend? Oh, he passed seven. Well, let's just make Brayton seven passes in week four. And he passed eight in week five, four in week two, or vice versa. He dropped three in race ten. I just want some stats. And also with the laps led thing, like you're saying, maybe. Do, do you know that in the stats for AMA, for the triple crowns, there's no laps led for Eli? There's no whole shot given because there's three of them and they don't know how to do it on the AMA stats? Hmm. There's no stats. It's that the triple crowns didn't exist. Really? Yep. Well, Eli Tomek has zero laps led going into this weekend. But I saw him lead the whole race. Well, you know, when I look up on results on Triple Crowns on the, on the AMA Supercross app, the re- overall results aren't there yet. It takes forever. Yeah. What a clown show. Sorry. Clown show uh, of, of an idea. Of, like, what are we doing? <laughs> I was really mad about this last week. I'm better now. You're okay? Yeah. There'd be some type of award or... <laughs> Come on! Oh, you did it twice. That's I don't know about oh. award, but at least... Just let someone know, hey, Eli Tomac didn't win the championship this year, but by God, he led 111 laps this year, and the closest amount of laps led was 84 by Ken Roxon. I think there should be something done about it. I think it should go way more in depth. Because like you said, if they calculate how many yards you get after a running back gets fucking touched on the elbow two yards behind a line of scrimmage and has a 14-yard gain, <laughs> by God, there's got to right, be we got it. I, I people that this can one, sit sure. there and watch every single – Pete LCQ in main event for only 17 rounds. That's just my rant. I thought you might want to second round of the day. Thank you. Hey, Steve, heard a guy tweet about uh, <clears throat> jumps right after the first turn. And, man, those jumps weren't that bad. I know they caused a little bit of a problem, but they weren't that bad. And I even tweeted JT about this last week because I asked him, it looks like the obstacles so far this year They've been very, very tamed down after the first turn. Like at A1, there's just a little couple bumps after that. I don't know what was up at Glendale. And then A2, same thing. But And then just a couple double-double. Like they're trying to make it safer. That guy just needs to quit being an idiot. All right, that's all. Break stick around the night. Steve, you're the shit, man. Love your show. Could you keep on? Making a Stewart dream real. The, the legend of James Stewart. Like the, he's going to be the legend of like James Stewart. Why do we play voicemails? Why? Why? I don't know. It kind of calls like this. And they're going to have a little track. They're going to be they're gonna gonna get old it. enough just to jump a big triple. They're going to see the quad in his guy's backyard. He's <clears> going on about go Stewart. He's going to have his, I don't know, whatever kind of dogs he used to have. Like a big French zebra painted uh, uh, bulldog. Or, we're, 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 any, any of these calls worth taking? No. Okay. All right. Ready? Very angry right now. I, we got to wrap this up. I'm mad at myself for playing those voicemails. I'm mad at myself. I Still deserve on. that. I deserve that. Uh, Tomac, Dakotas, Bowers, DV. Mm. What was your favorite? <sighs> DV. DV? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like DV. Uh, when is wallofcox.com going up? Whenever Heather wants it. That's not for me. That's what you're missing. You said it'd be a great game. For my wife. Or for women. You didn't say that. For, it's bachelor. Yeah, bachelorette party. Yeah, pin the dick on the face. That's what I'm saying. Wow. 
Um, okay, um, are you ready? Oh, yeah. What am I doing? BTOsports.com. Fox Racing. Fly Racing. Light Hydrogen. Race Tech Suspension and Engines. Vintage Bikes as well. Vortex Racing. Pistons. Vortex Racing. <laughs> what they said for... <laughs> Vortex. Uh, 51 to... 1452 KTM 450 SXF. Roost MX. Uh, Ramit Graphics. Vertex Pistons. Uh, KTM 250 SX. X Brown Goggles. Uh, new goggle coming soon? I don't know. Is there? Yep. Really? Yep. You rode with it? He was going to let me ride with it and he didn't show up. Rich.com. EVS Sports. <laughs> EVS Sports. Uh, Travis Pastrana. Michelin Starcross 5. Uh, soft. Firepower batteries chance. Six ounces lighter than stock. Maxima USA. FFT. Pro filter. Don't ever do a filter. FMF. Steve's getting one. Atlas neck brace. I need to remember to put him in my bag. Works connection. Frame guards. OGO Power Sports. 9800. Get data. Uh, bottom end delivery. What about big bores? Athena. Athena kits, yeah. 134s. Guts racing. Uh, winged ribbed seats. Is Phil getting one? Phil. He, he, he's a pain in my ass. Uh, yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> he, he, he talks about it. He bitches about it. He hasn't got one. Right. WUSA. Uh, they do more than just hubs. Mm-hmm. They can get you some wheels. And that we gave that set away to that guy. Some rims. With the, with the welded rims. Some welded rims. That's awesome. That's high des. Uh, um, Eagle grit. Is it gritty when you wash your hands? It's like sandpaperish. Get grit. L.A. Honda World. Ridge Thanks, Honda. Ridge line. I didn't plug them tonight. Dude, my Ridge line is so cool. I, I love it. I love Ridge lines. Honestly, here, here's the deal. I'm going to come clean. I didn't think I was going to like it that much, honestly. Why would you get it if you didn't think you were going to like it? Because it was a good deal. Okay? It's $40,000. Don't get it if you're not going to. Chill down for a second. It was a good deal. I felt like I didn't need a truck. Fuck you. I thought this was a good, happy medium. Okay? I drive it. I'm in. Two months in. I love it. I love it. It's great. Heather drives it. She loves it. It's awesome. Is it enough to give up Jeep Trick? Jeep Trick might be going away. Really? Yeah. Jeep Trick is going to be like a ridge. The ridge line is one over. She might be getting rid of Jeep Trick. She hasn't decided. It's 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 on the cusp. Wow. Yeah. That would be big. that would be huge news. Right. Motorcycleindustryjobs.com. Uh, WPS job. Ride engineering. Links. Triple clamps. Handlebar mounts. Adrian. All right, everybody. It's been a great show. LimeGate, 2019. Next week, we'll discuss the, uh, the response from the folks at Feld and if they're going to do anything and what's going to happen. Don't yell at me because there's no after dark. You guys didn't send in the questions. Don't yell at well, me. Well, we had the one with the animal and the okay. guy. Right. right. Uh, thanks to our guests. Thanks to our sponsors. Sponsor deals on pulpmexshow.com. Marks, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Pulpmexfantasy.com. You mm-hmm. can play. You sure can. Why are you looking at me? Um, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, thanks, to Chris. Thank you. Thank Heather, you, Steve. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. com. Yes. Go there. Check it out. Um, Tforinktesting.com. Tforinktesting.com. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Spooky, go. thank you. Do you want to Max read about Moser. the Formula Helmet? Thanks to Switch. That's up on pulpatmax.com. Formula Helmet is up there now. What else? What else you doing? Uh, factory editions coming this week, so we get to. What's wrong with that? I, I don't know. I just we, that's, we, that's that's good. We're we great. finally got you on Blue Crew. We finally got you, and now you're going to be gone again because this is what you do. You lose your your mind over new models. I love good bikes. Right, KTM's a great bike. Is it going to be radically different? There are some changes. Yes, frame changes. No. Oh, okay. Well, so the team won't be getting these things in. Right. Right. Um, okay, everybody. Um, that's it. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Next week, Don Maeda. In studio. Yeah, bad news for Transworld, so hopefully uh, yeah, we're we hear get, some better news. From yeah, that. we're going to get into it, the why, the what, the how, and what's next uh, for those guys, including Anton and Don and everybody else. So that'll be interesting. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Kiefer's Drive Safe. Thank you. See you next week. Okay. Okay. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.